Welcome to the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast. Brent, it's episode number 35. Uh, it's November and Thanksgiving is in the air. Yes, it is, Whitney, as is the cold. It's it's turning that way, I don't isn't know, it? I don't know what it's like where everyone else is, but man, it's starting to get chilly here. It, it is. You know, you know the is. holidays are upon us. They are, man, but you know, it's it's nice and it's nice and toasty and comfortable here in the here in the uh palatial Broken Token Podcasting Studios, man. Speak for yourself. You're wearing, <laughs> you're wearing like four layers of clothes that, and, a, and a hoodie and yeah. I'm woefully un- unprepared for yeah, this, I guess honestly. so. I guess so. We'll, we'll have to see how this goes, and then I may actually have to add some layers. Fair enough. So, man, have you got your turkey and everything all set up and ready to go? Dude, everybody comes to my house for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I have hosted for the last few years. So, uh, um, you're pretty much looking at my Thanksgiving preparation. Yeah, Seriously? I'm, yeah, I'm going to do a little... Uh, you know, extra cleanup in the game room. I got okay. a couple things to kind of put back together. Yeah. Ready for tomorrow. Tomorrow, it, as of this recording, tomorrow will be Thanksgiving. Yeah, well, excellent. Excellent. So, yeah. Same for, uh, same for everybody us. Everybody just, everyone just shows up. Yeah. We host and it. We, oh, and we, they bring the food. That's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. We, we host most all holidays at our house. And so we'll be doing Thanksgiving at our place tomorrow as well. So, you know. How many people are you going to have? Because if it turns out bad here, I'm kicking them all out and I'm coming your way. <laughs> Go right ahead man probably 25 or so no no i'm staying here yeah, it'll be yeah. like it'll be a lot quieter here yeah I, I mean i'll start deep frying the turkeys probably and i did say turkeys, turkeys. i caught yeah, that yeah i'll start deep frying those probably yeah i don't know maybe 11 o'clock or so tomorrow f- to eat by like four so somebody asked out. me about that uh this week if i deep fried people are people that are listening to us you know because we're dude we're around the world with this sucker <laughs> we are it's we everywhere are. they're like deep frying a turkey yeah <laughs> what yeah. they do in kentucky that's a that's a big thing i it's, mean it's 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 huge it's gotten very popular in the last i don't know 10 years mm-hmm. yeah. and i've never tasted a deep fried turkey but i understand that oh, they are really good it's it's really it's really really good i mean they're 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 fan, they're fantastic you got you just have to follow the instructions on how many minutes per pound that you that you deep fry your turkey because you don't want to pull it out and then cut into it and it still be a little raw on the inside and then have to put it back in because it, then it just kind of like blanches the meat that you cut and everything like that anyway so yeah well, i was gonna say for in this the this here's some feedback that i'd like to hear this may just be a southern thing yeah uh and it it i'm thinking it's just a united states thing well, of course thanksgiving is yeah but the turkey preparation method i don't know if that actually crosses the borders or not but you remember several years ago even some of the insurance companies were running ads and they they did it for a couple years mm-hmm and it had to do with deep frying turkeys and and doing it correctly because a lot of people would first of all they take a frozen turkey and it, you don't flash thaw a turkey that, in boiling grease that, that is what it's we explosive call, that's what we call chlorine for the gene pool is yes, what we call it's explosive. that it's explosive and the other mistake is is uh, the failure to recognize the displacement of liquid caused by the turkey so yes. they'll have a, a pot of boiling oil uh-huh. and they'll dip a turkey in it and, and it'll overflow just, down it into, the, into the flames yeah and you're done that would be chlorine for the gene pool yeah. as well so you know? 
it, it never said never said you had to be smart to deep fry. So turkey. I don't know if they ran those ads state or uh, U.S. wide, countrywide, or what. I have, anyway, I have, I have no idea. But yeah, Thanksgiving is upon us, Brent. And I thought <laughs> this has been cooking with Brent. Yeah, yeah, cooking with Brent. Wynn, and it's it's only due that we that we have some Thanksgiving, you know, some fare for the show. So Brent, I found us a turkey for Thanksgiving. You're not yeah. looking at me, are no, you? No, listen. <laughs> Dear God, get him out of my house. <laughs> I finally got the soundboard working, man. And that's the turkey. I, he made that sound as I was chasing him down last week. If you could only see the look on Whitney's face. Oh, I'm, I'm happy. It's, this is like this is like 1979. I just got my... <laughs> there he is again, Brent. Catch him. <laughs> I just got my Atari 2600. Oh, yes. Oh, that's and Canyon, awesome. And Canyon Bomber. And Canyon Bomber. Yeah, love it, love it. But yeah, Brent, I, I hunted up that sound effect for like 20 minutes, man, before I finally got... <laughs> do you know how many turkey gobbling sound effects there are on the internet? Okay. I've more, ran through a bunch more of them. More than one. Yes, more than one. I settled on like number 17. It was it was fantastic. We but, have, so what you're telling me is not only do we have sound effects, but we've got a highly curated collection of sound effects brent i'll tell you i've been hard at work buddy hard at work yeah so everybody out there let it be known right now that if he throws a duck on me (laughs) we're done done. it's done there will be no 36 (laughs) (laughs) all right man so yeah but so before we get into the thanksgiving uh hithers and throws man you know and and kick the i guess the holiday off proper man it's it's awesome that we're able to you know kind of sit back down and record this month's episode i guess kind of you know you know i guess hot on hot on the advance of the holiday but man you know let's let's sit down and talk about what's been going on Bryn. i mean what, what all of you had uh had uh, happening over the past month man leading up to uh thanksgiving well if you followed us on facebook which you should you should absolutely yes. i don't have a facebook sound effect i, I don't know how a, a thumbs up like makes any sound not, uh you know, uh, you know what brent i'm gonna write that down i'm gonna get on that <laughs> You do that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so if you followed us on Facebook, you will yeah. know the saga of Burger Time. Yeah. It's, I think it's looking good now, Brent. What was it? Episode, I've forgotten. I mean, I, episode I, eight. eight. Was eight. I thinking eight or nine? So it was episode eight. We went out. I think we, we asked for people to vote on games that, that I was going to go through, you know, quote unquote, next. Yeah. The next game for me to rehab. And, you know, life catches up with you, and a lot of things kind of came up in between, and other games that I actually had to bump in front of it to get ready for other this, that, and the other. But the Burger Time had slowly been acquiring, you know, parts, and it had slowly come into, you know, various levels of being complete. You know, monitor here, this, there, yeah. PCB, getting it straightened out. Well, finally, it all happened. Okay. And uh, it is sitting here in a spot of uh, prominence in my game room i'd say i'd say i'd I'd even go so far as to say it's stately oh thank you yes very very stately yes yes Uh, you know for for those that that haven't followed facebook there's kind of now become the legend of the 12 which is the control panel i will find a sound effect for 12 (laughs) trust me i will it's really grown on me oh i love it i love it what the 12 is is the control panel is actually the the overlay's in really good shape Mm -hmm. there was a couple little spots in it that honestly weren't 
uh, too difficult to clean up and kind of disguise to a certain degree. But overall, the original overlay is in really good shape, except for the very front of the overlay where it bends over. Uh, I, I don't know what you call that area, Whitney. Where you got the joystick area, then it bends ninety degrees and kind of works its way down toward the coin door. Yeah. Well, there's white. The the background's I mean, predominantly white. I mean, it's like the kick plate, but not at the but not yeah. at the floor. Yeah, you know, exactly. That's, that's the best way I know to say it. But so there's a big twelve drawn on it. <laughs> And yes. I don't know what yes. 12 means. Yes. I don't know if it was we'll the never operator's know, 12th It's game. whatever we want it to be. I don't know if the, it was some kid's 12th birthday. That's what the internet decides it'll be, Brent. So That's what it is. I, it wouldn't... I, I tried and tried, believe it or not, everything I could think of and some stuff I found online and other things that have made me question my, you know, my manhood. <laughs> It's like, I really should do this? Okay. That you know. needs to be an outtake. <laughs> If that's not an outtake, I'm mad. Actually, I probably should have said sanity, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's exactly. what that's what happened. Yeah, that's yes. So, but I couldn't. The the twelve is there. Yeah, and I I don't know. It's kind of grown on me. So any, the the final steps were new pepper buttons. So those came in from uh, game stencils. Yeah, uh, new team molding. Some a little cleanup here and there. The marquee was beautiful, and it's got uh, a reproduction bezel in it. I've been sitting on it. I want to say that it. I've been sitting on it since 2012 or 2013. I think that's when Rich at this old game screened those bezels about that time. I remember there was a guy on Clove. Was it back to the arcade? If if memory serves me correctly, he was the guy that like coordinated that whole run. But this old game actually did the screen printing for those bezels they're they're beautiful let's just put it this way i'd had it so long that when i went to go get it i couldn't remember where i'd put it yeah so i I couldn't walk right to it and mine is still in the box unfortunately you've got a yeah you've got a burger time don't you Yeah, i've got a nice burger time but mine is still in the box what's your is your bezel faded (laughs) yes yeah see mine yes mine you could look at it and tell it it was faded I'm, I'm afraid if I were to put a fan on it, the blue and yellow that's there would, would just, just blow, blow away. away. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it uh, actually like cracked? No, no. Okay, it's no, just, it's, it's just it's, that. that it's light. just very, it's just yeah. very faded. And and I'm afraid that if you were to turn it over and do anything, even put a rag to the screen, you know, to the it's screen, kind of like clean it up a little it, bit, just to even off. to try to clean it up. It looks like it looks very brittle. And I'm sure that it would start to flake off. Yeah. Well, you know, back to the Facebook thing. I know I keep Mm -hmm. talking about our Facebook page. I have an A-B comparison up on Facebook. So I took pictures, a lot of pictures as I went through. Pictures as the T-molding was going in. Yeah. uh, Pictures of, like I said, A-B of the bezel, just the 12. I mean, it's all up on Facebook. There's there's an album out off of our, our Facebook page. So anyway, the one thing I did end up changing is um i'd had a stash and and how do you describe this this is one of those things where it's like difficult to describe in an audio audio medium (laughs) yeah but we're we're prisoners of our own show yes we are yeah below the bezel on a lot of these midway games uh, uh, many games for that matter but midway pretty much all the midway games have this below the main bezel Mm -hmm. there's like a piece of plex that's mounted in the shroud that goes around the monitor. Yeah, it sits in the recess of that plastic shroud. Exactly. Yeah. So there's like two sizes that I've come across. There's only two that I know of. Okay. Yes. So, you know, one of my trips to the local plastic store, (laughs) I said, okay, give me 
couple of this size and a couple of that size. And I just keep them back in my parts bin, you know, while yeah. I'm there. And they're, I think I, I think I pay like six and some change a piece. Yeah, it's not bad. No, it's not bad at all. Not bad. And, and I had an original one when I went and did it. So I said, okay, they had a couple tent, you know, um, tent depths or whatever yeah. you want to call it. So I picked one that was closest and I ran with it and I've used them. They've been great. I guess kind of like tint shades or the hues. Tint shades, yeah, yeah, yeah shades go. or hues. I guess, yeah. They have like one that's like a gray smoke, like a bronze smoke. They call it bronze. I don't like that. I, I'm a fan of the gray myself. Well, when you look at the shop I go to, they call them both bronze, but you don't. I can't see the bronze in the darker one. Okay. In the lighter one, I can see. Almost it, to me, it almost looks grayish, mm-hmm. less bronzy. I'm making up words as we go. Less bronze, more gray, dude, we, but we're we're allowed re- to do that. Regardless, yeah. I mean, we talked about the zenith in the last go around, and yeah. how the if you look at the bear monitor, the colors were beautiful. Okay, but and, and the contrast was great. It was a dark black background for Burger Time. Beautiful colors, mm-hmm. but the colors lacked brightness. Okay, I just couldn't make them. This, I mean, by the time I put that plex over it, it just it just muted the just, whole thing. It just looked it just looked muted, right? Yeah. And yeah. I worked on it, and I worked on it, and I couldn't get it where the colors had they were they were nice and rich and mm-hmm. bright, bright enough to punch through that that yeah, that just smoked didn't, didn't overlay have the pop to right. it, huh? Yeah. I couldn't get them there unless I overdrove the monitor, and then I then I lost all my contrast. Yeah. I, then you're readjusting yeah. for five other things, and it was just yeah. I couldn't get there. Yeah. And you mentioned that you have one of those monitors in a super pack. My super pack has that same. Did we talk about that on the show? Mon- or no, we okay. did not. Right. That's yeah. that's one of our you know 150 text threads that we that we go through on a monthly basis. But yeah, you remember, I think it was a Sunday afternoon uh, and I texted you and I said, lo and behold, Brent, you know, I I hadn't gotten in my super pack for a while. Have I told you the story of that super pack? I don't think so. Dude, that's a home use only super pack. Oh, okay. I've heard you've mentioned it. And I bought that. Not to segue, but I'm going to segue. No, it's what we're known for. Man, I bought that. (laughs) I bought that uh, super pack off of Craigslist and my cousin. Okay, he alerted me to that thing being on Craigslist, and I get over there and I get over to the house. So where your cousin I spent your money. My cousin <laughs> spent Whitney's money. Yes, yes. But dude, it was worth it because the super pack is is like perfect. I mean, it has like well, nothing wrong with it at all, and it's beautiful. But guess what, well, man? I, I remember your old super pack. It was, was great. I thought it was great. Yeah, and I sold that super pack. And okay, because when you told me about this, I was like, "How can you upgrade from the one that you had?" I, I know because the one that I had was clean. Okay, this one is all it, it. It almost qualifies as untouched. To to be quite honest with you, it only had like three hundred and some odd plays on the coin counter, and it was bought new. And you know where it was bought from? Our friend Jimmy Litzy. <laughs> Okay. It had a receipt and in it, it, and it had the bill of sale from Litzy Equipment Company in the bottom of the cabinet. Oh, that's great! Yes, to the date, how much was paid, and Jimmy wrote it up because Jimmy signed it. Now we, just, now we've talked about having Jimmy. So for everybody listening, yeah. we've talked about having Jimmy Litzy. He's a former operator, good friend of Brent's. Okay, I don't know him that well. I've only known him for a few years, but Jimmy is. I, I know he's a great, great family. He's a great guy, family guy, and all. And I know we've talked about getting him on the show, but I mean, Brent. We, so we'll do New Year's resolutions next month, but that needs to be one of them for 2016. You know, here's here's another segue related to that. Yeah, it, it kind of even ties back to my story on the multi game. Mm-hmm. I met you because of him. 
That's true. Yes. Yes. Because of the sale that he was having and everything like that. Yeah. So. And so, so I cracked this, this HUO super pack open and there's the bill of sale in the bottom of it. And it was one of those things, you know, Brent, I'll tell you when you're at somebody's house, I don't give the game a 150% look over. Okay. I roughly size it up, say, is it clean? Is it good? Does it work? Do I want it? And then quite honestly, I load my stuff and I leave, yeah. you know, I, I don't, I don't dawdle when it, when it comes to being in somebody else's house like that. Okay. I just, I just don't, I just don't like to do it. Um, so when I when I got the machine home, it worked fine. It has worked fine. My daughter and I have played the living daylights out of it. And you know something? I, I never really got in the back of it to really, I guess, kind of document it. And so while I was working on my Galaga 3 or my GAP Plus one afternoon, uh, that Sunday afternoon, I was putting new T-molding on it. I thought, you know, I need to get in the back of that Super Pack and just see what it's got in it. Because I thought it would have a Geo 7 in it. You know? And then, <laughs> and then dude, I, then I shine the light in it. And I... I I was I was expecting to see the prettiest, cleanest Geo Seven you've ever seen. You saw a big and then, pile of crap. And then when I when I put the flashlight on it, I mean my heart sank. And then I dutifully texted you and I said, "What in the world is going on with this POS monitor? It's a, it's a behemoth, isn't it, dude? I don't even like to look at it. I don't even, you know, really. I I, I second it, when I. I was going to go with this. piece of junk. Man, you know what it makes me want to do? It makes me want to take it out and throw it away. You know. (sighs) And I shouldn't throw anything away. See, that's, that's, I think that's. But I don't want it because I don't want to work on it. I think that's the crux of why I've, I brought the, revived the one that I did. I understand. And if, if. It need it needs they need to be there. I've got I got a couple nice tubes. Yeah. And I really probably just honestly need to look at the tube. And I want to say that when I um when I did a <laughs> Can rejuve, you tell we're elitist. Oh. We we've reached we've reached you know something we have become I didn't what, waste it. No, we've become what we despise from a collector standpoint. Well, I don't really want that monitor. I want a Geo 7. I need a Geo 7 inside <laughs> that machine. No, I was oh my heart sank when I saw that Zenith. It's like listen to me. A lot of people don't have, you know, <laughs> Man, I'm so, I, I sound so pompous when I say that. First world problems. Yes, man. but honestly, I did really want the Geo Seven to be in there. <laughs> Geo Seven. God, you should see his eyes when he says that. Yeah, dude, I really wanted a forty six hundred. I know, I know, man. Keep it's, your it's lousy. Of, keep your lousy Geo Seven. <laughs> your stinking Geo Seven, dude. I love Geo Sevens because they're easy to work on. They're just they're hard. Need, to, they're just hard to tube. We need they're to, hard to find tubes eligible tubes for. Swap, we need to though. get two pinball guys on here so one of them could argue. I want. <laughs> my stern and i want my williams it's like ford and Chevy. yeah and then everybody just it just turns us off because it's like they're arguing about nothing yeah well, i looked at it like I, I i can't remember if i got two or three i got three tubes yeah or two two no there wasn't a tube hanging i'll bring in. the zine if you'll have four oh. <laughs> look they're like rabbits they just poof poof yeah i had a i know i had at least two good tubes I want to say I had three tubes and two chassis. Yeah. And I just didn't want it to go to waste. I mean, the one that's in there is real. It's got a little bit of burger time where a burn, but you can't see it. And I mean, it, it looks really nice. Yeah. But when I, and this has got to be in the chassis somewhere and I don't know where it's at. And the chassis is just laid out in such a way that I, I really think the way the chassis is laid out was to make it a modular repair. It's not 
like flat, like a yeah. G07 where you yeah. can get in there and probe and look yes, at stuff. Yes, yes, yes. It's it's stacked and it's built together like a Lego, like a Lego yeah. conglomerate, you know, like some something, you know, it's yeah. just stacked in there yeah. and you can't get to it. And I really think that everything is like ribbon cable together. It, it is. It's, it's, a me- it's a mess. And I really think that, I think that was some engineer's sick idea of making it a modular repair for somebody down the road. Oh, just pull the power supply out. Yeah. Just pull this out. Yeah. And this, you just, yeah. The, oh, the, high, the whole high voltage section, that's a ribbon cable and, yeah. and one screw and then you pull it out. Yeah. You know, and, and it's it, like, it just, uh, that just doesn't work that great. No, no, you can't, you can't really work on it. Mm-hmm. So, no. but no. yeah, if you play it when it's cold and it, uh, cold for like the first 10 minutes yeah it's not uncommon for it to kind of wink uh-huh. and, it, and it, it doesn't the whole thing doesn't collapse and go away uh-huh. but you can see it just maybe a quarter of an inch all the way around yeah no sm- does, does yours do that too yes it does and, and I, one thing i will say is, so i'm not it's it's no no <laughs> it's no. not too much sugar no, no that's no. what it is it's not just me <laughs> drinking too much dr pepper <laughs> uh, uh, gotta play work time <laughs> <laughs> no man mine does the same thing but it probably doesn't last but maybe three or four minutes so uh, you know who's to say is it maybe well i say 10 minutes yeah. because i'll f- i'll flip the game room on and then i'll go play it yeah or something uh, understood, you know so. understood. now here's the thing man my the zenith in my super pack i mean the colors are good it has it has the it has the depth of color and i guess the saturation mm-hmm. on the colors are good but it it definitely is a little monotone looking i will say that because i compare it to my rally x who and your, i bet your rally x just pops oh well it's got it has a geo7 in it and the blacks are the blacks are black hole black and the colors are so they're so vibrant they're almost cartoony vibrant mm-hmm. and that's what i love you missed the i think yes we're we're really applying words here that probably there, there's some television engineer out there now He's, he's like they, they those, not o- those boys not only do they sound the southern, internet's free because nobody would pay them not, to do that not only do they sound like hicks <laughs> yeah they yeah, are hicks. they are hicks yes we'll turn the burger time on later and let you take a look at it i i still need to adjust to the hair because now that i've changed that um i, I want to say overlay whatever you want to call it, that underlay mm-hmm. It looks so much better, but I can tell now that I had the red driven just a hair too much because now I can see a tint of very slight tint of red in the background. Uh-huh. But overall, it looks much yeah, better with yeah. the lighter. Yeah, it, 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 I'll tell you, the, the value of that tinted plex cannot be understated. If you look at, you know, if you look at your monitor without it, it it's almost it's almost a little too much sometimes. Yeah. And that plex just really is the finishing touch. I like it in the midway games, especially games uh-huh. like like pack. Uh-huh and uh burger time because pack it makes it look like the maze is just floating out in the middle of nothingness yes yes yes. because you can't see anything else that that plex that under like knocks it all out well what i like about it is it actually clarifies the picture somewhat to me the picture it's i don't know if it's just the the glow of the phosphor bleeding over Mm -hmm. into the next phosphor and some without that filters it a little without without the plex you get like that residual kind of Overglow kind of effect, yeah. I guess. Yeah, no, I see. And, and the Plex just really just does that final knockdown that makes everything just look 
very nice yeah. and clean. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, I'm looking over. Atari did it with you know their vector games. Yes. Like Tem- my Tempest looks, over there it looks good. Makes it look, makes the display just like it's floating it, out in the middle. It, and it does. It looks. But then other games like Centipede, okay, that they don't have it. It doesn't have it, and it and it would benefit from yeah. it. To be quite honest with you, it would benefit. So I, I don't know. I, I guess there's an opportunity there if somebody if someone were to ever reproduce like a like a Centipede bezel and do it in tinted glass. I would actually buy that rather rather than clear. I'm thinking about going, to win, going and getting a window tent kit. <laughs> Just putting so, it on the back? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's all the same. You know, no, it's not all the same. <laughs> but you, you, you get yeah, where I'm the going. Same, the, effect, it, yeah. the effect is the same. Yeah. 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 So that's the burger time. The burger time has uh, officially been birthed out into the game room. Sweet. And uh, like I mentioned on the last show, my sister's a big fan of burger time. So it's it, it's a party pleaser, man. They, Everybody I've, loves burger time. I've gotten to play it. I've started yeah. to learn some techniques that I didn't know about and, you know, just do some behavior. Of the, you know, you know something, man, I was listening to the radio the other day and um you ACD, mean, ACDC, mean, come on. You mean the internet? Uh, no, 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 no. Actually, bonafide, you know. A terrestrial radio. Terrestrial radio. They still yeah. have that? Yeah, yeah, okay, dude. all right. Yeah, and so that. so my daughter and I were riding in the car, and ACDC came on. And she and she, start, she started kind of bobbing her head like that, you know, and she goes, Daddy, this song's on the pinball. And it's like, and it is. So we were sitting there, we were sitting there listening to ACDC, and when the song was over, the disc jockey came on, and he said, man... I love ACDC. He goes, if you don't like ACDC, I don't want to know you like that. And and then it, so then I think about the burger time and it's like, man, who doesn't love burger time? Man, if you don't like burger time, I don't want to know you. <laughs> well, I'd, I hadn't played it as a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I got the thing because, you know, I worked it in a trade. The cabinet was beautiful. Um, I knew I could, you know, I, I got basically the basket case. I mean, yeah. we, we, I've yeah. chronicled putting it together mm-hmm. and it was one of those kind of consummate classics, mm-hmm. you know, kind of in that food fight range where it's, um, it's not known by the world like a Packer or a Galaga, but it's still like an A-title, cl- an a level classic in my opinion yes. in the arcade circles yeah and i think it's the type of game that but that, it's grown on me i oh, got it oh, I, it's, back it's then i got it more for hey i, I can get a an a type title yeah uh, and that's oh, i got an opportunity someone to grab it but yeah. now the game itself has really grown the, the on game me. is fun it ramps up well it ramps you know i mean once it gets moving man it gets like really really hard too the thing about it is, in my mind, is that Burger Time is the type of game that everybody knows, and it mm-hmm. is always in that A A to B plus circle. Mm-hmm. Even though it may not be a, it's like you say, it may not be a Packer or Galaga, but it is instantly identifiable. Anybody sees Burger Time, they go, oh, Burger Time. Oh yeah, Time! They'll, they'll recognize they it. They recognize it and they remember it. And it's like you know, it it had a bigger uh, cultural phenomenon than we probably give it credit for. Because it's because it's so identifiable. Thirty years later, <laughs> this is her. La- I'm going to take one more fork, and then we're going to go on. <laughs> Burgers make me th- made me think of the old "Where's the Beef" commercials. <laughs> so uh, I know I gave my review. Of- Stick a fork in him; he's done. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Lord, that'll be the last time I use that. It, I but it, it, it seemed apropos. The funny thing is, yeah. is if you've got earbuds on when you're listening to this, it, yeah. that rattles back because we've got our headset on. Yeah. Uh, and it, it rattles back and forth between the channels. And it's like, oh, where's it at? But you got to love it. It's a turkey goblin, he's man. He's so happy. Yeah, if you could just I see it. Whitney, he's so happy. Oh, me. So, uh, so uh, yeah, the Wendy's commercials. We uh, uh, we already have already covered Pixels, the movie Pixels. Yeah. And in the movie Pixels, there was the aliens would contact.
fact, the I've Earthlings. I've not seen that yet. Oh, this isn't a giveaway. This okay, isn't uh, like okay, a cool. I'm going to watch it over. I'm going to watch it sometime Let's, between Thanksgiving and Christmas. The aliens contact you know the earthlings through uh 80s references and it's like <laughs> okay. it's like you know tv type stuff and they'll, they'll broadcast it over the television and one of them was uh i don't i don't even remember if they showed her but like a guy walks in all serious and he says we've just been contacted the where's the beef lady said this <laughs> and gave the report so my sister had to in this burger time where's the my sister who loves burger time so i yeah. can't wait for her to come for thanksgiving yeah, and play oh, the she, game. yeah she'll like it my sister was asked by my niece who's like 13 what did that mean <laughs> she had to google where's the beef and play oh, the commercial clara peller yeah that's who that was yeah. yes clara peller i think she's been she's long since gone uh, yeah yeah uh, she, wikipedia said that uh, clara left us uh in august of 1987 oh yeah, well, yeah. that long ago that long she was, ago she, she, she was older in the commercials. Yeah, but dude, I, she was a staple. Oh, I mean, she, she was, was like an awesome. '80s staple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. all right. Okay, so yeah, Burger Time. Um, she uh, she should be put to bed. Good deal. Speaking of being put to bed and and won't turn out the light and quit reading, <laughs> my bur- my battle zone. It's like is that thing broken again? Oh my god! So what's up with it? So I've, I've talked, and to, I have no room to talk. Trust me, well, it's just I've talked about I'm just this, feeding the machine yeah, here. Yeah, you're yeah. just you're just like twisting the knife. Yeah, exactly. I've talked about this before, where I had problems with the monitor going out, and it was the monitor was going into. Uh, um, Oh crud! What spot killer? Okay, so it was losing signal from the game. Yeah, you know the monitor was fine. The game would play blind, mm-hmm. and uh, it would just go away. And I could reach in, and there's two boards in in a in a battle zone. Pardon me. There's the main board, and then there's what's basically you know kind of controls and in, in the video output. So or. or um, it, it, forget it. I, I, there's no reason to, to dive into that. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm second guessing myself. But regardless, there's two boards in it, and they're connected not by a ribbon cable, but more of a harness. And I think it was like twenty, maybe eighteen pins. And it, you know, it's uh, a Molex header, and it's just wire, wire, wire. It's not a real okay. fine oh, ri- okay. ribbon cable like a hard drive ribbon cable, yeah, or like yeah. a like the ribbon cable that connects like a, a Miss Pack daughter board of the pack board. Or like like the MCR cables yeah, or oh something yeah, yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. a good example. Yeah, it's a good it, example. It's it's uh it's more of a harness. Okay. So I could reach in there and and I discovered this. I do this a lot whenever I have an intermittent problem. I'll take some something plastic, like I've got a real long plastic alignment tool mm-hmm. and I'll just start tapping things mm-hmm. and I'll zero in if I've got an intermittent connection where that connection's at. And I can get in and poke real that's, specific points. And that's like hashtag pro tip yeah. right there, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I guess it is. Yeah. yeah, it is. I mean, that's that's a good idea. So, uh, and, and I've been known to just gently tap with it the head of a, uh, if, if I've got a game playing blind or just maybe some graphic glitches or something, okay. and I, I suspect a socket, I've, I've been known just to, just to lightly wrap, you know, the head of an IC or something. So anyway, I, I, I could get in and I could whack on that, that harness and it would come on so i was attributing that to the header and i'd already you know i'd already reflowed the header so i eventually replaced the the header on both sides of the on both boards yeah i remember you doing that man i think you even showed pictures of that on facebook yeah i did there's pictures of that on facebook big pile of little molex pins there yeah um i used the uh um 
the high end pins, not just where it's, I, I can't think of the name of them right now, but the, there's a there's a Molex, there's a 156 Molex oh, pin. Oh, it's the uh, Trifercon. The Trifercon yes. pins, right, where mm-hmm. you, it actually has three sides of connection yes. instead yeah. of just the one the one ramp, if yeah. you will. Yep. So I used the high end pins and I still had problems. And so the second time through, I had it isolated to one of the boards versus the other. And I had it isolated to kind of to one end of that harness. Okay. So I, I went through and I redundantly wired like the first six connections, the first six traces. Okay. Thinking maybe, you know, I got down with a magnifying glass. I'm like, if it's busted on one side, it'll get yeah. through on the other. Yeah. yeah. Does it have, yeah. Does <laughs> it, do I have just like the tiniest little crack in a trace? I couldn't find any damage. I, I didn't know what was up with it. And eventually, this time around, you know, knock on wood, which I don't have any close. Wait, 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 hold on. Yeah, I did. Wait a minute. Pinball machine. <laughs> Excellent. OCSI right yeah, there. Yeah, OCSI, buddy. baby. Uh, I finally found, you know, just maybe an inch or two away, which is forever and a day away when you're talking, you know, the traces and these PCBs, what was a, a suspect solder joint. Hmm. And so I just went because I got to the point where I was like, all right, I'm just going to start and I'm going to work my way out and I'm going to touch up everything for like a day, you know, a day away from that that point. And I found one that I think was it, but I don't know, because honestly, I wasn't testing between every one. Yeah. And I've got I've shaken the machine. I've done er, I've done everything but hit it with a lead pipe. Yeah. And thus far, it's 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 okay. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm. Hoping yes. that it's finally, you know, because my niece likes to play that. She'll come over, Uncle Brent, it's no, down it's, again. No, it's a fun game to play. I mean, it's neat. But just because the aesthetics of it, it, it has appeal, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it, and it is a fun game to play. But, yeah, the trials and tribulations of arcade ownership yes. right there. Yeah. Yes. Uh, as you can see, I've also brought the cartoon theater back down into the game room. And, you know, I, I'll tell you, the last time I saw that was uh, March of this yep. year at the Louisville Arcade Expo. And I forget just how clean and i guess kind of dapper Dude, that thing there's looks. a lot of work in that I, i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure it, it is it is very very nice so i i wanted to set it up for the holidays uh, you know i've already mentioned i'm going to have uh thanksgiving here mm-hmm. and then i have an annual party right in the front of december that is pretty close to my birthday so that's coming up so i wanted the theater down here i've haven't got it in yet i planned i hope to have it together before the party right now i've just got it set up to run in a loop it'll play it'll play like a film leader and this was perfect for arcade expo because it would just set and run and kids would get in and out of it yeah a lot of adults our age got in it because they remembered it oh yeah Uh, a lot of people that knew me and they recognized the name would come find me I remember those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they were they are, in it. Yeah, they're sweet. And for people that maybe are new to the podcast, the, the cartoon theater, you, you actually, it's got, I don't know, Whitney, would you say that's probably... T- maybe twice the width of a stand-up, stand-up arcade game. Yeah, but remember, dude, you can't take me fishing. I yeah, have that's hard, true. I have yeah. a hard time with that kind of stuff. And, so. Well, I'm looking at that yeah. compared to the rip-off of the Burger Time Yeah, I'd say, I'd say you're about right. Yeah. And it, but it's not as deep. It's only about half as deep. And it used it had a projector in it, and it would hold however many cartoons on this reel. You'd drop a quarter in it, and you actually got in it, 
And back in the day, I mean, it's pretty narrow. I can still, it is. I can still get in it. I'm kind of a small guy, uh, kind of a thin guy. But I remember back in the day, my sister and I both could get in it side by side and <laughs> sit down on that little bench and watch a cartoon. Yeah. And so you drop a quarter and the projector would start and it would run a cartoon. And then when it was over, it would just shut down. So when I got it and have a projector in it, I redid it with uh, a Raspberry Pi. Okay. And I did it in such a way I got a monitor in it and I got some Plex in it where it, unless it's the ultra clear, like pulled from a DVD that I own cartoon, you you can't really necessarily tell that it's I – mean, yeah, you can tell it's not projected, but it still looks really good. Yeah, I, I think I, I think I pulled it off well enough that it just doesn't look like I jammed an LCD in it. Yeah, okay. You know? Fair enough. And – so right now it's running on a Raspberry Pi, and with a Raspberry Pi you you can actually do um, like inputs through a, a set of headers. And the intention was to make it work on coins. Everything else in my game room works on quarters, and I've got a change machine down here on free a free play, if you will, for the effect. Mm-hmm. You come up and you it's kind of fun all night when people are here to hear the change machine run. Yeah, and yeah, they take you know, I don't have any of my quarters they take, but. They'll take a quarter and they got to. They have to drop a quarter that I give them uh-huh. into a game to play it. And the intention is to do that with a cartoon theater. Yeah. So I've already started looking at, the, at changing the the programming in it to to work with the uh, the, imp, the they're called GPIO a GPIO header general program or IO whatever. I, I it's another thing I can't remember for this show. Was this, this is podcast prep failure? So anyway, I've already started looking at programming against the header, and I've got some some demo stuff kind of working, and I, I've got to integrate that into the into the script that actually runs the cartoons. Okay. So what'll happen is, is you'll drop a quarter, it'll run a film strip start, so it'll count down, you know, eight, and you know, the old thing where it would spin and the number. Mm-hmm. That's actually in there now, and it would play a cartoon. Okay. So, like, if I turn it on now, it just runs in an endless loop and plays. It'll randomly play a cartoon. It'll run a film strip counter, randomly play a cartoon, and just go and go and go. Okay, I so see. Yeah. I, I want to kind of get it back to the coin drop yeah. feeling. Okay. So, that's cool. So, that, that's in the works. Um, another big thing I've done is the Adams Family, my pen behind me. I went, and we'll talk about this later in the episode, but I had a couple ro- uh, rolls of... LED strip lighting had a roll of uh, RGB and had a roll of blue and I had them for other projects and it got into the point where I was like I'm just going to put these under the machine so I, I kind of made my rolled my own LED under cab light kit okay. for the atoms so you know I, I you and I were talking about this a little before the show Whitney I tied the green to the, the flasher right over by the swamp and I tied the red to the flasher that's right above where the pop bumpers are. And I tied the blue to the flasher in the back right corner where Thing is. Mm-hmm. And, and I figured that out by playing the game and just kind of watching, paying more attention to how the individual flashers fired and you know, which ones were more apt to fire. And then those flashers also tended to be used a lot by Williams where they would strobe the whole game and they would all go in a cycle so that I kind of got the benefit of, okay, well, I'm in this quadrant of the game, like I'm up by thing and I've done something and that flasher activates the LED or I've done something that strobes the whole game. So I get the advantage of all three of them firing. Yeah. So like I said, I, I rolled my own kit, made myself an undercab, uh, LED setup, and I took the blue that I had, and I put a strip inside the cloud topper and a strip behind it. So, man, when you go into multi-ball and the and the game room is in full effect and the lights are off and 
it, it's it's pretty neat. It's pretty, it's pretty neat. cool. Yeah, I bet yeah. it is. Yeah, I bet it is. The uh, if did you notice the Back to the Future in the shop? I did. Yes, I saw that. So I this, that. I brought this up on the Facebook page as well. Uh, we had the big Back to the Future Day, the day yep. that Marty headed to 2015. That's you know, right. That just passed. Uh, what was it last month? Yeah. So that day, a couple. I, couple uh, I what, think it was six, last month. Yeah, it was. So like what six weeks ago? Yeah, I guess. maybe that. Four, four or five. Yeah. How, how time flies, man. So fast. Wish I had a time machine. Yeah. So the, that day I pulled my Back to the Future out, and that was kind of our, our thing, where I, our, our Back to the Future homage, if you will. You yeah. Know? Uh, and we changed the header of the page, and then I put some pictures up of the Back to the Future. So it's sitting in the shop. I've just kind of done a cursory look at it. I really haven't touched it, and honestly, I'm probably not going to get to it till after after Christmas, or at yeah. least till after after all the the festivities here die die off uh, maybe late december i can kind of pick at it i need to go through it and i need to get it working electrically i mean i get gi now but it 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 doesn't boot oh it does not no it does not boot. oh i see okay i just need to i need to get it running electric electrically that's what i like to do first and then yeah in that case i can certainly understand that yeah i think what i want to do on this one is i'm gonna i'm i've wanted to use titan rubbers on a game mm-hmm. and so you know i'm not kind of racing any any deadline other than my own on this i'm not trying to get it ready for a show or something here at the house so i'll have the opportunity to dive into it and say all right maybe i want to do this color here and that color there yeah and, and like build my kit mm-hmm. so I, I, i'm going to go ahead my plan is to use titan rubbers on it and in that same vein, I, I plan to LED it because yeah. I'll have the time to say, okay, well, I'm going to do this and do that. And we're going to talk about LEDs a little yeah, later. Yeah, I'm looking for, I'm kind of looking forward to this. So, so this whole know, discussion. Um, you know, I'll take a lot of your advice because you've just gone through LEDing playfield. So uh-huh. I'll take a lot of your advice on how to, on what I need to do to to accomplish that and, I, and yeah. I know the first especially the first time through i want to have to spend some time with it so it, it is it's a okay i'll just save it okay yeah because yeah, we're just, gonna talk yeah, about that yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna talk about this you know in, in detail a little bit later you know, on the show it, yeah. which is kind of kind of interesting you know we do a lot of arcade talk and we try to do pin as well yeah and the the arcade the arcade folks don't really give us feedback and say well i want more arcade talk but we do hear a lot from the pin folks give saying, us a, saying that they want more pin yeah, talk. so yeah. uh, it, it tells us that we're we're probably a little lopsided in what we, what we get to cover yeah but but at the same point though i think our lopsidedness probably follows our follows our true interest level for the most part i mean i mean i definitely i love pinball and i, I definitely want to cover it and talk about it but it's we same, definitely cover the new products we do we do but i don't i mean admittedly i don't have 20 years of, of pinball history to draw from for mm-hmm. the podcast and and in familiarity like i do like i do on the arcade side you know so yeah i, I guess a part of that lopsidedness is just just you know kind of the way just the way we collect just yeah the way we collect yeah well sit tight because yeah. we're going to dive deep into leds as done by brent and whitney yeah, for pinball, yeah, for pinball. It's, yeah it should be fun so and last but not least my change machine yes. and, and i mentioned this earlier where i've got a change machine and i do quarters on everything uh-huh so i have acquired a would you call it like a header from a change machine i guess yeah it's I, yeah it, it that's about the only thing you can call it i mean it's 
it's the it's the change machine like minus the, the change machine yeah. you know it's it, it, it looks like the topper got knocked off with a ball bat you know it, and, and that's what you've got so in the change machine it's i have the, it's one of the nicest ones i've seen though i mean is it's, it? it's sturdy and it's yeah it's well i was gonna say the, the all stainless it, and stuff brushed stainless on the it front is it's built it's, like it's a nice. tank yes. you know if if I can't imagine no one listening to us, anyone listening to us has not had their hands on a change machine, even if they're just using it. And you walk up to a change machine. Yeah. It's a stout piece of equipment because in effect, it's a mini vault. Okay. <laughs> yes, they are so very sturdy. Whatever machine this topper came off of, it is made of the same metal. Oh, it broke an elbow or two. I'm, or yeah, I'm sorry, it, a shoulder or two it, somewhere along the line. It's it's probably 18 or uh, probably there's I think there's an 18 inch fixture in it. So it's probably 20 inches wide. Yeah. And it's just it's not like they said, OK, well, we're going to make the toppers and we don't have to use the vault type heavy gauge steel. No, it's it's the real deal yeah i mean it is solid it, it, is. it weighs a lot for just a topper that has a light in it and it says change yeah it's kind of, it, when i say topper the the it's got white plex in it. it's like a marquee uh-huh. it's like a self-contained box for a marquee yeah so the machine machine i've got it could have had something stacked on it because if you actually look at the top of it it's got bolt holes and there's there's just carriage bolts in it now like to to fill them yeah so you could in the the base will come off of it too and it's the same way the bot it's it's modular yeah. so i don't know what if there was originally a top for it the machine i've got is an air dac i think is how it's pronounced it's really narrow and it it works perfectly down here cuz i've got it leaned up to and screwed against uh, a wooden uh, pole, pole in the basement and inside that inside that wooden case has got like a support for the, the main beam of the house mm. common in most basements yeah so but it fits really well it's nice and narrow doesn't take up a lot of space and this this header this topper if you will is a little wider so I kind of had to make a wooden base to kind of the bottom of it's open because you can tell it's designed to sit on a machine yeah. Yeah. and then it screws in and on from the inside of the machine yeah looking up looking probably. up yeah, yeah. So I kind of had to make a little ba- little base, if you will, to kind of adapt it, and it's it's gonna have it's gonna overhang the sides, you know, probably five inches or so on either side. But yeah, yeah, but it's but but it's the, not obtrusive. In it's here. not it's not, yeah it's not obtrusive. And the font that is used on that plex fills up the entire yes. width of the of the sign, or I guess of the of the marquee. So it it works. You know, it, it does. It's it's pretty neat. Yeah, I'm gonna say it again. If you want to see this, I've have many pictures up on the Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's neat. So anyway, I pulled that out. I had acquired that, and that's what why I ended up with that that role of uh, RGB LEDs because I wanted to just put LEDs in it. Okay. Uh, it had a, it has a fixture in it for a standard fluorescent bulb and I could have just put a fluorescent bulb in it but I didn't think it would be as fun. So I just I got a, a you know a 5 meter roll of LEDs with a little controller so it would just cycle through a bunch of colors okay. just randomly. Yeah. And I thought, well, you know, we'll just we'll just put that in there. Yeah, okay. So that's that's what I've done. I basic I've left the fixture in it and I just use the the cover of the fixture that would that's kind of naturally there that encloses it under it would be underneath the lamp if I'd actually had the lamp in it. And I just I ran the strips along that, just kind of used it as a base, just left the fixture in it like I said and um made a little foot forward if you will to adapt it to the change machine and yeah. you know Bob's your uncle. <laughs> so when you got to see it running in my shop, yeah, it, I is, it is neat. I, I painted the base today to kind of more color match it because I just used a piece of wood. 
and it's it's actually out in the garage drying right now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. hopefully it'll all be married together yeah. here soon. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it'll be a neat add to the to the game room and one that one that should be pretty much unique. I yep. mean, I, I don't know where you would go and buy that particular sign. So yeah, I think it's gonna be cool. Yeah, so, it should definitely be cool. Man, that's it. Like I said, I, I've already mentioned I, I'm having Thanksgiving here and I'm having my annual December get together. So it's everything's been kind of gearing up toward that yeah that's been my november yeah it's it, well, it marches along pretty fast doesn't it yes it does well so, brent on on my side uh i have I, i've been i guess kind of a, a little bit of mix of arcade and, and pinball as, as well i don't have it in the show notes but i was sitting here thinking about this i i wound up um, and this is all in prep for the holidays. Okay, is one of the things that um, that we do. Uh, it, it, we did this last year, and it worked out so well. I mean, my my wife and my daughter just loved it, and I did too. Is we uh, we put up two Christmas trees in the house, one upstairs and one downstairs. Okay. And we love that we've got two Christmas trees uh, in in the house, you know, lit up. It just it just brings a lot more, I guess, kind of Christmas feel to the house. And you know, one in the basement and one upstairs. But in doing that, I have to rearrange a few things in the basement to accommodate, you know, the space for the second tree. And what's been good about that, though, is uh, I guess you know a positive side effect is that um, you know it's it's also kind of forced me to reevaluate where some of the games are, you know, in the basement. And I've I've moved them to be a better fit for you know for I guess you know kind of holiday hosting and things like that. So where I'm going with this is that uh, I've taken my pole position cockpit that still does need to be restored, no no doubt about it. But it works and it plays and, and it's a little wa- it's a little wobbly. You know I don't have it I don't have it squared and trued and everything like that for sitting on a tile floor and everything. But um, I did move that into its I guess kind of permanent spot in the game room because I had it kind of out in I guess the I guess the the family room downstairs you know and so as you just right out in the middle of yeah, everything pretty much against a wall right out in the middle of everything I'm gonna play yeah. pole position stick my head out and watch TV let's let's do it let's do it so I so I moved that into the game room and in moving it to the game room you like I say it. no 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 it's, it still works fine um, in moving it to the game room it, believe it or not it went over a couple of uh, door jams and everything. Else. And it, still and, and it still works, you know. Um, so in moving that to the game room, it did force me to take my pins and get them collected together, okay, because I, I had one pin that wasn't set up. I had one pin over in one corner, had the ACDC in another corner, and it's like, you know, I just need to get I need to get my three pinball machines together. And so I went through and literally moved probably 50 to 60% of my game room around, just kind of rearranged it to make, you know, to make the pins fit. So so when I do that and align everything back up and you're focusing so much on the pins, what do you, what's, what's the next, I guess, kind of logical thing to do? You clean them. You, I wax oh, yeah, the play fields yeah. on them and everything like that. I took the ball out. I swapped the balls out of them. I, I clean and wax the play field. And so I'm sitting there looking in my uh, mod closet, which is where I keep all of. I have one closet have downstairs. A closet just have a, for that. I have a closet just for you know where I keep all my artwork and my mods and everything like that. Pretty much stuff that you know that's waiting to be used. And I'm sitting there moving the ACDC, and I'm like, you know something? Well, I've got this thing on the dolly. And I just and Brent, I committed the cardinal sin that I talked about last month that I was never going to do again. 
I worked on something out of bounds, you know. So <laughs> I, opened, I opened another can. I of opened worms. another can of worms is what, is what I did. But I'm sitting there looking at the ACDC, and I'm like, you know, I've got it on the dolly. I've got the playfield class off of it. I've got the playfield, you know. I'm right here. Why not? Right here. Why not? So might as well. This is a huge case of the might as well. And it is a case of the might as wells. And so, I mean, you get the might as wells as well, right? It's hard you to better control. Say, you better say it's yes. It's hard to control. Okay. All right. So. Yeah. I, well, I've got these LED strips. I might as well go ahead and do something I, with it. I, I didn't might as well do this and I might as well do that. So while I was there, I, I cracked open the ACDC and it, it, it all wound up good, man. I, I wound up installing um, service rails on all three of my play fields. Okay. So I put them on the Ironman, the Tron, and the ACDC. And for folks that don't know, some of the, the later Sterns, they start. They started to remove. This makes sense. They, this is like no. this is like the opposite of a double negative. It's yeah, like, exactly. They, they no longer install, no longer included, included or installed yes. rails so that you could like pick how, how which which rails are. You can still tilt the play field up, obviously, but yeah, you can't pull it forward. And they there's like what is it like a u-shaped rail that you could stand it on at the at, at, at like where the lockdown bar is yeah so where the lockdown bar is what stern has I, and i can only speak to this all the way up to my my iron man my my vault edition iron man but i'm sure i'm sure it's this way on even you know kiss and game of thrones as well is that uh you have two threaded uh, essentially two threaded studs there okay that have a rubber boot on the bottom of them okay. and they thread up uh through uh two holes in on the play field okay, okay. and then they have no, they have uh nylon you know nylon lock nuts installed on on top of the play field and this is all underneath the apron so you never see this stuff while you know while everything's in its proper resting place but that's what the play field would use to prop itself up on on the ledge where the lockdown bar goes okay mm-hmm it's fine, but what you notice is when you use one one or both of those threaded studs to um, you know to lift the playfield up. Man, haven't you ever? I mean, like on your CSI, yeah, it, 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 it flex. flexes. Yeah, it, and it flexes in not a good way. Yeah. It flexes in a bad way. You and know? it's not just a stern thing. I mean, yeah, it, it, the, uh, any game I've gotten a hold of that doesn't have where you're going. Yes. I, they'll do that you can yes. feel them flex you can feel them flex and i you know i'm sure that while everything's new and and you know everything's tight and everything's torqued properly and all that and it doesn't have you know a thousand or a thousand or fifteen hundred plays on it i'm sure that's okay to lift the play field up by one of those or both of those i, I don't guess you'll cause it much of any harm heck maybe even 10 years later you're not going to cause it much harm but it doesn't feel good you know it to me it feels like you're putting undue stress on the play field and making it and making it flex in in, in a way that it wasn't designed to accommodate mm-hmm. okay that's that's my take on it so pinball life and i'm I don't know if Marco sells these or not, or other or other companies sells them. I don't know. I, I just I, I ordered mine from Pinball Life, and um, they sell a, a service rail kit for Stearns, and I think it's like fifty nine dollars. Yeah, I think it's fifty nine or sixty bucks for for a set, and you get um, you get two service rails. Fifty five. Oh, fifty five. Fifty four ninety five. Fifty four ninety five. Thank you. 
and you get uh, two service rails and uh, and then of course you know the, the mounting equipment for it and Brent I, I found personally that I did not like the mounting uh, the mounting equipment that pinball life sends with those service rails so they have you uh, hammer in two t-nuts yeah, into the bottom t- yeah. into the bottom of the play field and in a uh, hole that's already there in, in a hole that uh, well it depends on the play field okay mine were pre-drilled but some play fields are not okay, okay? fortunately mine was already pre-drilled though um so i i did not use um i did not use the t-nuts to do the installation okay what i zip ties huh zip ties (laughs) yeah lots of them pop rivet yeah pop rivet and zip ties threaded together yes and so i'm turning my head so if y'all hear noise because i I, I know I've got a game with these, but I can't think of what it is. So I'm going to open coin doors. Well, you know something? It's probably your CSI. I, I bet it has them because it's old enough that it that it probably should have. Yeah, them. it's got them. Okay, all right. So, uh, so what I did, Brent, is I is I went and you know I, I, I measured that hole and um, you know I just got my calipers out and measured that hole and went to the hardware store and got and got the proper you know the properly sized bolts to you know just to, to go down through those to go down through the that those pre-drilled holes and i just used uh you bolted it top to bottom. i just yeah. bolted it top to bottom is what i did and i just didn't like the idea of hammering t-nuts into the bottom of the play field with it being finished i'm sure while i was going through the assembly that's no big deal you know but with the ramps on and the toys on and you know all the sockets on and everything like that i just didn't really want to take a hammer to the bottom of the play field personally I, i'm with you you know t-nuts are fine but it seems like it you know, you always think of the one that causes your problems and not the fact that there's a hundred other other ones in the game. Yeah. But it just seems, you know. It seems like the ones that that we would install would be the ones that you would have problems with. Yeah. Getting them to stick or, or whatever it may be. So. You're not, especially if you're driving them from the bottom. Yeah. It's not like you're at a good angle. You're never at a good to angle. To get in and really. Never. You know, when the play field is being, it, when it's on the line and you can actually take either a press or a hammer. Uh-huh. And uh, and drive them in and get a solid seat. That's one thing. Yeah, but. that's one thing. But you're you have to provide the support for the play field. And how do you do that? You support it with your strength and you know a shoulder or your arm or something between you and the back. You know the play field and the back box. It doesn't matter, man. When you're hammering on the bottom of the play field, the entire machine is getting jarred. Okay, it, it it's unavoidable. Yeah. So I it took me a couple of extra days to get you know the service rails all installed because I had to go out and you know essentially devise kind of you know my my own mounting solution for it. But I like what I did a lot better. I took pictures and I I, I you know what Brent I should get that up as a Facebook album. Okay, I didn't I didn't post them as I was going because I didn't know how it was going to turn out but now that i now that i've kind of in case you failed in case i failed yeah exactly well i wanted to be at a i wanted to be in a final state before i I posted something i don't know how i end up with a three inch hole in the middle of my exactly and that's nothing you want to lay claim to you know so So i'm looking at these right here and just a quick a quick way to describe these is they're imagine a u but it's really wide you know whereas a u tends to be your classic uppercase u is taller than it is wide mm-hmm. imagine a u uh with the dimensions flipped wider yeah. than it is tall yeah and the bottom is flat uh-huh. okay so I, heck i'm going i'm going really the long way around the block here basically <laughs> imagine a rectangle with a side missing there you go <laughs> thank with you with a long side missing. yes with a long side missing yes what, what happens is is one end attaches up toward the the end of the play field like where the lockdown bar is yeah the other under, end under the apron under the apron the other end is 
probably goes what a third or a little farther up the play field. Yeah, and and there's no set there's no set location because on every game you have to find that find a little sweet spot that where there's room. sweet spot. Yes. So the very the end on the ape the apron end has a little like kick down in it so that you can pick the play field up you can grab these almost like literally the old grab the bull by the horns Dude, I, I, pick, i'm saying you can now you can manhandle you can manhandle field. it yes you can pick it up and that little kick down will set in the in the bracket the assembly the, the, the channel area the channel area where the, that holds the lockdown bar yes and it's fantastic and then I, you <laughs> then you can slide the whole play field forward and it runs on the lower part of the you know of the rectangle if you yes. will yeah so, it, it, they're fantastic and i i am so glad that i took the time to install them on all three of my machines because it changes how you uh, it changes how you approach handling the play field because I now I can see where it stiffens it up. It stiffens yeah. it up, but it also is confidence inspiring. Okay, I'm, because I can grab those hand, I can grab those service rails from any position around the you know around the the pinball machine from the two o'clock to the ten o'clock position, and you can literally grab those service rails with one hand, either either one, and with one hand, and you can manipulate the play field. I never realized how big of a difference they would make in working on the machine. So those those service rails are full of win. Okay, so, that's the best way I know to say it. Here's what Pinball Life says about them. Starting with Iron Man Pro and some, but not all, of the previous game, Big Buck Hunter Pro, Stern's Pro models no longer came with a playfield. They call them playfield support side brackets. At least yeah. I call them service rails. Yeah, you know, so yes, yeah. So let's see. Later reruns of games such as Batman the Dark Knight and Spider spider-man and the simpsons pinball party are also missing these brackets so gotcha. there there was a sweet spot there around uh iron man and big buck hunter and then if they if they had after a, that they were gone yeah after that they were gone even so, if they ran a game that had them prior so here's what i did so i t- so i ordered the three kits from pinball life and then brent i i sent those service rails out and i had them powder coated jeez yeah i've it, created a monster well i mean but here's the thing though when you grant when you're grabbing those rails by your hand, okay, they they have a sharp ledge or a sharp edge, okay. And do you have a baby crying sound effect? <laughs> no, but I will have one for next show. Okay. <laughs> the only thing I can say is powder coating them smoothed the entire rail out okay to where you you don't have to worry about pinching your hand you don't have to worry about slicing your hand if you were to grab it you know from the wrong angle or you know Brent it's one of those things where when you okay here think about this when you grab a piece of glass it doesn't really cut you if you look at how you grab that piece of glass yeah. if you slid your hand down a piece of glass it's you're nice going shit. to the hospital yeah. okay you're getting stitches those service rails uh, that was my initial impression of those as well. It's like I can grab them with no problem, but I don't really know that I'd want to run my hand up and down the you know the the, the center the, the thing centered slipping. edge. Yeah. You don't want it slipping in your hand under the weight of the play field. Okay, so yes, I had them powder coated, and now they're nice and smooth. They're ra- they it took that centered edge out of it, and everything's nice and rounded now. See, so I, I just reached yeah. into my uh, my CSI, and it's not bad. Yeah, it's not but bad. It, you know, it's like anything else that with metal work you can probably have three three foundries or whatever make the same part and they'll all come out different slightly different slightly different yeah so so it's all good so 
So yeah, so I installed the service rails on all three of my machines. Uh, fantastic upgrade. Can't uh, can't recommend that enough. So while I had the ACDC out, Brent, I went ahead and... Might as well. Uh, might as well. I went ahead and installed uh, my powder-coated red armor. Uh, legs, you know, side rails and everything like that. And it looks, it looks awesome. So uh, yes, I do need to get pictures of this for the Facebook page, but uh, and I do, I did take pictures of all this. Like I say, I just have to get them posted. So I, I love 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 the the red powder coated armor on that machine it, it just it's the way that i have i have a pro okay um premiums um and you know, of course the le's came with uh, you know the colored uh, armor on them but um i guess my pro is now you know slowly becoming more like what i've seen some people on pinside call a, a promium <laughs> which is you know, it starts as a pro and then it then it gets as close to a premium as you can get it without it being a premium i guess but uh it's it just it just looks sweet i I love it's lollipop rails um We'll talk about this in the technical restoration section. Uh, I did uh, I did uh, install LEDs uh, in the entire playfield, and so we'll, we'll get to that. I did inserts and in, in GI and all that, so I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later. You know what I used and kind of my approach to it. But uh, the machine is uh, Brent. The machine's beautiful. I mean, it started. I mean, I have one of the initial first run pros back from 2012, and of course it was completely incandescent, uh, except for you know something, man, Stern did install a couple of leds in that play field pop bumper pop bumpers uh uh oh wait there's pop bumpers in that game there are pops it has three pops in it okay but uh they are not led okay they've got 555 are they like the pop bumper caps that are on the csi because the csi is incandescent but it's got kind of those little teeny tiny little caps not like the mushroom caps and there's little leds that protrude through the top of the caps on this game oh is that right yeah. no no my my acdc did not have that oh, okay All right. yeah um now i'm gonna have to see now i'm gonna have to use the magic of google to look go ahead keep, that, that's okay going. that's okay um it actually has a couple of uh, it actually had a couple factory leds in the uh in the end lanes and it was it was. Done. <laughs> what are we going to do with these? Yeah, and it was done that way simply because of. We're going to um, stick them in the end lanes of that game. Well, it, it was. It looked like it was done that way simply because of like the the cannon assembly. You know, it just uh, essentially layout, playfield layout. Okay, and what's like odd, a size thing. Like a clearance, a clearance, a clearance, clearance. You know, it was one of the, it was one of those. We, we got need, clearance, clearance. We got clearance, clearance. Oh, we right. need that sound effect too, and. Um, and, and Brent, it's odd because I never really noticed it until I started looking under the playfield, and it's it, and then it just stuck out. It just is like a sore thumb because that one insert in that end lane was a completely different color than every other clear bulb inside fun- inside oh, so the machine. Funny. Yeah, and when you look at it, it's like this looks like crap. I, I don't. I mean, why? Why? If they put LEDs in those spots. Why didn't they just LED the whole the whole play field? I mean, it's just, and right. I, I get it. The but same reason it, they the same reason they cost reduced the the service rails. That's exactly right. It's exactly right. Yeah, so, I see the I see the caps you're talking about. They're like they're they're smaller uh-huh. caps. They they've are. got like the little red dome in them. That's yeah. exactly what the, that's exactly what ACDC well, the, has in them. Like the CSI back here. It, that's my only stern game. It didn't even get the dome. It, oh, it literally has the LED just protruding through that cap. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah. So this has got a yeah. It's got a it's got a dome. It's got a little 555 sticking underneath of it. So uh, so nonetheless. Um, I did go through and I LED'd it out, and I, I I'm just I'm beyond 
happy with how that thing turned out. It's it's just it's beautiful. And uh, and Brent, while I was while you and I were at uh, Pinball Expo last year, uh, do you remember going into the uh, I guess the uh, you know the signature room? You know when you had John Trudeau sign your backpack. No, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. when John Trudeau was nice enough to sign yes, your backpack. Yes. <laughs> let me put it that way. And uh, I, I was able to get uh, I was able to get a premium translite for my acdc I, I was able to pick one of those up on pinside and dude if you, if you know, i mean i don't know if you buy trans if you shop translites a lot they're hard they're hard to come by man if you want to sw- i've bought one translite and if i say what i bought the trans no i bought two okay and the the first one that came to mind, if I mentioned it, I, that it would probably cause people to take their podcast player of choice, even if it's an expensive cell phone, yeah, and, and slam it against throw the, it to the ground and yeah. stomp it into nothingness. Okay, I, I won't force you to do that, but I do want to know what you're talking about. It, so. I, I, I bought a new stock translate for my for a Genesis. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the colors are beautiful, but it's still, it's still, yeah. I mean. We know. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And we've talked about that on the show yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. we've gone through that. So yeah, uh, it's been, it's been several, several episodes back, but yeah, yeah. I, I definitely remember that discussion. So here's the thing. Um, I've never really liked the translate on pro on ACDC pro. Okay. I mean, is big of a fan as i am of acdc it, it the the that particular translate just looks like a, a quote-unquote a band issue translate okay put everybody in a you know put everybody in a v and take a picture of them and yeah, that's I, the I just, one i'm looking at it that's the one that's just got like angus on the right yeah and, angus and, on the right and then yeah. brian johnson's you know right up front and there you know it's yeah. just it, it's 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 it looks like uh um just now you're looking at the pro translate correct i believe i am okay no 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 i'm sorry i I just clicked i'm looking on uh now this is the pro yeah it's got it's just got like acdc in the bottom third it's got angus right in the middle with a guitar and it it just it just looks like just a stock standard that's what i'm saying it just looks like a band issue photo is what it is so the premium translate when i saw that i pretty much fell in love with it because i love the way that they do the fonts on the lettering and the song names and you know angus is there with a guitar and everything like that it's it it just it just speaks to me more okay than the pro translate does i found one on pinside was able to get it and steve ritchie was kind enough to sign it for me at pinball expo last year so uh, i threw that in the machine it's looking all kinds of awesome and uh, and I am in the process of installing a Flipper Fidelity kit. So, do you have one of those I do in your not. CSI? Okay, <laughs> I was just curious. Uh, so, Brent, what I'm doing is I set up the tripod and I got out my portable recorder and I am recording sound samples from the game at every step of the installation because I started with bone stock. Okay, and then I'm working my way through the back box speakers, then the su- then the you know the woofer in the bottom of the cabinet, and then I'm going to uh, wire up an external sub for the game as well, and um, hopefully within the next maybe one or two episodes, I'll I will have edited those sound samples down, and then we can play them, you know, at some point when we revisit this topic, and we'll we'll see how you know a machine sounds completely stock, and then you know as each part of the flipper fidelity kit is installed, and then see where it, you know it lands out. At. I, I to me i think that's pretty interesting you know to see what the what the the delta is you know as as you go from kind of start to finish the only thing about it is um and i don't know if this was just where i bought the, the kit from 
so I don't want to throw anybody under the bus at all, but my kit was missing uh, was missing some of the mounting hardware. And so that immediately caused me, once I realized that, that immediately caused me to... I mean, like stuff that said in... I yes, assume it comes from the manual. Yeah, stuff that said, st- stuff, hey, this should be here, yes, it's not there. Yes, exactly. So, And I'm missing some of the hex stand. Did it some fall the hex off stand of a truck or something? Did I, don't you? Know, dude, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's just not there. Okay. okay. So, um, so I've had to um, scour my local hardware stores for some hex stand standoffs and you know how hard those things are to find i'm telling are you they? they're really hard to find yes low uh, i'm sorry lowe's um i thought a couple of my walmart didn't have them you know a couple of the i thought lowe's had them in the specialty the big drawer they things have, they have spacers but they don't have the standoff screws okay so were the they're little, not threaded were they're not threaded that's oh. exactly right yeah they have the hex they have the spacers okay i could have gotten those but i need the standoff screws that have the little threaded stud on one end oh, and then, oh, then yeah, the yeah. threaded receptacle yeah, okay, on the other, okay okay not, not internally threaded you're talking okay you, i understand now screw on one side internal threads on the other gotcha. so so yeah so uh, i even checked with granger and fastenal and, and fastenal oh, wow. and dude they didn't carry them either they knew exactly what i was after uh they're like oh yeah I, yeah we don't we don't stock those we have to special order those i'm like you're fastenal your name is <laughs> fastener fasten, fastener <laughs> and you don't have a fastener so that was that was kind of uh, aggravating but nonetheless you know it's it's one of those things i, I guess pro tip there is always check on fastenal's website uh you can go and see if they have a particular item in stock and map it to a store that's close to you so you can check on their website before you go and chances are they're, they're telling the truth because i did that after i got home and <laughs> it's like can't. it's like huh yeah there's they, no way this could be true there's no way this could be right and sure enough it was right so yeah for, for folks that don't have fast and all fast and all is like uh, they specialize in fasteners yeah. you know and i don't know where they are across the country i know there's fast there's a couple of fastenals yeah. dude there's like fast, outlets here and there's, there's fastenals everywhere oh are there yes okay. there's fastenals everywhere so i'm not gonna say they're in all 50 states because I, I can't substantiate that claim but there's a lot of them so yeah so, it's a it's a place to go for uh, general, just generally specialty screws and stuff yeah. like that yeah. and yeah, you know, I mean hardware their, their website's great you know to go through and, and look stuff up and uh, and I try to I try to you know um, give them business when I can but it's it's kind of tough when they when they don't have the actual item so I was able to find it on you know find what I needed on eBay and you just have to wait out the shipping on that and everything so I should be good to go you know once those come in and I, I just didn't really want to you know sidestep the installation I mean I could use like some nylon space and stuff that I had, you know, kind of laying around the house, and I could kind of jimmy my way through mm, you it. You wanted something solid if you're a mouth speaker. But you want something solid, and you want it to match what they intended for the installation, you know? So it's like, I just need to wait. So I'm waiting on that, uh, I'm waiting on that to come in. So... So once that does, uh, it should be good to go. And uh, here, here's, a, here's a, a, I guess, kind of a, a point of discussion. And I would love for any listeners that are running these to contact us and, and, or even post on our Facebook page or whatever once I, once I put the album up. But, um, Brent, the, the sub that I was running on my ACDC was uh, called a JBL Sub 150. Okay, um, had a friend uh, had a friend give it to me. All right, so it was, it was a gratis sub. And it's it's a big kind of ungainly beast. Okay, so is it a fifteen inch? Is that the one fifty part? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, it sure is. That's a monster. It, sub. It's, a, it's a monster sub. But but I'm telling you, Brent, it sounds 
so good underneath that ACDC. It sounds so good. The problem is it's an older sub, okay? And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, if I want to run uh, a, a sub on my Iron Man or a sub on my Tron or something like that, and I know that there's kits where oh, you can it, run. It's a, ten, it's a ten inch. Is it a ten inch? And then it's it's a ten inch. Then it's a. I thought it was bigger than that. I apologize. Then it's a hundred and fifty watts. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a hundred. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. That's, that's the one fifty. Yeah, it's a one fifty. Yeah. So, uh, so I've got one of those, and uh, and Brent. Yeah, I know that there's solutions for run. You know, you can multiplex. You know, uh, an, an input to one sub and then run one sub for like four, three, four, five different games. Got that? Understood. And I don't really want to do that because I don't power on all of my games all the time, and I just didn't really want the games competing over themselves for the sub. You know, if, if yeah, I've, I've got se- three of them going, it, it's the same. Yeah, time. I've seen where people do that, uh-huh. and I'm just I'm with you. I mean. It, I see where you can do that. Mm -hmm. But when I think of a speaker, you know, it is, you know, everybody, I guess, kind of knows how a speaker works. The cone moves in and out and it, you know, it creates a sound wave that, you know, is the sound. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a real watered down explanation of it. But (laughs) if you're in the throw of a movement. Uh Uh-huh. And, and then something preempts it or ha- yeah. or, or just muddles it out. Yeah, exactly. It just, it, yeah, I, it just I'm just envisioning like, it just shaking itself to death. I know. It, you and, know, and then none of your games sound like you want them to. That that's the thing. So so here here's the, here's the crux of this. Um, when Newegg last year was running a special on the uh, let's see they are the Polk Audio PSW tens. Okay, mm-hmm. and these are uh, a ten-inch sub that uh, most everybody on Pinside just says is the gr- is the greatest sub for that, a pinball machine ever. That's what's okay? under my items. Okay, all right. So uh, when Newegg was running a special on those last year, I bought three of them with the intent of saying I'm going to put one under each one of my machines, and I'll have the same sub because uh, Brent, I like consistency and I like everything being uniform. All right, so. I went that route. So I got out the sub and I thought, okay, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and switch this JBL sub out and swap in the Polk Audio sub. And I played a few games on the Polk Audio sub and, and I, Brent, I don't know if it was me. I don't know what was going on, but I couldn't, I was not satisfied with how that sub performed in comparison so, to the JBL so sub. So how's, how's your sub hooked up? So what, what I am doing is, on the woofer that is uh, in the factory that is in the cabinet, okay, mm-hmm. I've soldered two leads on on the woofer leads. I come out of that. I come out of the cabinet, and then I go into the uh, the high input side of the sub. And now the high input side is that does that design basically to take. Uh, amplified output from the source. It is, and okay. it sounds on the JBL sub. It sounds fan. See, I need to look under the Polk. I can't remember if they have that. Well, they don't. Okay. Okay. And here's the thing. I tried everything that I could to get... Polk needs line level. Yes. And... um, well, and getting line level out of your game would be a different uh, see, would be uh, a different animal than the way that uh, most people tend to hook those yeah, up. Yeah, see, on my Adams, uh-huh. I actually went through, and there's a little mod you can make to basically act. There's a header that was from the best I could get, originally designed to have line level, and it just basically never was utilized. Uh-huh. But the header, the position was there. So, I mean, it's well documented for the WPC games. I went out and I did that. Yeah, okay. So, I've got a line level out 
of my soundboard and I've got an uh, RCA connector under the game there's two little vents on the back of the game and I actually just mounted it in one of the vent holes so I'm running line level out of my game okay see I think for in order to and in uh, line it, level line level is unamplified that's just the yes, easiest way to put it that's exactly and right I, I can turn up the, the, the speakers in the cabinet and it doesn't affect the output level the uh, uh, of the line level output, yeah. I just have to adjust my sub and my game independently. Independently, independently. Right. Well, see, and the way that uh, the way that it works, uh, at least on you know on the search for this for the setup that I have seen and have I guess kind of utilized is you are getting uh, an amplified signal off of the off of the factory woofer and then you take it and then you're running it into your sub mm-hmm. now powered it it's it seems like it works fine it sounds I, and like I say with the JBL it sounds fan, it sounds fantastic uh, I used the same mechanism on the Polk and Brent it was the only thing I can say it was underwhelming is what it was okay now what I need to do though before I now in in the, in fairness, the Polk isn't designed for that type of an input, uh, right? Well, a lot of people run it that way. Okay. though. I mean that. I mean, I see people um, on threads on Pinside that tap right off of the factory woofer, and you know, and they come right out of the cabinet and go right into uh, right into the Polk on the uh, on the high input side and and call it a day. See, I want I mean, to look it, at the main. It sounds okay, but it didn't sound like the JBL. Gotcha. Okay, now can we get line level out of the out of the sterns? I don't know. I, I have seen kits that that are like a external sub, um, external sub installation kit. I think, gosh, is it pin sound or something like that? And and I I, I didn't prep for this part of the discussion, so I apologize for whatever I'm butchering. I need to go back and I guess do a little bit more research. Or Brent, if you got a browser up, maybe you, maybe you can at, look yeah. it up. Um, so I'm not sure if those um, if, if those external sub kits provide a line level output um i'm i, I there's would, tons of I would stuff hope on that they do. So i would hope that they do but uh, i don't have that right now and don't really feel like uh don't really feel like i guess acquiring that and putting that on each one of my machines to be quite honest with you when the jbl were just worked like a champ the way that it was and it sounded so so good so at this point, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do. I, I, I well, I know what I'm going to do. I've got to do more research <laughs> before I decide what I'm going to do. And so um, I, I was just I was just really surprised at the difference in how those two subs sounded. Hooked up exactly the same way. It looks exactly like exactly the same. It way. looks like the SAM games have um, they need a header put in. Okay. And you know I I don't I really don't know about Spike. And then what was the other big uh, white star? I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just. There's so much stuff. There's on so much side. stuff, yeah. and so and so to make a call, just kind of as we're winging it here on the show, yeah. it's probably not the best thing to do. So, uh, what I, I guess where I'm going with this is, you know, I I use the sub that everybody uh, that that is the I guess the de facto standard for for what everybody chooses to use, and I just was not impressed with it at all. And maybe I would be if I hadn't heard the JBL first, but it was it was a, it was a market difference a market difference so just this one post of course i don't know this was three years ago and this yeah. just stood out because of one thing i'm about, i just i just saw uh and i don't know anything about and i'm not even going to mention his name because 
I mean, I don't know anything about his background, yeah, exactly. but if you have speaker level inputs on your sub, it can be as simple as this. Hook speaker wire to the uh, pinball cabinet speaker, hook the other end of the speaker level inputs on the sub, and enjoy yep. it. Yeah, and that's exactly how the JBL is hooked up because if, it has those inputs. Hold and, on. And, and the Polk does as well. If you have line level RCA inputs on your sub, it can be as simple as this. Hook speaker wire to pinball cabinet speaker. Hook other end to speaker level inputs to line level converter. So that'll convert your amplified signal to line level and then hook it to your sub. Okay. And then, this is what caught my eye. And I don't know why because he doesn't explain it. He said, no, this won't work on ACDC and a handful of WPC era games. Oh, is that right? I don't know why. Interesting. Interesting. And then he refers back to... I wonder how you sustain... I wonder how he makes that claim. He says, uh, have you ever heard of the corn? The corn. That's that's like the the avatar name for... um, uh, This is podcast failure, but we're doing this on the fly. The... The uh, um, what was the, the the pinball podcast? I know we've talked about it forever. They they don't they don't publish anymore. Topcast. Oh yeah, Top Topcast. Yes, yes Topcast. Top the yeah. gentleman behind Topcast, he goes by the Corn. Oh, I believe okay, it. I believe okay. he does, or okay, one of the okay. now one of the people okay. associated now, now with it. Now understand the reference. Yes. yes. So. Um, there's a lot of audio information on the web that he has published over time. Okay. And it's just a reference to, hey, find posts by the corn that talk about uh, which and why. Okay. All right. Okay. So, okay. So here's the thing. So before, you know, before I make any, I guess, you know, kind of, uh, you know, knee jerk judgment or anything like that, it looks like I probably need to do a little bit more, you know, a little bit more research, but it was, it was immediately noticeable to me the the difference in the sound between those two subs, and I I spent well over an hour adjusting, tweaking on both of them to try to get them as close to each other as I could, and I just could never get the Polk to sound the way that the way that I could immediately swap the wires over to the JVL, mm-hmm. and the, the rich and the rich full sound would come right back. You know, it was it it was a it was a marked difference. So so I guess the moral of the story here is is. Um, just kind of be aware of what you're of what you've got you know because it it, it sounds to me that my guess just based on the on the quick discussion is it, it it just might be the difference between a high power output or a line level output and then the sub itself yeah and you know a sub is not a sub is not a sub that's very true like yeah. anything else yeah so, that's that's very true that's, that's one very thing, true that's one thing about the flipper fidelity yeah, I've never used their products. I've heard nothing but good stuff about them. What you're paying for there is someone else to have already done. And, and this is this is a valuable service and not just this, but a lot of things in life. You're paying for someone else to have already done the research mm-hmm. as to how to connect what, where to connect it, hopefully include all the hardware so yeah, it's plug and yeah, play. Definitely. Uh, to have already decided which speakers work with which speakers in a given game mm-hmm. or a given series of games and you're, you're basically buying that you're buying that work you're that yes. knowledge yes you're buying exactly the right. product but you're also paying for the 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 r&d to do that yeah yeah exactly exactly and and like you say they're very highly regarded people you know that and i guess uh what are the the pinball pro kits i, I believe they're i believe that's is the, that another company that, i think yeah, that's I believe another pinball pro yeah i think it's it. pinball pro 
road that also does it as well and they're, they're both very highly regarded for for what they are so i don't i don't think there's a i don't think there's any way to go wrong there it's just that while i was doing you know while i was recording these you know recording the install okay of the recording the install of the of the speaker kit I started working through the sub because you run through the permutations of, okay, stock speaker kit by itself, stock speaker kit with my JBL sub. This is what it sounds like. Flipper Fidelity backbox speakers by itself. Flipper Fidelity backbox speakers with my JBL sub. Then you start to run, you start to run through all those combinations and it's like, Hey, I need to get out that Polk sub because that's probably what I'm going to go with anyway. And then it's like, then you rat hole yourself down this whole yeah. other channel because it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Something's not the same here. What, what's, what's going on? So, um, and it's, it's not the Flipper Fidelity backbox speakers at all. It's, it's the interaction. It's the difference between these two subs, you know, against the game. Well, I, like I said, I I've got that Polk on my Adams. Yeah. And it took, I, I couldn't just plug and play it. Yeah. You know, because um, from, in my mind, I mean, I could have done a, one of the converters, you know, that converts to a line level. Yeah. But in my but mind. do you really want to do that? I mean. I, it, to me, it just seemed like an extra something in the way. Yeah. Honestly. So, uh, um, you know, I got a deal on the Polk. The Polk goes for around a hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 99 yeah. bucks, $89, yeah, plus, plus $110. Remind, you know, yeah. You see them out there all the time. You see them a lot. I think Polk sells them a lot on eBay. It's been a while since I've actually looked they, for them. They do. There's a refurb store on eBay that Polk sells. Yeah. Well, we looked at that on one of the shows. And I, I want to, so. I want to say they were selling them for the same price you can get new off Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. So shop much. around hundred bucks, 99, 89 on sale, whatever. And you'll get the Polk. But like I said, it's line level so you you can't you're you're really not wanting to run an amplified you know signal to it well and then i guess this gets into the question you know is um so then are the speaker inputs that it has that it does have on it that are completely capable of, you know and able to be used are those intended to be unamplified as well so yeah i'm looking at it and there's a speaker speak a speaker level output and a speaker level. If I can't barely read that from this angle and this picture, I, I can't. I, I'd have to pull the manual back out because yeah. I don't remember. There's speaker level output and input, and, and I can't remember for the life of me what those were for. But I don't recall them being um, like for an amplified, like like you would run it to it like it was a speaker, like yeah. you like you had a, a home. You know some of, some of the home theater kits yep. they'll have a little sub in them and they, it won't be a powered sub it'll yes. actually take an amplified signal right from the central receiver yeah and then the sub like you're talking about like that you're, you're talking like the, the home theater kits in a box yes that's yeah. what you're talking about yeah, yeah. so y- you could replace that you could upgrade that sub if the sub will take that high yeah. high powered connection yes whereas not all will yeah and and so maybe i'm running into just a a fundamental difference between the two subs themselves Mm -hmm. and and like i say what it kind of caught it actually caught me a little off guard based upon everything that i'd read on pinside about about using this sub so um so what it's done is it's just caused me to take pause and i just need to go back and do a little bit more research on the difference between these two subs and then decide which one i want to keep you know in in which which is going to be the best uh, alternative for me for all three of my games. So that's, you know, and that's, that's really it. So, 
yeah so you start learning stuff you know and and you you kind of get uh sidelined a little bit but you know that's that's all the name of the game um the other thing that i wanted to mention before um before i i, I move on and uh kind of get to some of the arcade stuff is um Man, back box team holding. I think I sent you some pictures. Yeah, I know. I sent you some pictures of that. And Brent, for whatever reason, um, I am not a fan of Chrome. And so I yanked off the Chrome team holding. Yeah, I actually want to pull it off your CSI right now, just sitting here. You <laughs> I know? turned my head. I was like, yeah. wait a minute. Yeah. And if it wasn't, oh. if, if it wasn't, uh, if it wasn't I just someone, hit the mic, if you didn't hear that. Yeah. It's <laughs> podcasting hit, professionalism. It's all good. I hit, hit the, the table. Mi- hit the I, mic with your headset. <laughs> I hit the table and everything. Um, yeah, so if that wasn't uh, if that was my machine, I would have yanked that Chrome off there, you know, uh, day day number two. But you know, Brent, I, I did. I pulled the Chrome See, team holding off the back box and I replaced it with black, and it looks to me, it looks ten times better. I, ten I, times. I've better. had the glass off this machine. I've wiped it out. I've done a few basic. There was a couple lamps out. Yeah, this there's a couple lamps that are out that I can't get to without major disassembly, and I've just left them out. Honestly, okay. yeah, this. This and the high speed are in the. I, I need to take it apart and just shop it. Yes. Category. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I would do stuff like that. Yeah. Honestly, Understood. it was playing, and I, I put it in. I leveled it, and I did a couple little cleanup things to it, and we've just been enjoying. Just it. been enjoying so. it. Yeah. And no, I, I totally get it. I, I think for me, the the thing that really kind of prompted me was because I was moving all my machines around. I, I looked at it, and it's like, you know what? I'm just gonna, you know, why don't I? I while I'm here, I'm just gonna go ahead and go ahead and swap that T molding because it's something I've been wanting to do for months and months and months. You know. So uh, it definitely gives the games a more stealthy look, um, and I, I should probably include a picture there just so everybody's got a good visual. But I, personally, I, I like the looks of it. You know, so much better than Chrome. So I downloaded the owner's manual, and, and apparently, I've gotten the non-English owner's manual. Oh well, okay. So while while you perfect your internet skills, I'll keep I'll keep going <laughs> My on. Search okay? is exactly. Me. So Brent, you were talking about um, you're talking about uh, plexiglass, okay, and having some of that cut. And um, over the past month, I have done the same thing i probably went to the same place that you did uh here in town and have them cut me some uh both sizes of the midway plexi and i will say this uh as we were you know kind of referring back man after looking i swapped the plexiglass on my rally x and because it was all scratched and gouged and cloudy and everything else have you noticed that man you cannot really clean plexiglass not well no no anytime you start touching it 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 you leave artifacts of you trying to clean it you know so um you either introduce swirls or haze or you know cloudiness or whatever and i guess you could get like novus and a polishing kit and bring all that back out but dude it's a six dollar piece of plexi why why do you even care i had a hard enough time once i peeled the protective sheets off the glass yes i bought for the burger time yeah just getting all the fuzz and stuff off i know i know and it's like i don't even want to take a rag to it you know or any kind of chemical or whatever it just plexiglass is beautiful i just took it it, i just took it in the shower with me when i scrubbed it down (laughs) well you know that (laughs) teach his own as long as you use some ivory or something that's 99.9 pure you're okay but um but nonetheless, I, you know, I put a new piece of Plexi on the Rally X. I was just immediately impressed with how nice the game looked. And it's like, yeah, six bucks. I think I need to do that for all of my games. And you go back and you look at your games and it's like, now that I've seen a, a very, you know, nice and clean and new piece of Plexi, you it really kind of wigs you out when you look at some of the older Plexi and you notice all the, you know, mm-hmm. you notice all the scratches, yeah, the, and haziness. The, the haziness and the digs and the, you know, the, the, the gouges and everything like that. So anyway, uh, 
you know, been, uh, you know, got that cut. And so, uh, you know, I'll, I'll definitely over time get, uh, you know, get my, uh, get my plexi swapped out on, on all my midway games. Um, I ordered a power supply rebuild kit for that rally X from Bob Roberts and, uh, Brent, that game has got some wicked, wicked hum to it while it runs. Now it doesn't translate into the monitor though. I don't have hum bars or anything like that on, on the monitor. So, um, uh, you know, like I say, I, I did order a power supply rebuild kit for it, and I'm going to rebuild the power supply. It's completely stock. You can tell it's never been touched since 1981. 81, 80 slash hey, 81. If it's working, no. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. with a hum, you know. So, yeah. in doing some research on that, uh, the Rally X, it came with uh, what's called Midway's Linear Power Supply, and it's uh, number 9414, 9414. And so. That uh, sounds like a very common number. Uh, it, well, Galaga uses it uh, as as my research on Clove has, uh, has educated me on. So, I'm going to yank the power supply board out of my Galaga and swap it, which my Galaga runs fine. And see if uh, see if the hum uh, either follow either follows it, it follows that board into the Galaga or if the Galaga board coming into the Rally X solves the pro, you know solves the problem and so um, so I'm, I'm going to go down that road but uh, yeah I'm looking forward to getting the the hum out of the Rally X because uh, it's so pretty to look at but the hum just kind of takes something away from the game you know so I, I want to try to get rid of that um, install new kick plate molding on on my Galaga three um, and all my Rally X in my in my uh, super pack and that's really kind of what prompted me to open up the super pack and look in, in the back to find the zenith there but uh man i'll tell you i i'm i'm so uh, so impressed with you know just swapping out some of those simple things and just how much nicer it makes uh makes the games look but uh brent you know it's funny you open up a game and um <laughs> uh, like I said, I was putting T molding in the in the kick plate molding on on that uh, Gallagher three, and uh, the machine won't boot anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not really sure what's going on. What hurts the most is it's not like you were messing with anything, anything electrical. No, uh, you know, no. I just I just opened, I moved oh. it and opened it up, and now it doesn't boot. Great, any I got beautiful T molding. Yeah. just doesn't come on and it, anymore. Now it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> it doesn't work. Yeah. So so what happens is the board sounds like it partially boots because I get like a thumping sound through the speaker and it, it like a thump 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 like that you know it's a very it's a you know it's very uh consistently it's very consistent and it's very you know I, I guess um it sounds timed you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying so it sounds like the board is trying to finish the boot and it just never gets like to the that watchdog point. is kicking in and yeah, it's, it's, re- it's resetting and it gets to the same point and then it resets again mm-hmm. and then it resets again and so uh, that's what's happening and I never get uh, well let's put it this way whatever's showing on the monitor uh, I can't see it because the monitor is completely uh, it's it's it, you know it's the, the vertical is completely off on it because it's just rolling and rolling and rolling and um uh, looking at the monitor it's not been rebuilt so it, it just it just needs to be rebuilt so i'm going to go back and listen to the prior episode uh make sure i remember <laughs> everything to do on a geo7 and then i'm going to at some point i will tackle that um the r-type is it's still leaning you know it hasn't fallen <laughs> over again uh the satan's hollow it's still on the dolly and uh, the zookeeper is still not fixed so that that in a nutshell brent is my month the, the r-type is still leaning and yeah. the satan's hollow is still sataning yes the satan's hollow 
it was still evil. It's still sitting on a dolly and uh, it still makes people. You I, know. I strapped to the dolly and I said, "Sit there." <laughs> yeah. And it did. Sit there. And it did. And it didn't. Uh, it didn't spit anything back at me. So that must be okay. And so, yeah, and, Z- and the uh, zookeeper's not done. So that that Brent is my month. So so, so I'm looking at the sub here, and I, I know yeah. we keep coming back to this. And this is this is if anything, the takeaway from this is understand. Um, no, I mean, audio. Audio is a fickle beast, Brent. Yes, it is. Yes, you know, and I can. It's not like plugging a lamp in. <laughs> no. it, you have to. There's a when when you get outside of the like the home theater kits in a box. Yeah, you you have a barrier to entry. You have a barrier to entry, and I think what I probably and there's nothing to make it easy. No, there's not. And I think what I've somewhat fell victim to is I, I kind of fell on on the Me Too train. Yeah, and, and it's like okay, everybody says that sub's the best, so that must mean that sub's the best. So I, I'm looking at these diagrams, and I think I have an idea, but it's probably not right. So just look because <laughs> I'm, I'm making a guess here. Fair enough. Okay, yeah. I'm making a guess. All right. And and I have nothing to back my, it up. Are you guessing with my money or are you guessing with be. yours? Okay. All right. So the 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 J the Polk audio sub that you mentioned uh-huh. that you have and I have. Yeah. I'm doing the line level. Uh-huh. Okay. And there's a there's a line in RCA jack on the back. Yeah. And and this I don't understand. Your sub out of any receiver I've ever seen is it, it, maybe this is to help convert like another like out of the box kit that connects a different way where i'm about where i'm about to go okay but every sub out i've ever seen on every home theater receiver i've ever had it's been a single wire a single rca a banana single plug. rca banana plug exactly that's it that's right and it goes into a uh uh lfe like low effect uh, whatever LFE stands for in the audio world, there's there's some audio guy out there scratching his his and eyes he, out. He's now like he's me. like these these dudes are these are they're idiots. These dudes are idiots. All right, well you you work on the subs that, and I'll rebuild your Geo Seven and we'll all being, get together. That being said, yes. yeah. So on, on the on the ten on the on the Polk Audio PSW ten, there is a left and a right, and it tells you in the manual and, and that you could either. If you have a single output, you could go into the left, mm-hmm. into the right, or you can put a while on it and use both. Yes. So it, to and me, I, tr- I tried all three. Okay. <laughs> and Brent, so, I did read the manual. So. Here's here's a little thing that I picked up over the years. If you have uh-huh. a stereo input on a lot of devices uh-huh. and you have a mono you bridge cable, them. no, you can bridge them. But a lot of devices, if you use the left, uh-huh. it will go ahead and feed that into the right channel oh, as well. Okay. Okay. So like if you've got like maybe bridge wasn't the right term, but I why I split them. Yes. Right. I why them like yes. say you've got one of those little handheld games mm-hmm. you know the like the little plug and play games and it only has like the video and it has one audio cable yeah plug it into the left of your input on your tv or your receiver yeah pretty much all the equipment i've had if it's if i've got a mono audio input if i plug it into the left channel it'll, it'll go ahead and bridge it and play it out both sides so for it me. duplicates the mono but just right. on both sides right yeah so it sounds like the the, the polk audio sub here it'll it basically left and right on the inputs for the line levels the same. It yeah. doesn't matter. You okay. can use the left, you can use right, you use both. It doesn't care. Whatever. Yeah. Now it does have speaker in, speaker out, and the picture shows that you're coming from your receiver for your fronts, and you're going. I don't know why you would do. Th- oh, I know that there. 
it's using the crossover in the sub to pull the lows out of your normal speaker connections. So you take your front right and your front left, and you go in, and you t come out, and you go to your physical little speakers. And it's showing these little itty-bitty little satellite speakers like you would get like in a home theater kit Yeah, like, that, okay. that, are, that are your highs, but you don't have those low tones. So my supposition is is that you need both the right and the left. You know, I, I I don't know if it would make any difference that the right's missing. I don't know if there's something in there electrically. Was it real low or something or real? It, it was. It was. It was. It was definitely low, and it it was a more muted sound to it. Even even though it's a sub, and you think, well, it's supposed to have a muted sound to it. It did not have the, the volume same, or the. It punch. did not have the punch that the that the same the same essentially the same configuration on on the jbl so, and that's what really prompted me to go back and then dig out the manual and start okay. running through it and so, i you know i tried a few different uh connection options and i just i never could get the same i never could get the a satisfactory sound out so of it. i'm wondering if the way that the, that it's designed is is expecting a both a right and a left input to flow through it that it can go ahead from both right and left scrape off the 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 lows mm -hmm. that it's going to actually end up amplifying and piece the sound together and if you're only running one side it's only getting half of what it expects then then the question then becomes is that what everyone else is and then they just crank is, the volume is up? living with and they just they just they, they crank the level it? on the sub I, I to compensate know. i don't know well i'll tell you i noticed i noticed a big difference I know it's a big deal. And let, let me say this, Brent. You would too. If you were standing there, you would notice the difference as well. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, Those two know, things sound, they don't even sound remotely. Well, they sound close to each other, but it's it's a big enough difference that you would say what's going on. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind in a very simplistic, you know, there's probably some audiophile out there that knows that the ohms and ins and outs and ohms of all this, because mm -hmm. um, everything is kind of based on, you know, what you can kind of push through, what yeah. the what the expected ohm load is. There's yeah. there's a lot of factors at play. A lot, but of, a lot of factors at play. The first thing that comes to my mind is split your positive and negative coming off that cabinet sub mm -hmm. and feed it into the right and the left of uh, um, of the of the sub itself. And, but I don't know what the what the ohm load difference now becomes. I don't know how this works internally internally within the yeah, sub. Yeah. Does it does it actually add additional impedance which uh -huh. pulls heavier on the amp in the pinball and yeah. may work it harder well, it, may, it may very well you know i, I don't well. i don't know you know the thing is and, and I, I hate to sound simplistic about this but it it would just it just really would kind of put me right back to the jbl where i would just hook it back up and it's like ah, fantastic you know in in well bring your bring yours your uh your poke over here and we can plug it into my game just to make sure the sub's not bad yeah it, sometimes you know, screwed up yeah it. yeah we'll definitely do that i'll definitely do that so that's you know that's a, a good troubleshooting step to take so uh, but anyway brent like i say that was uh that was my month man so didn't really work on arcades a whole lot i broke my galaga 3 and i just wound up uh you know uh leding out my ecdc and then you know trying to pretty up my pins a bit so that's it cool well, i didn't break anything so i got off, i got off pretty easy you are plus one over me at this yes. point in time so whitney we've talked quite a bit about um leds yeah and you know you doing the play field me doing some under cabinet stuff let's move into our tech section where we'll dive in a little deeper and uh you know we'll you know we'll tell people how to how to trick out their games yeah yeah or at least how we see it anyway 
So, Whitney, have you ever seen the movie Fletch? Yes, it's been many, many years ago, but uh, I guess I'll have to put it back in my Netflix queue. How come? So one of the my favorite scenes, and I don't know why this always made me laugh. Do you remember when he is like disguised as an aircraft mechanic and he's wandering around in that <laughs> yes, hangar? Yes. And then the dude he talks to, if you saw him, you'd recognize him. He was a character actor from the time. He uh, he had a prominent role in like Blazing Saddles as one of the bad guys. And he's one of those guys that you know, but you don't know his name. But and so anyway... Uh, Chevy Chase's character Fletch, you know, starts talking like he knows what's going on. And one of the things he says is, "Well, go. I need I need some ball bearings." And the guy looks at him like he's crazy, and he says, <laughs> "Ball bearings." He goes, Fletch goes, "Well, yeah, everything's ball bearings these days. Why don't you?" <laughs> and then Fletch looked at him like he was an idiot and kind of turned the tables on him. The the real aircraft mechanic. So yeah. the reason I bring this up is because. These days, everything is LEDs. Everything. Is everything. LED. It's LED. LED everywhere. It is. We have, here at Broken Token, dipped our toe into the the, the great ocean that is LEDs. And, and, and it's, such a, it's a, such a confusing ocean to be so simple. We were talking th- about the audio stuff earlier. Yeah. Audio is deeply, deeply confusing to the uninformed mm-hmm. or even to the informed. Mm-hmm. And whenever I've done anything, it's been tons and tons of research just to make sure that I'm kind of... Just to push a power yeah. button. Yeah, yes. that I'm kind of close to where I need to be. Yeah, LEDs are fun, they, they, and I don't mean yes. like, "Yay, look a slide, we're going to Disney." <laughs> fun, I mean like, whatever. Yeah, it, it, more time. It's yeah. just it, it's it's almost like a whole other um, profession that you need to learn. You know, or uh, maybe. Uh, I don't know a skill set I, I you could even call it that yeah I mean, I, there's there's a lot there's to learn so, about leds there's so many types of leds yeah. and then combine that with the quality of led <laughs> and that's the thing that really i think threw me for a loop when i yeah. first started with this is i didn't realize the quality was so all over the map yeah on them so you've got your 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 manufacturers of or resellers because I'm not I'm sure they're not the manufacturers I'm sure they're all made in China in China but you've got your resellers that you know we all know and love you got yeah. Cointaker you got Comet you've got I know yeah. Titan has some yeah Nifty, uh, LED. Nifty has LEDs yeah uh, I'm sh- there's uh, Pinball Life has their own LED yeah. line Pinball Bulbs has got their oh Pinball yeah. Bulbs yeah they've got their own I mean it, it's it's as far as it's as wide as it, as it is deep you and, know? and when you listen to the guys talk about having selected. Uh, well, first of all, there's there's people that ha- they have followings. Okay, I like Cointaker. I like Nifty. I like such and such, and yeah. that and that's fine. That's yeah. like, that's kind of your Ford versus Chevy stuff. Yeah. Um, I remember either hearing about or talking to the to the folks at Titan about theirs, and just what they went through to to wade through the various suppliers to get something that they liked and that yeah. was consistent enough for them to offer. And I know the other guys and girls have gone through it as well. Yeah. There's just so much out there. You know, an LED isn't an LED is an LED. Well, we can almost take the uh, the little lesson that you were talking about in the audio side where you're paying, like with the Flipper Fidelity Kit, you're mm-hmm. paying someone to right. do some research and to hand assemble a kit that will give you a guaranteed output for, uh, for the money that you pay. The LED industry is the same way, and, and these pinball bulb suppliers like Titan and you know Comet and everybody else, yes, you're paying them to do that research for you as well. Yeah. You know, when you buy the bulb, you're not researching; you're researching the bulbs amongst the resellers. You're not researching, you know, quote unquote, the source. Exactly. Of the bulb. Yes. 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 
and that I, I do not envy them for, for having <laughs> no. that, that you know uh, golf clap to you all definitely yes definitely so golf clap golf, golf clap. clap we need we need that sound effect <laughs> <laughs> so as as LED talk you know I, I wanted to tackle under cabinet LEDs okay. all right okay? sounds good so yeah let's talk that up first I I, I went ahead and sidestepped the the pre-made kits so so let me ask you before you get into it and maybe you'll answer this question why why did you sidestep a kit i wanted to do a couple things with uh, with leds uh, with led strips i had a couple ideas Uh i had a few things in mind where it wasn't really key that they they did anything beyond just turned on i wasn't worried about um the brightest or the this or the that i just basically needed um i I needed to put the key in the ignition and turn the turn it and the motor started and and i drove down the road yeah you know i didn't care if it was a truck a car or whatever yeah i just i needed to do what it did basically which was turn on yeah okay yeah and when it was all said and done even just getting a kit that or a, a, a roll a spool of LED strip lights that I was comfortable with, you know, okay, every other one's not going to go out or mm-hmm. if they're going to be so cruddy that, you know, two thirds of them don't work or yep. whatever. That even seemed to be kind of a pain because if you go to kind of daunting, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. You, you go to eBay and you Google <laughs> uh, blue, 50 50 and that's that's another thing the size yeah. you know 50 50 is is the is a size and there's several kind of common sizes in the strip light world 50 50 that i've seen being kind of the the largest generally available okay okay and and i'll say i'll go ahead and say this much if you're doing the undercab lights you definitely want the 50 50s if you're going with smaller ones i really don't think you'll, you'll get the, the the light out of them what, what does the 50 50 denote do you know I think it's, uh, you might want to Google this real quick to, to check me, but I think it's the XY dimension of the actual lamp. Okay. Okay. And, and that's even a little... I mean, if, the, the, the size square The size the square. Okay. Right. Now, right. And that's probably even a little misleading because in an RGB, um, you've got... And did I get that right? Red, red, green, blue. Yeah, because yeah. my initials are RBG, so I always screw that up. So if you hear me say that, that's why. But in an RGB, a three three color LED like strip, a fifty fifty, uh-huh. you've actually got three lamps in there. So it's not like a fifty fifty blue where it's all blue. Yeah. Are, are you looking at it? Did yeah, I get that yeah, right? It, it, yes, and it definitely denotes the size the size of the light, the size of the chip. What's so it? To mil- speak. What's it? Millimeter. No, uh, uh, or, uh, it's a five millimeter by five millimeter. So, okay. so it's so fifty fifties. It's five point by five point okay. is what All it right. is. Yeah. So th- there's there's a maybe three kind of common sizes out there, but fifty fifty is the largest that you typically see in these five meter spools of okay. strip LEDs. Okay. Cool. Okay. All right. So, uh, Brent, I'm learning stuff already as we go. As we go, this is great. And like I said, I just wanted I just wanted an LED to be an LED. So you go to Google or not Google, Craig. You go to uh, uh, Amazon and you 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 put in LED strip light. You know it's that it's the Rolling Stone songs. You don't always get what you want, but if you try sometimes, Brent, you'll get what you need. You know, yeah, exactly. I just wanted an LED to be an LED. It's like it never works that simple, man. No, it's we've gone to flesh to the stones. Yeah. You go to Amazon, 
plug it in. Go to eBay, okay. plug it in. Yeah. There's a site called DX.com, DealExtreme.com. And I think we talked about this a little bit in the early days of the show. They have all the little junk and trinkets that you would ever want, as well as um, LED strip lights, LED rope lights. Okay. Uh, uh, keychain LEDs, all kinds of stuff. And it, it ships right out of China. They've actually, as they've grown, they've got a U.S. warehouse and a U.K. warehouse. So uh, free, it, everything has always been free shipping. So it's not like it's been uh, difficult to get it, but you do have to wait for it. And the, I, I found them years ago because I was wanting some really cheap um, oscilloscope probes for something I was kind of like trying to just squirrel around with and okay. try out and I didn't want to put any any real money out yeah and somebody had mentioned them maybe somewhere on Clov or something or other and, and they've got everything from like tools to, to pocket knives to you know Mario <laughs> ninja, keychains ninja throwing stars yes yeah. yeah yes all kinds of stuff coming yeah. right out of China okay cheap yeah so you go over to dx.com they do a lot of LEDs and there's just it's just kit after spool after option after type and it's a huge huge pain in the butt so i eventually ended up just said look i'm just gonna go to amazon i had a gift card for amazon i know i wanted uh, a single color i wanted an rgb spool and I, I could go there i could probably find one vendor that had both and i could read the the reviews from from other amazon users and if i it just go ahead and just limit my search that way and yeah. then I ended up just ordering a couple rolls of what I needed and I may have paid a buck extra here a buck yeah. and I'll talk a little bit about price in a minute so yeah. that's what I ended up doing you almost just got to stake your claim and just go because yeah you got to draw a line in the sand because you'll go crazy. Well, you'll overanalyze it to death is what you'll do because it becomes analysis paralysis is what it becomes. Exactly. And, and that's what I have that's what I quickly found myself getting into when I was buying the LEDs for my machines. And I, Brent, I just, after a certain point, it's like, listen, I I could literally um, sit and study this and then likely start to draw social security. And I don't know that I will have made a decision just yet. Yeah. So it's like, eh, you've got to just get yourself to a certain point and then go with it. So, yeah. So I already mentioned this, so I'll just go ahead and hit it. Price wise on a single color, uh, and I'll I'll give the specifics as to the the lengths and the size and all that. Well, I tell you what, let me let me I'll go back to my notes. Let me stick okay. with let me stick with the formula here. Yeah. So it, it'll all the pricing depends on the the chip size and the the density and a few other factors. So I'll just we'll, we'll hit them in line. So okay, all right. Real quick, let me at least touch on how they work in your pinball. Okay. The, the LED strips that I've seen, and I'll, I'll hedge with I've seen, because mm-hmm. as soon as I say it, there'll be one that's not. Oh, yeah. They're 12-volt. Uh-huh. Okay? So on a single color, you have a 12-volt input, and you'll have a ground. Okay? On a multicolor, on an RGB, you'll have one 12-volt input, and you'll have three grounds, one for each color, okay. red, green, and blue. Okay. All right? So what you're going to want to do in a, in a game is is you're going to have to find yourself 12 volts from somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, feed your 12-volt side. And what you're doing is you're actually switching the ground. And the way you switch the ground is you tie it to your flasher circuit. So the LEDs go go to ground whenever the, the, flasher, flasher, fires. the flasher fires. And, okay. And, and that's how the flasher itself works. Yeah. You'll, if you 
fire if you raise your play field fire the game up mm-hmm. and you you know you set a multimeter to dc and you ground the 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 negative side and you hit the hot side to a flasher mm-hmm. it's going to read yeah you're going to have a reading 20 20 some odd volts or whatever i mean th- it varies on the game yeah. and the yeah. different methods to fire them and all that yeah and it just like with the coils what the driver board does is it grounds that circuit and then that's what causes it to fire. It doesn't turn on the power. It enables the ground. Yes. That's how, that's how they work. Gotcha. So I say that's how they work. R- check your game. Yeah. Because just yeah. like I said, with yeah. the, uh, you know. And we're, so, we're, talk- we're talking in general. In general terms. Because yeah, as soon terms. as I say this, you'll have a game that, that doesn't work this way. And, you know, I, I know the WPC games do this, like the Adams does this. Uh, Stern Games, your your White Star, and what's the uh, Sam, and, Sam. and the Sams? Yeah. I don't know about the Spike. I'm not sure how they do it. And, and I, I speak on the Stern side based on how I've seen the pre-made kits go in. Yeah. They basically do exactly what I'm going to describe here in a minute. Okay. Uh, but like I said, honestly, I'm pretty sure Data East is going to be like this. And honest, frankly, I think. The line share, if not all of your solid state games from your from your capital manufacturers, Williams, Bally, you know, they're all they're all going to work like this. So you're going to actually ground the flasher circuit. All right. So what what did I get? Okay. I had this stuff laying around for another thing. I mentioned the change machine light earlier. I wanted a, I wanted RGB LEDs with a little controller that I could actually use to put inside that that head, if you will. That so, so that, that topper was, that was your intentional that was your intended uh, use of these LEDs. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you know I didn't need but maybe twenty two inches, twenty four inches mm-hmm. off of a, a off of a large roll. Yeah. And I, I was sitting here and I thought I'm going to put these under my atoms. Yeah. And and in effect. I made the kit, and okay. th- this gets back to kind of what we mentioned in uh, in a prior in the prior segment, where you're paying somebody for that time. Mm-hmm. You're paying Flipper Fidelity for the time to engineer your audio section. It's, yes, you know if if you can buy you can buy a kit over the, over the counter, so to speak. You can order a kit. It's plug and play. Mm-hmm. You know, you pull the connector off the driver board, you plug it in, you you know piggyback the original connector going to the cabinet you run the wires and away you go yeah and you know there's a lot to be said for that after having done this i'm on the fence if i did another game i know i could do it i could take lessons learned and those lessons i'm going to talk about here Mm -hmm. and i think i could do it faster i know i could do it faster I'm not sure if I would do it. Okay. Okay. I'd have to look at what the kits cost out these days. Yeah. Okay. To be honest with you. So anyway, what do you want to get? You're, you, there's, I've seen a couple length lengths of the, the rolls, but the standard kind of the bigger consumer grade roll that I tend to see is a five meter roll. Okay. And I'm sure industrial, there's probably hundreds of meters and hundreds of foots but um, I've seen some shorter shorter length rolls but the larger roll that you tend to kind of come across is a five meter and that's like 16.4 feet yeah for okay. reference yeah we already talked about the size so you want a 50 50 chip and they come in different densities so you want a 300 lead strip and that's 300 LEDs 
over that five meters. Over the five meters. Right. Okay. And right. I think the next size down is 150. So you're having it. Okay. All right. So these are important to pay attention to because when you're looking at the pricing, you're like, man, those are cheap. Well, they might <laughs> yeah. be the smaller size or they might be the 150s. Yeah. Okay. You know, you only get 150 LEDs. So if you're if you're going with the five meter rolls, 50-50s, 300 LEDs, you're going to run nine to 11 bucks for a single color. And about twelve to eighteen for the RGBs. Hmm. Okay, so they're not too bad. No, okay. no, I mean that's that's actually very affordable for the for the functionality that you get out of them. Yeah, especially yes. the RGBs. Now, I, on on my RGB, I think I want to say the kit came in at like twenty four or twenty five bucks because I actually went ahead and got one with a little controller. So the controller, uh, uh, the, you can. The, this is another thing that there's a billion different combinations on off you know the red green or blue or yeah. strobe or fade or programmable or whatever yeah so like i said i think i come in about 25 bucks the 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 uh, uh, a million functions on the controller wasn't super important for me mm-hmm it may be for you, so that's something you just might want to take a peek at. Now, for the pinball world, and here, here's my first mistake. Don't get the submersible or waterproof LED strips, okay? I mean, are they, do they have a, do they have a coating over them or something yes. that obscures the light or what? Now, from a light perspective, I don't know. Okay. I, I really think that the kit that I made that I put on my Atoms, I, I thought it was going to be a shade brighter. And my mm-hmm. only point of comparison is seeing other games like, uh, like Phoebe Smith, Phoebe and Lara. They have a they have several games that are LED mm-hmm. with with light, under cabinet lights, and just you know kind of my seat of the pants feel. And again, this could be the quality of LED. I'm not sure if they they made some themselves, if some of them are kits, if they're all kits, if they're all homemade, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. But it could be the quality of the LED, but it seems to me that I like mine, but I, I like theirs a little bit more. Okay. They're a little brighter, they're yeah. a little bit more vivid. Yeah. So, in my case, I'm not sure if it's the coating. If you, if you look at the strip, it's almost as if it's encased in a, a silicone. Okay? Okay. And so I, mean, I don't is, know. Is there an opaqueness to it or anything No, it's like clear. That? It's clear. It's okay. clear. Okay. But I'm not sure if that's knocking down a little of it. Yeah. If it's a wavelength thing or it's just the LED. Okay. The big part of it is, is the assembly. You can cut your strips every three LEDs. Mm-hmm. And I didn't look at actually, if you flip them over and, and you can, probably if you hold them up to a light, you could actually see how the traces and stuff run. And, yeah. and there's some resistors in there that are, you know, used, you know, to, to, to limit the current and all that fun stuff. The way they're wired, you can cut every three LEDs. There's a place where there's an exposed pad and you can slice it. Okay. Well, and so you can cut across that. You can cut right across the pad, and yeah. you have a little pad on each end. Okay. On the submersibles, you have to peel that that coating, that silicone cover off. Yeah. And it's a it is a glorious pain okay. in the backside. I gotcha. spent more time when I made my cuts trying to clear that off, but not damage that underlying strip. 
because it's real thin and the trace is real thin. I actually ended up damaging one and I had to end up actually flipping it over and then taking off some additional coating from the backside yeah. to get back to a trace. Okay. So, yeah, it, it, I would I would steer away, steer away from the submersible slash waterproof strips. You know, people take these and put them in koi ponds and pools and, you know, uh, water art and all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. You know, we don't need that under the pinball. All right. So if you if I hadn't have done that, it would have drastically reduced my assembly time because I could have cut, I could have soldered, I'd, I'd have been down the road. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of that, when you make your connections – as I mentioned, you've got four wires. You've got the, the, the positive, the 12 volt, and you've got the three ground runs, one for each color. So wherever you make a cut and you're going to splice, you know, you need to solder. All right. In my case, I had to make two joints. I come down one side, mm-hmm. and then I've got a strip that goes basically underneath the coin door, that little narrow run right down by where your knees are, and then I went up the other. So I had to cut, and then I had to, to make two joints to make those 90-degree turns it doesn't take a practice with it Mm -hmm. you know unfurl the entire spool cut the three leds off the end and just practice on those you'll end up with six pads the three on the the four on the very end and then the four where you made the cut you'll end up with eight i'm sorry just just practice because it like i said it's it's very lightweight it doesn't take a lot mm-hmm. okay now i still ran my iron like I always run i run about 700 degrees what i did is i i figured out where I, how, how long of the the sections of wires i needed then i i soldered a, a tinned each of the little pads just put a little heat to it dab a little solder on it then I tinned the ends of each of the wires, you know, just put a little heat on it, dab a little solder on it. And then I held the wire to the pad and then held the iron to, to all of it and then let it all kind of flow together. Mm-hmm. It, don't try to balance this floppy <laughs> LED strip and a wire and yeah. solder yeah. and and do it all in one shot. You're just not going to get there. And if you even try to do it, my guess is you're going to put too much heat in it. You're going to burn it right off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. So it, 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 I mean, ta- meaning I can see myself do that first yeah. up, you know, that's part of the learning process, I guess. So there's a technique to it. And actually, if you get into it, people make little like vampire tap type connectors. I've seen, I have seen yeah. those. Yes. They, they go on the end or they, that'll go in the middle as well. So yeah, so yeah. You, you make the cut and then you just slide the end mm-hmm. into these little connectors and snap it together yeah and then you know it's got the wire already in it and then you do the other and it it makes your joint for you i mean you could go that route but like i said i didn't intend on doing this and i thought i'd do it and you know as you said you know once you kind of get in it you're you're you're, it's a case of the might as well might as well hey man this will be cool and it ends up taking you for freaking ever (laughs) yeah it's like well that sidelined me for another week you know yeah yeah so one once you kind of got your your joints made up then it, it's really it's it's physical installation at this point so before i stuck them to the bottom of the game i took some naphtha on a rag and i wiped down the bottom of the game so I, you know, it was kind of clear clean rather and you'll notice it's going to be really dirty around where the power switch is yeah so uh you know just kind of spend a little time all these strips that i've seen the back of them is a two-sided tape and so you pull it off a double uh, I say a double a uh, double sided tape it's it's got some kind of something on it that makes it sticky and yeah. then a backing yeah so you pull that off and you start applying it take your time 
I started up by the coin door. And that way, because if I started at the back of the game, I'd probably have my depth wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you would have shot it completely wrong. Yeah. yeah. And, and here's, here's a lesson learned. Peel it and stick it as you go. Because if you peel the whole strip, it at least the LEDs that I got, once they were exposed to the air for a while, it, it, they weren't happy. Yeah. You know, I've got a, probably about a six inch section now that keeps peeling off. Yeah. And what I'm going to end up having to do is take some actual two-sided tape. Yeah. Some real thin stuff that I've got and and wedge like it in Some of there. that foam, I guess, like some of the real thin, thin two-sided foam. Yeah. I've got some that's really, yeah, really thin. I, I do too. It's almost like a wafer. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And and I'm not even looking forward to doing that because what I, I know that when I pull it down to make room to slide that in there without widening it in a ball, you know, because yeah. once it sticks to itself, you're done. You're done. I fear that I'm going to make the problem worse because I'm going to have to pull down some of the good parts. Yeah, so exactly right. it's, it's probably going to be a self-licking ice cream cone, so to speak. <laughs> but so, yeah, just take your time with it, kind of clean it up real good. And then when you're ready to go, it's kind of like, you know, I guess putting a sticker on the side of a cabinet. You, when you're ready to go, you need to you go. Just go. Right. That's right. And then you deal with what didn't work well. So the, the final part is actually wiring it to the game. And we have talked about this a little bit. On the Adams, I was able to pull a uh, 12 volt from the driver board. Mm-hmm. Now, to do that, I, th- there's no exposed pin for 12 volt. All right, there's there's already a connector there, and it's going to something. Yeah. So I ended up having to make like a little splitter. I took a Molex, uh, uh, a Molex housing, and you know I put a, a pin in it with a little bit of wire hanging off of it. Okay. And then I on on that same side, I went ahead and I basically put two wires off of it. So I made a, a Y, if you will. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. And um, on the on the on the on one end, <laughs> what I'm trying to say here, on on one side of the Y, I soldered it to a Molex header, and then I had to put shrink wrap tubing on it because I had an exposed you know hanging hot connector yes all right yeah so that little little this is this is where we fall down folks because this is a very visual thing and an audio medium (laughs) yeah okay exactly so here here we are i got my molex head my molex housing i've got a crimp pin yeah i've got a y a y coming out of it i got a little stubby wire that goes to what's going to be a header that you would normally solder into a pcb and then I'm protecting the end of that with some shrink wrap. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then onto that is where I plugged the original header that went into the driver board. Oh, okay. okay. I see. Yeah. The other side of the Y is actually a long piece of wire. <laughs> that goes down to the LEDs. Exactly yeah. right. That drops down through the cabinet. Yeah. And goes to the LEDs. Okay. So, yeah. In the connectors that I had, there was actually a hot in the ground on the on the WPC driver board. You don't need the ground because you're going to ground through the flashers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I just extended the ground. I didn't make a Y in that situation because I still had a ground in the header that I unplugged. So I extended the ground. I extended the hot, the 12 volt, but the 12 volt, I also made that Y and I dropped that out into the bottom of the cabinet okay hopefully that makes sense to everybody now here's where the here's where the the pre-built kits shine okay and i I really need to look closer at one next time i see it 
the folks that make the pre-built kits that I've seen have already worked out how to do all that and they use a combination of some straight through Molex connectors and basically make like a piggyback thing. So you you basically unplug your factory connector. So it's almost like a Z-clip or something, yes, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You don't have a dangling wire and all this kind of stuff. You unplug, you plug in their kit, uh-huh. and then their kit gives you back a male header and you plug the factory female housing right into it right into that yeah like a stack like a Mm -hmm. lego yeah Mm -hmm. that's where those really shine because it takes all this kind of doing it yourself you know out of the picture yeah yeah I, i can i can appreciate that i mean there's something to be said for buying some of your time back and not have to in I guess focusing on yes. what you really need to yeah. solve, the problems you really need to solve, and maybe that's one of them. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what your take is after you've uh, selected a kit and then go down that road to see if it was really worth it or not. Personally, I bet you're going to say that it was worth it. Yeah, I, I think it, it is. Yeah. Because it, at the end of the day, if you think about it, I I had to lay out the LED strips. I had to cut the LED strips. I had to solder the connectors on the LED strips. I had to find my 12 volt. I had to make that, you know, little Y harness, if you will. Um, I had to, uh, you know, deal with the heat shrink tube. I had to deal with all the soldering. I had to this, that, and the other thing. Whereas with a kit, somebody else has already kind of done that. And, you know, I'm not taking, um, I don't know, 20 minutes to decide, okay, all right, let me get this wire, let me go get this, let me get this yeah. housing, let me get this, let me strip this, let me crimp yeah. that, let me solder this, let me get the heat shrink tube out. Let yeah. me, there's a lot to be said for what that 20 minutes is worth. And <laughs> actually, I ended up making two of those. There's two headers on on the WPC uh, board, like it's in the Adams, yeah. that has that 12 volt. I ended up making two headers because I also p- took some of those blue LED strips and I put uh, there's a cloud topper on the Adams. Oh, I, I put a blue yeah, LED that. strip inside under the cloud and I put one behind it. Mm-hmm. So I ended up doubling up the work there, mm-hmm. you know, and it just, I got faster on the second one, but if you're only looking to do one or two games and you don't have all this stuff lying around. Yeah. The kit, the kit's probably your yeah. point path of least resistance. Yeah. You know, I've, I've got several, a little assortment drawer organizers full of nothing but Molex headers and housings and pins and all that from all the other stuff that I do. So I had it all on hand Yeah, and I've got wire everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you don't have even one of those rather minor and inexpensive components, it's not worth your time. (laughs) Well, yeah, because you'd have to order in a bulk of them to even make the order worth it's worth it's worth the money. So, yeah. So the final thing is if you're going to roll your own is how do you actually hook the individual colors up? And I mentioned that we talked about this a little bit earlier. You're going to use the existing flasher circuits to drive your grounds. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I have seen folks do this in different ways. I've seen some people that do their kind of roll their own. They'll they'll say, okay, I want to fire off, say, the red LEDs on when this flasher fires. So they'll take a wire from the red LED connector off of their strips, and Mm -hmm. they'll run it up through the cabinet to that actual flasher, Mm -hmm. and they'll just tie it right to to one of the the poles on the lamp that the flasher's plugged into. Okay. Okay. Electrically, that's the same as what I did and what I've seen the pre-made kits do, which is we go all the way back, or they go all the way back, and I went all the way back to the driver board. Okay. Okay. So I got out my manual for my Adams, and I played Adams, 
and I decided which flashers I wanted to tie to for which colors. And what I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I mentioned this, Whitney. No. What I what I ended up doing was the green ties to the swamp. There's a flasher right over yeah, the no, swamp. Yeah, no, you definitely haven't mentioned this. Okay. Yeah. There's a flasher right over the swamp. Yeah. On the right hand side, about halfway up. And uh, I've already got a little green light in there, and it's kind of green anyway. So I tied the green to it. The blue I tied to the flasher in the upper right hand corner by thing. Yeah. And uh, it's right by the phone. And then the red, there's a flasher uh, on the ramp that hovers over the pop bumpers. And when the pop bumpers hit, that flasher fires. Okay. So I played the game, and not only do those flashers fire when you're interacting with that area of the play field, but there's also several places in, in the game where they will strobe those flashers or they'll actually swirl them. So they'll go, you know, swamp thing pop bumpers swamp thing you know and they'll just run a circle okay including the other flashers in line yeah so they they were really active in my mind so i thought man this is this is a good place to time to what i ended up doing is i just pulled out the manual and i said okay where do these go back to what header on on the driver board yeah as luck would have it on the wpc games there are two headers that basically mirror for each circuit okay Mm, okay and it i I don't know why they do this i'm sure probably in other games what they do is they say okay we're going to fire flasher x and maybe it has to do with load maybe it has to do with just it made more sense to wire the harness this way you could take uh flasher circuit x and you could fire um say two flashers with it and you yeah. can drive one flasher off one header or one and the other off the another okay and th- there's definitely a, a flasher in adams that does that the the flasher that's in the cloud it um that it, it there's two that fire when that fire because that position is populated on both headers so That's, the cloud draws from both of those pins. I'm trying to remember where it goes, actually where, where where the second goes. I think the top connector drives the cloud, and then the bottom connector drives something on the play field. I'd okay. have to go back and look at it, because I, I did this but, a couple weeks they, ago. Do they, they fire in unison, though? They fire in unison. Okay, all right. So w- when it fires, they both fire. They, both fire. they are electrically yeah. the same. Yeah, okay, got it. So in this case, I didn't have to get into any kind of funky making a piggyback-type harness, mm-hmm. because all the flashers I wanted to tie to, those pins were unused on the second header. Oh, I so see. I just pulled the connector out, and I just it's those and an IDC connector, and yeah. it's an insulation displacement connector, the yeah. type that where they kind of they're kind of cruddy. Yeah, you know, I kind of looked at them like, man, I really probably should just replace this with a whole Molex. But you know, when I looked at it, I said, well, let's just see how this flies, and yeah. I just I just crimped them down into the existing connector because uh-huh. they were empty. Yeah, you know the the swamp. Was driven well, and helps keep it look factory too. Yeah, you know, yeah. From that if regard. you go that regard, yeah. This, you know, okay. The swamp flasher is driven off pin whatever on header two. Well, pin whatever on header one is unused, uh, but it's tied to that same flasher circuit. Yeah. I just stuck it in there, and away I went. Yeah, done. Now, if your game isn't like that, you have to get a little more creative. Yeah. You know, you either you know the off-the-shelf kits have this solved, or you're going to have to make an adapter like a Y adapter like i made on the power side Mm -hmm. or you can solder right to the flasher itself yeah so there's multiple ways to do it you know honestly man and and listeners 
if I were to do it again, I would really research just a pre-made kit. Yeah. You know, there, yeah. there, there's this is a definitely what I ended up doing. I like the results, but it's definitely a case of just because I can doesn't mean I should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and just because I had the parts doesn't mean it was kind of worth it. The the LEDs themselves were pretty. In, and I don't want to discourage anybody from doing this because when you do your own thing, mm-hmm. you can really mix it up and you can make it do different things. And uh, you might want to you might want to take what I just ran through yeah. and you might want to put. Uh, a single LED or a strip of three or six LEDs in a different place in up in the place. I mean, you can do all kinds of stuff doing this exact same technique. But if you're going to do an under cabinet kit, I think I would be hard pressed for the time that I spent doing it to, to not buy a pre-made kit. I, I I can understand. I can understand. So, when it was all said and done, I brought all the wires down. There's a vent in the back of the game, the lower, um, in the bottom part of the cabinet in the back I just brought my wires right through that vent and I made the connection on the back right hand side and you know my strips like I said they run up one side across the front and back down the other and you know I think the, I think the effect come out Job great done. yeah, yeah. The, the effect I really like you know th- this is a, a perfect example where you might just want to take this technique and do a one off I think my most bang for the buck was when I when I put the two strips of blue to augment the cloud. I already had LEDs. I had them because I'd bought them, I think, from Cointaker for like just to do some testing. Mm-hmm. So there's three 906s flashers in the cl- in the cloud. Yeah. And I had two LEDs. I saw I had two of them. So I, I replaced the one on the right and the one on the left with just standard white LED flashers. I just had them on hand. I thought I'd stick them in here yeah. instead of let them sit on a shelf. And it it made it made it pop pretty well. Yeah. I left all that in there, and like I said, I put a blue strip in the cloud. And I put a blue strip behind the cloud. And uh, same technique, ran 12 volts up there from the driver board, tied into the flasher circuit for the cloud. It, to me, that that was my real bang for the buck there. Yeah. That that was the time best spent for me yeah, yeah. in Got this it. situation. So there's some kind of lessons learned. You know, if you're, well, if you're looking at the stuff on pin side and you think, hey, I can do this, I don't want to discourage you. But I want to discourage you. <laughs> well, <laughs> what, what and, and, say? well, I was just going to say, and what, and what you did with the cloud wouldn't have come in a kit anyway. Or, or well, maybe it would have, but probably not. Yeah, because it's, it's a little bit more specialty. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. You know, the, the, the kits that the guys and girls, you know, I'm trying to... You know the, the the correctness stuff, man. Is it's it's overboard, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the, the kits that the kits that are pre-made. <laughs> my guess is, since you've got a whole family of games, you know the driver board. My game is it's using a lot of other Williams. The driver board or the layout in a Stern White Star is using a lot of other games. Mm-hmm. My guess is, is you've already got the bones there, and they're going to say, "Oh, okay, you want one for game A." Mm-hmm. And they've already worked out where what flashers are going to tie to, and the last thing they have to do is they just say, "Okay, oh, I need to I need to drop this wire into position one, this one into four, this one into six. It's for this game, mm-hmm. and they ship it." Yeah, you know they've already kind of got that all sorted out. Yeah, they've they've already worked through all the combinations. Whereas yeah. what I did here, it's pretty with the cloud. It's specific to atoms. Yeah, you know you're probably not going to use that on a a 
I don't know. Well, it, Tales it, from the Arabian Night. I, you know? Yeah, but maybe another WPC game that has a topper on it like that. Maybe you would. You know, I I don't know off the top of my head what what that would be, but I, I'm sure there's still applicability there. You know. Yeah, you could you could probably genericize the kit to a certain degree, but yeah. I, I don't think as much as you can the under cabinet flashers yeah. because yeah. like i said you just got too many games that use the same family of board so the connectors are the same everything's yeah. the same you just may as the kit maker decide all right on this game we're going to go in on pins three six and nine on this game we're going to go in one four and eight yeah you know yeah. and tie to these flashers so so like i said I, it's it's totally doable it's really not that difficult it's kind of time consuming you do have to have you know a handful of uh, of parts and you know i'll say it again i don't i don't want to discourage anybody but i'd kind of discourage you yeah well you know here's the thing um the undercab kits and and do and kind of quote unquote rolling your own um i, I realize that it's probably six and one half dozen of another you know when when you look at what's available versus what you'd have to roll for yourself but what I worked on this past month, though, Brent, from a playfield and a GI perspective, there's really there's really no decision like that to make, you know. So you you just you just replace bulbs, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you get down to you get down to what pleases you aesthetically, you know, from that standpoint. So um, as I said earlier in the show, I worked on my ACDC this past month. And Brent, I went through and completely swapped out uh, all the playfield uh, insert lamps and all the GI lamps uh, on the playfield. I've still got, I think, like maybe two pops to do, two pop bumpers to do, uh, simply because I have to pull some plastics to get to them. But um, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's just two more. So I'm like effectively 99% done with with ACDC. You know, the thing about it though that I lamented, or I guess kind of struggled with, and uh, you know, you'll probably go down this road as well and i'm sure other people that led their pinball machine do as well and i would love to hear from people that have completely led their machine is i don't some i didn't so much struggle with the inserts because the inserts are what the inserts are you know they're they're blue they're red they're orange they're yellow they're purple they're See, green. just just reading about other people i've not done this yet okay and, and I've, I've threatened to do it like with many things in the arcade world i've threatened to do it and mm-hmm. i hope to one day you know do it make good on it yeah I I I just it seems like everyone toils over the inserts. There's always no. the question of no. For you know, me, it was exactly the opposite. It was the opposite. Yes. Okay, I didn't toil over the inserts because to me, the inserts are one of two ways: color matched or clear, yeah, or white. You know, so but I, there's one LED. There's two LED. There's I know. You know, do, I, you, do I, you need I, one I of the flexi flexi LEDs yeah. to? I, I know. And, and there's 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 a thousand ways that you can that we can eat this donut. Okay, but. But when it comes to the incident, yes. Donut. Donut. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, There's been a lot of food talk in this show. There has. Well, it is Thanksgiving. Where's, where's our turkey at, man? <laughs> but, uh, but nonetheless, um, with the inserts, it's... It's a scenario where, okay, if, if you're going to color match them, then you're going to get more pop out of the mm-hmm. inserts. Okay? I would agree with that. And I tried just going back with clear because that was the that was the color of the incandescence so that, you, were, you that were under Clear it. like white. Just clear like white. You know, and like, I tried... Like uh, frosted, like warm, like... like yes. <laughs> see, there's uh, yes. all... Okay, I went frosted. Okay, I went cool. 
I went warm. I went retro. Okay. I went single LED. I went two LED and I tried all of those. So I burned a lot of time on this, on this ACDC that I hope I won't necessarily have to burn on, you know, on Tron or, uh, you know, or, or even, you know, some parts of Iron Man. Here's where I want to interject something. Okay. And this is for any vendors listening. Uh-huh. And I have had this conversation with several face to face, just okay. you know, talking about their products. I don't know of an LED vendor. Now I haven't looked in the past three weeks. Yeah, I don't know of an LED vendor that will sell me a kit of one of every or one of every one of their most oh, you popular mean like a, like a lamps, sam- like a sampler right. kit. Yeah, I would love yeah. to have a little plastic tray baggie of well not not even a baggie i'd love to have um you know like uh man this is all titan uh all titan pinball you know like their little box of calm oh yeah yeah which is where everything's labeled and yeah it's it's one of those little flip top plastic uh uh, containers with the little compartments in it yeah and it's all like this size nut and this size whatever and this size i'd like to have something like that that is like a sample of like every color five 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 base, every color forty seven base. Uh, T- today, I don't believe that exists. It doesn't. No, it, it and, doesn't. In that, and, and, and I would pay for that because sure, I could understood. take it. I could take out my little kit, yeah. and I could decide <laughs> what what's the right bulb right. for this application. Right yeah. now, I have to go through all the sites. I went. I bought from Coin Taker. Uh-huh. I made a sample kit. I asked them at expo yeah not this year the 2014 expo that you and i went to yeah and the gentleman he was kind enough to do it he said no this is no problem we we can just make one he had he went through every one of the leds and just took one out of every one of their little bins yeah but then i had them all in a bag yeah but then you got them in a bag and you don't know what you have right that's is the this problem. cool is this warm is this, is cool? this... Is this warm is it frosted is it re- well you could tell frosted but yeah is, is it retro is it you know what is it and after a while you can kind of look so that's what i want to interject yeah Make that yes and and here's the thing i had to make that for myself just right. to keep my bulbs straight okay because mm-hmm. i would confuse myself just going after you know how many white bulbs i have like 10 okay yeah. different types of white bulbs so anyway so um, let's let's even back up a second yeah um the vendor yeah you went with a, you just cho- you chose your vendor i did you know? i chose my vendor and and you and I talked about this a little bit. And I guess the thing is, is, and this even goes back to the earlier conversation about the work the vendors put in. You probably want to stay away from mixing and matching vendors. I, I tried to because, mix and match and get the best of what I thought each vendor had to offer. Mm-hmm. And it and, and actually just, um, I, I just got a little more frustrated than more than, than anything else, to be but, quite honest with you. Well, this person's blue is probably slightly different that's, than that person's that's exactly blue. right. And this person's, yeah. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm anal enough to where I noticed that. And it bothers me because I swapped in, oh, let me pick that blue. And I put it in right at... I've got three blue inserts and I pick from my from my blue and it's yeah yes they are supposed to be the same yes they are color rated as the same you put them underneath the inserts and they don't look the same and it's like Argh! you know I'm sure the brightness levels are slightly different yes, too in the, yes in the, they, they are and, and their dispersion patterns are different as well mm-hmm. you know depending upon uh, depending upon you know what the dome is and and you could you could pick the odd man out of the inserts and it's like man this is more trouble than it's worth you know what did you, what did you say earlier about uh, I, I I've heard it a thousand times and I've already forgotten it. We're talking about did you just run yourself to death with research 
um, you you had the phrase oh, analysis or, paralysis. That's right, analysis yes. paralysis, the, and that's exactly right. and that's exactly what this can turn into. So, so here's the thing. Um, what I found is that working with LEDs for the GI and the inserts is almost a level of Zen. Okay, you, you <laughs> literally have to get yourself to a point to where uh, to where you say. You know, I'm I've made these decisions and I'm I'm going to kind of run with them. Okay, so what I would love to hear from though, from our listener standpoint, is what their strategy is for you know for LEDing their machines because as we were talking a little bit earlier, Brent, I see a lot of threads on Pinside and a lot of people burning what I'd almost consider to be maybe even political collateral. You know, because it's almost like it it gets to that type of discussion around what they use for the inserts okay and and whether they color match and whether they use frosted or whether they use you know two led or whether they use you know um you know so a wide you know a wide angle it, it's led almost or a, flexible it's almost or whatever. its own religion or political it, party it, it, it does yeah. and and neither of which really need to we we don't need to turn this podcast into a, a platform for you know for either one mm-hmm. so it really just becomes you do your research and then you, then you pick it and then you roll I, I think it's safe to say that if you stick with the known vendors mm-hmm. and, and, and you know what's going to happen i'm going to miss one oh nifty coin taker comet um titan titan pinball bulbs, pinball bulbs. and that's that's all that i know of uh, now, they're, pinball, they're pinball life has their own selection they, they, as well. they do they do yeah. yeah yeah they do thank you i need to actually i'm going to add them to the list that i've got here in my notes uh but from a quality perspective i would say i'd feel comfortable with with the vendors yeah. any of the known vendors yeah. and then you know, dare we say, without getting into the 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 political or religious, you know, don't don't just don't. You know, folks, for Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner, do not discuss with your family or friends religion, politics, or LED vendors. Yeah, just don't don't just do don't, it. Don't do it because everybody's got their own take on it. But what I would what I would find myself, I, I guess, Brent, um, just getting a little bit frustrated over was. Uh, was just trying to find you know consistency amongst a group you know groups of bulbs from the different vendors and i tried i I ordered samples or little bits from each one of the vendors and i rolled you know i kept them all separate then i rolled through them and then i I would kind of mix and match i didn't like that i did not like the end result that i was getting at all so i just went ahead and made the capital decision that um you know i i I would just stick with one vendor's bulbs okay and i didn't pick the vendor that i picked you know out of allegiance to that vendor or you know or disdain for any other vendor more so uh, i picked it primarily based upon what i thought the look of the bulbs were and and how how satisfied i was with the look of those bulbs okay so what i wound up doing uh on my acdc is i wound up color matching the gi i'm sorry i'm sorry whoa whoa that doesn't even make sense i wound up <laughs> that, color matching that, yeah that's dude that's pinball zen right th- there th- that it is i color it? match the gi <laughs> yeah it's like that makes no sense whatsoever that's, that, an, that's an outtake that is a show title yeah, what's that i color i color match the gi yeah thank you color matching the <laughs> um, gi you, yeah you keep going okay I'm, write I, that I down covered. write I that down thank you so i color match the inserts um and i went with 
with um, I, I went with Coin Taker. Okay, is the vendor of choice, and I used their two LED non ghosting. Okay, so I guess some would consider that their premium bulb. Uh, you know, I, I don't really I don't really know that it's quote unquote a premium bulb. I just I like that I like the 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 color uh, temperature of those bulbs, and I really really like the way that they kind of disperse their light. You know, depending upon where you put them, um, they would either you could either see them aim pretty much straight up or you know d- depending upon the size of the insert um you could get them with a prism kind of like a prism dome and then they would throw the light you know kind of out and around like in a circular pattern i think and i was i, I was really happy with that pris- prism might be one way to put it maybe kind of like a faceted yeah a faceted yeah. kind of spa- kind of like yeah. a yeah they kind of you know like the bottom of a post yeah like a star post yeah they yeah. kind of look like that but they're they're clear so yeah they're, they're clear plastic yeah. so yeah so it, they worked out really well now, now here's the thing um you know w- with color matching the inserts the the play field got an immediate pop okay and and it it made it made all the difference in the world because i was taking pictures as i went you know i would uh you know i started at the bottom left hand corner of the play field and just kind of worked my way around and 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 I, I'm saying this, there's no, there's no real scientific method to this. You just, you know, um, prop the play field up and, you know, just make sure that, uh, you know, that now, now, now I did this with the power on. Okay. But, <laughs> but with, but with, you know, um, but with the high voltage disabled. Okay. So, um, I well, did most of your new games will do that. Your newer, I think all, all the sterns. All the sterns. Well, I, I if, say if you, all the sterns. Well, but. I can't say all the sterns, but the, the games that I have, and I think I if think the newer ones. If there's anything we're good at, Whitney, it's making broad reaching, broad reaching statements, <laughs> statements that that we think are correct, <laughs> but are probably not. So, nonetheless, uh, <laughs> hey man, that's what having a podcast is all yep. about, isn't it? Um, so. So, you know, so yeah, I'd disable the high voltage and just be very careful with what you're doing. But the, the reason that I that I did the under play field work with the power on brand is so that I could see the results of my work and change it as I go. Now, again, you're talking about the inserts, though, the, right? On the inserts, yeah. yes. Yeah. And, and see it as I go. Um and if you just do it one bulb at a time, actually, the the chances of messing anything up are probably very, very low. So I just had to be very methodical about it, and everything worked out fine. Um, uh, take off all your jewelry. Yeah, yeah. You definitely don't want to use anything metal or anything, or, you know, be wearing anything metal or anything like yep. that. And I uh, wrapped some uh, electric tape around the end of my, you know, my quarter-inch nut driver and just and just went at it, man. You know, it, 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 seemed, it seemed to felt like it was okay, you know. So... After doing the uh, the inserts, uh, you know, I just kind of reassessed the situation and and uh, called it good and and you know moved on to the GI. Now the GI though was the thing that that really uh, threw me for some for multiple decision trees. Okay, because in this particular game, you know, every, the, the GI was was um, a, a warm white incandescent, so the game had a had essentially a yellow glow to it. Okay, um, now if you look at like ACDC. Uh, premium or LEDs, they use those came with LEDs and they used color changing LEDs at that, um, you know, for the inserts and stuff. So they could color match the GI. So they could color match the GI, exactly. (laughs) And so, um, so you know they they had they have a very different look you know the pro has got more of an older school just kind of warm incandescent look whereas you know the premium and the le's have got a, a little more modern kind of kind of uh, uh more of a uh, i guess a, a distinct look to them rather than a, a classic 
kind of pinball look to them, I guess. So or a, a modernized kind of look to them. So, you know, I, I wanted to land um, a little bit beyond that, though, because, Brent, you know, I no, no problem saying it. You know, when I was young, I had surgery on my eyes. I don't have the best eyesight and I have um, I have problems tracking the ball. Uh, on play fields that are not lit up very well. Yeah. Okay. It 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 I actually could see that. it actually no adds pun, no pun intended. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rim shot sound effect needed. This episode served many many purposes, Brent. So you know we've compiled lists of sound effects. We've cooked turkey. We've done all kinds of good <laughs> stuff. So. Um, I have definitely played games that that were lit but not overlit and lit in a nice glow of white light. Yeah, but not so much that it just muted all the color lights, all the inserts, that's, and all that. That's exactly and right. It it makes all the difference in the world. Well, here's the thing i i get I get frustrated when I can't see, mm-hmm. and if I can't track the ball around the play field, and if it's not lit well, then honestly, I I, I start to lose interest in playing the game. Yeah, because it's, it's not fun. It's not yeah. fun, and these are supposed to be fun. Okay, so when I looked at the options for GI, um, you know, I could go and just replace the existing incandescence with warm white and essentially not really change the appearance that much, but have LEDs. Okay. Well, that's fine, but that's not really why I'm doing this. Um, you know, I could go with the, you know, the, the retro look, which, which are in my mind, much the same, uh, is, is the, just the warm incandescent or go with frosted. Um, what I chose to do though, Brent was, uh, kind of model my GI off of, uh, what I have seen with the walking dead. Now, I, I don't know if, um, you know, everybody who's listening has played the walking dead, but the thing that stuck out to me the most with the walking dead was how well that play field yeah. was. It's nice and bright. I enjoyed playing that game so much because the play field was so nice and bright and was lit so well. And it's that kind of attention to detail that almost makes me want to buy the game, you know, because it's like, wow, you know, I I love this. I mean, I can see it. I can see everything that's going on. I can track the ball all the way up, you know, to the very top of the play field. I have no problem picking the ball out from anything else that's going on because it was lit that Mm -hmm. well. So, Brent, what I chose to do. And this is as much personal as it is anything else. And some people may say, "Yeah, but you're what you know, you're like washing out the playfield." Trust me, I don't think I am. I, I don't think it turned out this way that way at all. I chose to use a cool white for the GI, and, and so the folks know the cool white tends to be more on the blue side. It, it, it's it, from a Kelvin stand from right. a case or a Kelvin standpoint or a case standpoint. It's probably getting up around five thousand fifty five hundred, maybe even six thousand. You know, it's in that area. Whereas the warm white is down in the twenty five hundreds to maybe twenty seven to, to three thousand. To the eye, the warm white is a little reddishy kind of. I, maybe yellow i see it i see it as more of a yellowish kind of kind of historical it's more the thomas edison incandescent bulb look okay it's an edison bulb look okay whereas the cool white is is more of a um what slightly blue to slightly blue to pure white what a lot of bulbs call daylight yeah okay yeah so 
So I chose to go with that color, the cool white for the GI, worked my way, you know, around the play field, swapping them out, and I I stuck with the same coin taker to LED, non-ghosting. I'm looking and, at their site now. Yeah, and um and Brent, I will say this and, and I, I've got the pictures. I should I need to post them and you know, the the list of things I need to do is a mile long, so just understand that. But nonetheless, um you know, now, are the, these the pre the the da, 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 where is it at the the premium yes there were coin premium taker. two led non-ghosting that's exactly what i bought yes okay. and so um like i say worked my way through the play field and brent i am so happy with how that turned out it's got a nice bright white look to the play field but it doesn't compete with the inserts in any way shape or form there are a couple um there there are a couple of lights underneath the ramps of course on that game the ramps are clear and so i would go with um a frosted cool a frosted uh cool white um two led so same color and everything like that. I just go with a frosted just to knock the harshness down. Okay. Because yeah. Because otherwise it's just going to sh- it's it's gonna hit you in the it, eye it right through the ramp. Yeah, yeah. It shines in your face right through the ramp. And and the the thing that the GI has going for it is the GI is, is obscured in in most all all parts of the game. It's got a plastic over. It's got a plastic beside it. Something like that. So you get the glow with the GI. In some parts of the playfield though, I mean the light is directly in your face. And uh, even for the flashers like the 906s and everything i still went with the the cool white uh for the flashers because i wanted to stay consistent i don't like uh this is just a personal effect i don't like flashers that flash different than the gi in the play field you know it, it looks weird to me i i don't know why but it, it just does so um so i pretty much stuck with cool white for everything and i like it so much brent that i'm going to do my tron in the same way uh because tron's got a very dark play field it's um it's a lot of blues a lot of purples. Did they and, have? Did they eventually convert those to LEDs? No, I couldn't. The, yeah, okay. Not, they haven't really. Oh, oh, okay. Well, well, they, well. Was did they have a later run that was LED? Not that I know of, because my Tron is from the third run. And okay, so, I'm sure. Then I've the Trons I'm thinking of have probably already been LED. They out. have likely yeah. been LED. They've and, been converted. And here's the thing: I don't think there's many Trons in existence that haven't been modded to the hilt. Okay, that game is just uh, it's mod friendly, and mm-hmm. people just love it more than more than you know lamp. <laughs> and there's even a thread on Vinside for that. But uh, but nonetheless. Um, yeah, Tron. Tron is just a. It's a well loved game, and you know a lot of people mod it. And I have not. I have not modded mine at all. So uh, modding. Uh, my mod trip with Tron starts with LEDing, and I'll take before and after pictures, and and you'll see the difference. Um, but like I say, I you know I I. I I just went after the the Walking Dead theme, and and it worked for me because of my number one because of my eyesight, number two because I love I just love that nice bright white light, you know. So, so that that's what I did, and you know something I would love to hear from other people who have gone down this road at what they do. Um, you know, I've seen some people that uh, or some you know games that on you know on the pro class they'll just mimic the, the you know the premium or the LE light pattern and 
and you know they'll use colored lights and for GI and stuff. I, I, I don't, I don't dig that at all, man. I, and you know something, I tried some colored lights like under some of the plastics, and I, Brent, I swear that it made the 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 graphics on the plastics harder to see. And when I just swap them right back to to white, mm-hmm. I could then then I could see all of the artwork on all the plastics, well, th- even from a distance. I think I the thinking, I think the thinking on that is is those plastics have um, that undercoat of a of a white layer yes and they're basically designed to have a white light behind them yes yes yeah. and, and you know anything and, and i've I ever tried anytime i've ever seen someone drop a color uh under a plastic it, it looks it, terrible it, it looks terrible yeah, it, looks it looks terrible. it looks washed out yep and, and you you actually lose all the detail the sharpness it just turns into a fuzzy mess is what it turns into and so um so because of that you know i, I mean i felt like i invested enough time and, and experimented enough but i almost knew where i was going to be as soon as i started you know it, it was one of those scenarios so it turned out really really well I'm, I'm just very happy with it um the only thing that i'll add to that is um you know if if you take any machine that has not that did not come with factory LEDs and you you do install the LEDs i mean you do get potentially some ghosting you do get potentially some artifacting you know as so real, uh, real quick ghosting Yes. Okay. Let's make sure folks understand what ghosting okay. is. Yeah, thank you. So ghosting is when um, when the driver board commands the uh, you know driver board commands the light to be off, but the LED does not turn all the way off, and so it still pulsates with a little bit of light. Mm-hmm. And it, and at that point, the LED, if it were incandescent, the bulb would be off. Yes. But the LED still sees a little bit of current and doesn't switch itself completely off, and so it pulsates or it ghosts. It just kind of right. I, I guess it kind of if you can kind of think of it almost like a speaker reverb or something like that, where you see just a little bit of light, a little bit of pulse until it comes until it's commanded back on, and so um, it's it's actually kind of a very jarring effect because you don't get what you wanted. You know, you see, a, yes, you get the benefits of LED, but your game actually looks worse because it because it looks when a lamp is supposed to be off it's, it's not supposed off. To, it's you've not got off. all this yeah. errant kind of and, and basically the kind of the short of it is is that you know your computer controlled lights there's a matrix yes in there you have an xy matrix and you've got power up one side and grounds or whatever down the other and you know you're you're controlling that through that that's how the cpu can control so many lights with so few channels of control Mm -hmm. okay without getting super super deep into it yeah and clock cycles and without having to have super powerful you know cpus inside the machines and and it gets to be a little bit of a game so that you can control you know this is part of the designer you know the stuff the designers do that we never see but you know you get to a point where you're if you're trying to turn on this light, well, that means you automatically, because of the way the matrix is lined out, you can't turn on this light, this light, and this light. Exactly. So you actually have to position everything to go along with the flow of the game. Anyway. Yeah. Because of that matrix, you've still got... Um, there's, there's still voltage on there's the bus. There's still a little current. Yeah, a little <laughs> yeah. voltage on the bus. The way things switch, the way things move, yeah. the way things cross one another. Yeah. And, and, and it's, not enough, just, it's not enough to light an incandescent lamp. No. But an LED, it'll tickle it's, it. It's way more yeah. sensitive. That's exactly right. And uh, in any amount of voltage will will create some, some amount of light. And so... Um, you know, you know, and so th- that's a, that's a problem. Yeah, okay? So if you see non-ghosting LEDs, that's what those are for. They are designed to to not 
react to not react right. that's exactly so that when right. they're off they're off when they're off they're off but here's here's the side effect that i that i noticed after swapping the machine to led is that that nice uh progressive glow okay or that nice progressive no i don't, I don't want to say glow well it, it is a glow but it's also a flow you know when when um when inserts are uh, when you're in attract mode how you can watch the inserts they'll they'll have a, a light pattern commanded to them where you'll watch the inserts light up as they go up yeah. the, up the play field yeah. and down the play it's like field track mode yeah yeah just like a track mode um and with an incandescent bulb, you get a you in your your I think your mind notices this subconsciously, but once it's pointed out to you, then you notice it consciously. Okay, LEDs there is no ramp up to them; they're either on or off. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're pretty fine with From, to the human eye to yeah. the human eye. Yeah, for and for the for the purpose that we're we're looking at them for incandescent bulbs, though you can vary the voltage and watch the bulb ramp up and watch the bulb ramp back down so so you can create a you know like a warm sunrise and then a sunset okay from from a lighting effect standpoint um leds just don't seem to respond that way they're either they're either um they're either on or they're off and if they're if they're the not if they're the ghosting or if they're not the non-ghosting type then when they're off they're still on and they look like crap you know so (laughs) so so here's the thing what i noticed was all of that nice progression Progression of the of the insert lighting, like once the I flow, the flow of it, the ramp up and the ramp down, the swing of the lights as as the inserts were being commanded off and on. I noticed that was lost with LEDs. I guess it, in my it mind, looks, it looks harsher now. As I'm see, as I'm seeing like like some of the attract modes in games, especially like high speeds, a perfect example where it's got that. Uh, that tachometer yes it's a circular yes so when it strobes that it go it it walks its way around and back yeah and then as it's coming back it's almost like a, a tail like a comet tail that's right it you know the insert well the current insert that's on hot is the brightest in the insert that was just turned off is maybe it maybe it's 75 percent right and then the, the one next to it maybe at 50 percent right you know something so like you you get this the sweeping you get a sensation of right. movement whereas yeah. the leds it's it's you, you it's harsh you it's lose on that. or off you yeah. lose that you lose that so and and i didn't realize that until i started getting into and, this and, to see and it that much isn't even designed in the game per se is is just no, the, it's just, just the, it's the nature the nature of the of the, of the, of the, the lamp it's the nature yeah. of the medium yeah and yeah. what we're used to so there and and i you know, Brent. Before we hop in, because we're going to wrap this up, and then we're going to hop into uh, spending everybody's money, spend, spending everybody's money, because we spent all kinds of money this month. But uh, but into the spend Brent's money segment, you know, by by call, there is a board that is sold by um, Pinside member Herg, and uh, Herg lives uh, lives here on the East Coast with us, Brent. And he he the has, best coast, uh, the best <laughs> coast. Yeah, there you go. Um, and he has developed a board called LED OCD. And I, I've I've read the entire thread, and I did decide to hop in and purchase one of these. There's a high. I've looked at it in the very first page. The, yeah. There's a high speed. Yes, and if you go and look at the videos of before and after, it's pretty amazing. Okay, because what this board does is it becomes it's it becomes the LED driver for your machine. It takes the commands, and then it then it in effect drives the leds and brent and it restores that incandescent 
flow pattern oh, that, that okay. you completely lose once you go to LED. And now I haven't installed it in my ACDC yet, but See, I have I, seen before and after pictures, before and after videos on YouTube, and the difference is amazing. Okay, See, when, when I'm I, looking forward to it. When you first started to mention this, I was thinking that I, I, some I think someone had made a board that was basically a uh, a, a way to add a little resistance to each of the each of the uh, uh, channels for oh, the matrix yeah so that you could um, basically control and remove the ghosting I see that's what I thought this was yeah but no I see what you see what I'm talking about? Yeah. Are you looking at it right yeah, now? Yeah, I'm watching it right oh, now. Oh, I'm, I'm telling you, it's it, the 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 difference is pretty is pretty apparent. And what I didn't realize is that he's had these boards out for three years now. <laughs> I mean, the, when I went back and looked at the thread on Pinside, I'm like, my goodness, that thread is th- over three years old. See, now I'm How watching, did I not see I'm watching this? a getaway. Um, High speed two getaway. Yes, with yeah. with LEDs and it's pretty harsh. It's, it's like on off on it's, off it's on off. It's very harsh. And then you go back and look at it after the LED and it's OCD got boards. much more flow. Oh yes, yeah. So I hate to say that that um, you've got to add these to your machines. I don't really want to make that statement, but if you go through and read the thread on Pinside, they become a very um, <laughs> that's kind of, that's amazing a, a very um, endorsed mod to every machine that gets LEDs. LEDs. So okay. what do these boards run? Uh, Brent, I'd have to go back and look. I, I, I want to say maybe 150 bucks a piece, okay. something like that. And it just it, it uh, and it looks it's, like a driver board. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, there's obviously more to it. Than there, that. There's more to yeah, it, but it, yeah. you can almost think of it as like a driver plus. You yeah. know, it it's a driver after the driver. How about that? So, I, I bring that up because it because of the, the 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 swath of games that it works with. We're talking WPC, System 11, Stern, Data East machines. I mean, you're covering uh, may, maybe not the Godly, but you're covering you know a, a large percentage of the machines out there and um, this board solves a very apparent problem after you've switched to LEDs so um, it's just one of those things you know I, you know what Brent I will report back as to how happy I am with it after I get it installed All right? I was actually looking at his site right now yeah He's got a tr- he's showing a Tron. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so if it goes if it goes well for one, then I'll you know I'll probably pony up and, and go for the others because I, again, and I freely admit it, I'm I am a creature of OCD, and I you know once I once I see an imbalance, <laughs> once there I, I, once there's imbalance in the force, I got to bring it <laughs> back. You know, so it's one of those things. Looks like there's the WPC board is 149. Yeah, that says GI Oh, that looked like it was for dimming. Yeah, that's a lower cost option for if you just want to do the GI. Yeah, and I, you know, I did not choose that route. I went ahead and went full LED OCD to yeah, one forty. It's still one forty nine. Yeah, just just to capture the entire game. So yeah. I, I figured I'd give it a shot. So yeah, I, you know, so uh, down in the uh, the deep recesses of the broken token testing lab, I'll I'll give my full report when it's all said and this done. Looks pretty How about cool. that? Yeah, it looks pretty sweet. So. The Stern Sam and then the uh, Stern Sega White Star is just. Uh, 129. Oh, is it 129? Yeah, for, okay. the, for the Stern. Gotcha. Okay, good, good, good. So, yep, uh, it's it's something I'm looking forward to, and I'm so happy with, with LEDing, you know, my ACDC that I figured 
you know, Brent, this is a, it's a, it's actually a small price to pay. And the problem is after I saw the videos, it's like, ugh, you know, it's, yeah, it's one got, of those things where it, it, you see the apparent value of it immediately. He's got a couple of videos in here, just like the WPC stuff, like side by side. It's yeah. not like just this one. And then that one, it no, actually no, no. has no, you, side you by side. You see them running side yeah. by side and then it becomes apparent. Here's you one. Go, of, Ooh, here, I probably ought to get one of those. Here's one of Twilight Zone where like the door, it's right above the flippers and the Twilight zone it they're computer controlled you know the inserts to light the door panels yeah and i'm guessing just the way it's reacting that they're dimming them Uh you know they're not they're not hard on and off yeah and the the led will react to that pulse by (laughs) flashing yes whereas with his OCD board, it's nice. It's, it's nice and smooth, yeah. and, it, and it looks like it steps it up rather than flashes it. You know, yeah, that's really cool. It, it is. It's really cool. So I, I was real happy, uh, re- real happy to be able to pick one of those up. So anyway, Brent, I think we've covered LEDs uh, ad nauseum here, and I'm sure we'll have more to report. But uh, at this point, man, why don't we uh, spend some of your money? Great, dude. We're going to spend my money. Why is it always my money? It's it just rolls off the tongue that way, man. I, I don't know. It's, well, spend Brent's money. It's become a staple of the show. Oh, man. I know, but you yeah. know what they say about paybacks. <laughs> and well, this month they were happened. This month it happened. When, so when so I saw so this, you lead into this. Man, when I saw this, I was like, "Oh, I'm so putting this all over Facebook. I'm so putting it everywhere. I got uh, on the. I got a sticker on the back of my car, uh, dude. I had people texting me on this. Oh, did so, you? Yeah, yeah, I sure did. The, yeah, the new color DMD was announced, and <sighs> it is. Iron Man. Whitney's all-time favorite superhero from the all-time. Yes. And then looking just at the the screen cap, this it, some of the Iron Man uh, dots, it's kind of like uh, transfers from the movie. It is, yeah. And it was like, you know, Tony Stark standing there kind of with his hands Dude, out. When, when the Jericho missiles were, go, were, were you know, uh, exploding and everything. You could, yeah. you, know, you could see his little suit and all yeah. that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. And it just, you know, for, for what was basically something... You know, translated from dots. Yeah. It was pretty cool. It was. Like, was. <laughs> well, it's like a shame it wasn't more than the money that it was. <laughs> well, it cost a lot, nonetheless. I but, know. But you know, here's the thing: Iron Man, and especially the Vault Edition, suffers from such poor. Um, it suffers from such a poor display. And and Brent, I don't know. I've read a, th- a couple threads on Pinside where people have talked about this, the differences between the original Iron Man run and the Vault Edition Iron Man. And, and a poor display. Yes, yes. It's not that the um, it's not that the display quality is bad. It's it's fuzzy and grainy, and it lacks clarity. Okay. So is that this the a different? Dot I, I DMD think it's, display? I, I, no, or? it's. I think it's. They compress the 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 movie footage a different way. It's it's the way that it's it's the way is that it, it's is rendered. it on the same platform. Is no, it, no. I, oh, it's a good question. That's a good question. Well, I have to look that up. I have to look that I mean, up. Why would you change that? I mean, the first thing that I, comes I to know, my mind but it, is, but it is. I, I've seen. I have seen uh, a threat, and I again, I hate to always go back to Pinside, but I've seen a thread on Pinside where they show Iron Man and Ve next to each other, kind of side by side, and Vault Edition looks like crap uh, compared to the original Iron Man. And honestly, huh. the original Iron Man didn't really look all that good. I mean, when you take those movie clips, yeah, and, and you try when, to convert and, them to dots, and you try yeah. to convert them to dots in their like shaded monochrome it st- it still doesn't look all that good and that's why the color dmd on this particular game 
and Tron uh, is going to be and and others, you know, is going to be so uh, is going to be so well received because it fixes what I consider to be a fundamental issue with the display on those games. <laughs> yeah, I I would have thought that you know I'm I'm actually looking them up right now Pro Vault Edition to see so so go ahead go ahead while i'm looking this up it oh, yeah. looks like uh it looks like what did, what did you say here you've already got a tracking number oh yes yes so uh i wasted no time i went ahead and got my uh, order in and i've al- already been issued my tracking number and i should have it uh by the first of next week if all goes well so, so. this uh according to uh ipd uh yeah the internet pinball database mm-hmm. ipdb uh, they're both on uh, I think Sam. they're both on Sam. They're both yeah. on Sam. Sam, but I but I think that the um the collateral that they use for you know for the um for the um, moving images is different because hmm. it looks different. And on the Vault Edition it looks worse than it does on the original Iron Man. Yeah. And um and so with that, you know, I, I think I think Iron Man is the per, is one of the perfect games, to, you know, to uh, to get this treatment. So one thing I want to mention, though, um, if you do have a Vault Edition and you're ordering your color DMD, don't forget to order the mounting kit because they're needed for the for the uh, the new Stern Metal back boxes. And you would not get that just by ordering the color DMD itself. So you have to do that as an add-on. So if All you've right? got the Vault Edition, you yeah. need the mounting well, kit. If you've got any any Stern machine with a, with a metal back box, you need the mounting kit. So and that's like I say. And that's that's an add-on. So, just a kind of a word to the word to the wise on that. Uh, it's something I, I caught fortunately uh, right before I placed my order. But nonetheless, it's a it, it's a necessary part. But man, I, I, you know, yes, it's cash, I, and I kind of despise spending that cash like that. But at the same point. Um, it looks like it's going to make a a significant difference in, in the enjoyment level on that machine. So, well, see, the thing is, uh, from what I understand too about the color DMDs, it doesn't matter if they actually compress the files differently. Well, you know, it can't be a compression thing because you're not talking video. It's not like DVD to VHS. I mean, a dot is a dot. Yeah, but I I, I don't understand that. I, I'd have to go back and pull the thread. Brent. Yeah, yeah. I did a quick, couple quick Googles and I, I haven't found anything, so. It, don't worry about it. We'll, yeah. we'll I'll sort it out later. Well, but. you know something, I've got the thread marked as one of my favorites on pin side, so I'll go back and pull the thread and send it to you. Then you go take a look. Okay, at it, okay, yeah. because the, it, it is explained in, in that thread, but it's probably yeah, been I'd easily easily that. eight or nine months since I've read. The okay, thread. yeah, I'd love yeah. to see that. Yeah, I'll, I'll send it over to you. That's no problem. So uh, next, and this is interesting because we're I'm back ne- in the video world. We're back in the video we've world. Been, we've been rolling pin heavy this this episode, all, all pretty much all month. I didn't realize that this was such a problem well okay? I, didn't, I would have bet money that this already existed it, well i think it already does but i think this is a better fly trap is what this okay, is okay right. okay so this is a jama to pack harness adapter and this is uh being sold by hot rod arcade uh and that's uh, chris royalty uh down in nashville tennessee and uh, i've talked to chris several times uh great guy and so he has uh teamed up with somebody I'm not sure who the other gentleman is at this point on kind of developing these and and bringing these boards to market. But what's nice about this is uh, this particular adapter allows you to avoid rewiring your, um, let's say, your your pack cabinet, okay? And essentially what you can do is you can run a JAMA board inside a pack or mispack cabinet and use the one-player, two-player buttons as like fire jump or what have you. And um, and, and you just don't don't have to rewire anything. And And this is probably where I'm confused because I did add something to the show notes. It's the inverse of this. Okay. 
And where I always get messed up on these adapters is the what to what. Yeah, I, no, I know. And it, it is kind of confusing because you'd think it would be simpler than it is, but it's not. Right. And yeah. And I can see where people would, would say, well, in my mind, I'm converting this to that. But which side are you starting with? Are you starting with the board going to the harness or the harness going to the board? Well, here's the thing uh, with this. OK, it's the board to the harness. Right. So okay? you're taking a Jamma board uh-huh. and you're plugging it into a pack, pack cabinet. cabinet. And the thing about it is, what are some of the most uh, prevalent 60 in one cabinets? Packs, okay, yeah. so you can take a sixty and one Jamma board, uh, you know, a hundred, you know, hundred eighty and one, or you know, three hundred one, whatever, whatever, is, yeah. or whatever Jamma, you know, whichever Jamma board you have, and it immediately turns your pack cabinet with pack with with factory pack wiring harness in it, and it, and with this adapter, it immediately makes it uh, Jamma capable. Okay, for me. I, I would buy one of these for a test bed, okay? Mm-hmm. Because I could walk right over to my pack, slide this guy in, pop in a JAMA board, and roll with it, and and test it, play it, do whatever. Heck, this would be great for a bench setup, you know, something like that. Or if you're making a multicade, whatever it may be. So the big thing about this, though, is that this allows you to use an ATX power supply, Okay, and that's and the, and the reason being is is because the way Pac-Man powers Pac-Man we won't get into it, but Pac-Man yeah. is a little different with the power side of it. Yes, so definitely. There's a little header uh, on the side of this where you can just plug in. And looking at the header, it probably looks like if you had an ATX power supply, it's probably like the the hard drive. It's it's one of the drive. Connectors. It's one of the yeah. drive. It's one of the old uh, ATA hard drive power connectors. Yeah, yeah not and, not SATA, but one of the ATAs. And there's a there's a set of holes on here where you could jam a header in there real quick or just solder a lead to it if you wanted to probably use a switcher yeah, yeah. it's, it's plus it's five minus well. five ground and all that yeah so, so you know the, the big thing about it is is that uh this like i say this solves um all the problems with uh you know with mapping the the fire and the jump buttons because this adapter does that automatically to the one player and the two player buttons on the cabinet so you don't have to you don't have to run any wires you don't have to you know figure out how you're going to map your buttons back to the jam harness mm-hmm. It's already or back to the Jamma game. It's already done. So, I, I mean, this this is pretty sweet, you know. And going through and reading through the thread uh, of everyone on Clob that's responded to this, they're they're pretty much hailing this as the best solution to this problem as of yet. Okay. That being said, I've never had a need for it, but that's yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it, it's nice to know that they're here. We'll we'll definitely um, we'll definitely have a link to it in the uh, blog post uh, for the show. Forty dollars ship for an adapter, and you know, if you're going to order multiple, then the price uh, the price goes down. Now, I went ahead and added when I saw that I added this in. This is this, yeah. This is probably what I was thinking of. Uh, over at Mark's Arcade, he has the opposite an adapter to go the other way right yes. so you can take a pack a miss pack or a pack plus and you can run it in a jamma cabinet yes and you know that's something or the, gl- or the glob or the glob or the yeah. glob yeah I, I think there was two versions was there well, i think there was a one wired unique and one that was wired on a pack uh, I, 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 could, only, I, don't, I only knew the one that was wired on pack it seems like there's a couple it seems like there's like this mystery that surrounds that i like the game though I mean, it's it's a cool, it's a quirky, fun game. I may yeah. or may not have all the pieces for one of those. Sweet, <laughs> nice. I, I nice. may or may not. I don't nice, know. It's nice. I've never played it. I need to play it. Yeah, I've he- I hear it's an awesome game. Yeah, it is. It's it's a quirky and fun game. But um, 
so see like this in my setup this would fit my bench because my bench is based on a jammer rig right so right. i could take this from mike's arcade and plug and in just my situation slam in a pack board and, and i could, roll with I it. could throw my my test setup down i could throw in this this adapter and then i could go with it yeah yeah, yeah. so cool all right next up we have uh and this is this is a product that is in the interstage but uh it looks like it's far enough along that it's that it's going to be real this is neat um it is a this is for vector monitors and it is a black and white to color cable adapter and uh this is uh clove member uh diving buddy uh who is doing these adapters and he and brent he is the gentleman that originally produced the uh the color xy uh, extension harnesses. Okay. So where you can run, you know, you can essentially have your amplifone or your 6100 sitting on a bench and then run run the monitor on a bench and then have your Star Wars or your Tempest or whatever sitting six or eight feet away, you know. So it, it, it allows you to test, test and work on the monitor outside of the cabinet without having to relocate everything to support a vector monitor outside of the cabinet, all right? Uh, to me, that's pretty handy, you know. That's, that's a pretty nice thing to have you know i've adjusted enough of the the color xy monitors that yeah if if i had if i had an extension cable to have done it on the bench i would oh yeah because you know by the time you get in there and you mess with all the all the uh, adjustments all the bips all the it's just it's it's frustrating isn't it it's difficult yes yeah well it's it's a two-person job it's a two-person job and it's tedious to start with yeah Yeah. so so what's nice about these cables is you can these are adapter cables that allow you to take his color extension cable and it reduces um the pin count so that you can plug that extension cable into a black and white vector monitor okay for for testing bench testing and asteroids and asteroids Deluxe or something along those lines, you know, Battle Zone, whatever it mm-hmm. may be. Okay, uh, for a black, you know, a black and white or a monochrome uh, so vector monitor. So you use your you, you take your existing color uh, vector extension cable, and yep. then I see the two ends. Basically, it adds uh, an end, a little stub on either end. Yep. that lights the the connections you need to basically turn that into an extension for a black and that's white exactly vector. Right. Okay. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's cool. And, and it's I like a dual purpose tool. It's like a dual purpose tool and it's like, it's like man, a screwdriver that is a hammer. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, you know, it's it's one of those things and that kind of stuff makes me happy, you know. So, I I'm I'm all I'm all about that because that's a job aid, Brent, and that makes your life working on arcades easier. So, you're already this thick into it, Brent. You might as well just go ahead and order you a set of extension cables and call it done. You know, uh, spending your money. Is he reselling? Right. Is, is he re? Is he? Is he respinning the extension? Because ca- I don't own his extension cables. It's a good question. I just uh, diving buddy just PM him and ask him. You know, uh, it, it's he may very well be. So I know we've covered those extension cables, or at least I feel like we have at some point in the past. And, so. and for those that haven't. Uh, haven't purchased anything from him in the past. He is the same. Now, now I'm going to question myself here. I think he is the same gentleman that made 
the uh, um, the token rings. Remember we oh, talked, we covered that yes. on. Yes, he is because I remember that. So you've actually already dealt with him. Yes, Brent. So he's you can, you can he, get in touch he's with him. really great to, yeah. to work yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it seems like a really solid guy, and everything everything that he puts out, he actually delivers on, and uh, and it works out. So so that's cool. Um, the next thing, Brent, we've we just got a couple more to run through here. The next thing is, um, and, and I was really glad to see this. Uh, these are uh, reproduction Nintendo uh, the metal serial plates and the internal decals uh, for for cabinets. So if you if you got a, if you're restoring a Nintendo game and you're missing your serial plate, or you've got one that's just lost a lot of its definition uh, and is you know not sharp and clear like like you would want it to be, and you're missing some of the internal like FCC you know labels or decals or anything like that. Then, um, then you can you can get this, and again, I'll, I'll have the link uh, a link to this from uh, the cloth thread in the show notes. You know, I, okay. I wonder. I wonder. We've talked about cars in the past, and you've heard of like a Conqueror's restoration. Yes, and, yes. and basically, uh, loosely defined. We're doing a, we're doing a lot of loose loose definitions and broad <laughs> you know broad you know comment it's, commentary. It's the here. holidays, man. Yeah. It's, the, it's the trip to fan, Brent. Uh, <laughs> Where's my turkey? I need a Where's nap. my turkey? I need a nap. <laughs> In the car world, like a Conqueror's restoration is a restoration uh, uh, to, to factory, mm-hmm. you know, and you go in and you're judged and, you know, and it's all different. And if you're, if you got a Pontiac, if you got a Chevy, if you got a Corvette, if you, you know, some, some clubs are branded by manufacturer, some are model specific. Yeah. And basically you go and you're judged by the judges qualified by that club to say how close that car is to a factory restoration and they get down to like part numbers on distributors and get mirrors out and look behind stuff to make sure it's got the right transmission all kinds of details i I get it but And, and they point the cars earn points and they you know uh i think like I know a little bit about the GTO world, uh, Pontiac GTOs. So you've you'll have like, or they did. I don't know if they do anymore, but they had like gold, silver, and bronze. You know, depending yeah. on how well you point in a Conqueror's judging. So uh, I almost wonder if we're going to get to that point. Is that the <laughs> next thing in arcades? I don't know because this this is car. This is like car level stuff. It where, is. But it, I mean, dude, our hobby. Let's face it, our hobby has blown up over the past yeah, it five has. years. It really has. I mean, there's there's a company in the car world called Inline Tube, uh-huh. and it was started by a guy that couldn't find reproduction uh, uh, metal tubing, like for brake under you know frame that goes on your frame for like your yeah. brake lines yeah. and all mm-hmm. that. He couldn't find that for a car he was trying to restore, and he started a company called Inline Tube. That will you can call up inline tube and they'll send you every metal tube under the bottom of the car, all the brakes, everything, all of it, and uh, you you take it out of the tube and it's got one arcing bend in it. You lay it out flat and you put it in the car, and it's quote unquote correct. And then he got into making the correct labels. So I'm like, you're right. Is, is, is this is this end? is this the next thing? It, it is, and I think it is. But you know something? Uh, no, I'm good with it. I'm good with it. And you know what? There's a market for it. Uh, yeah. Uh, me, I'm wanting to spend some of your money on it right now. You know. So it's just. <laughs> <laughs> See, now I'm not, is this the first run of the serial plates? Because I've seen I've seen there's a there's a gentleman that reproduces the Atari stickers. Yes. Now that's um, I think that's uh, Etn, uh, and he's a. Uh, 
I think he's maybe he's in Germany or North. I don't know. He he's he's not in the U.S. But gotcha. yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what, who you're thinking about. Yes. Hey, uh, speaking of restoration type parts, <sighs> dude. Now, man, I got to pick me up some. I, of these. I'm I'm shocked that this hasn't happened yet. Yes. Arcade shop is making Midway Chrome Coin entry plates. Yes. So this is for your Midway yes. type door, like on a we talked like on a pack, like on a Burger Time, like yeah. on a Galaxian, like on a Galaga, yeah. where you've got that square plate with the little kind of triangular bubble off of it where you, where you, you drop your, your coin. Where you put your quarter yeah. in. That's right. I'm really surprised that this hasn't been done yet. <laughs> and it and this just became available like a week and a half yeah. ago. Yeah, no, and they're nine ninety five each. Yeah, it gets a little gets a little spendy, man. Twenty bucks a game when you but start doing the math. Look over at the Burger Time because they it's got nice it's got it, it's got nice ones on it's it. It's got it's got a nice set on it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it makes a big difference. Yeah, you it know, does. If you're if you're painting that coin door, yeah, you know those midway doors are easy to paint. Yeah, they're not very difficult to take apart. Yeah. And it make it's a big bang for the for the time for the buck. But the, the thing about it is, like my Rally X, mine are painted over. So are mine, they? Are, mine are like a grungy looking black, and they're scratched. Mm-hmm. And Brent, it does. I mean, those, those little pieces of metal, they're hard to hold on to. They're hard to buff out. You know, and I, I personally, I just rather spend twenty bucks and call yeah, the job done. I would, I yeah. would too. So I'm gonna spend some of your money on that. That's just kind of the way that goes. <laughs> you know, I think I think where you're really gonna spend my money is on this next thing. Oh, you think so? Yeah, because uh, go ahead, hit it. Okay. And I'll tell you why. So this is called, uh, and this is a new product, and it's called the Mighty Marquee. And this is a mini light box. It measures nine inches wide, three inches tall, two inches deep. The only reason I know that is because I have it written down. If I had to call it by by fishing, I oh, would... this is different than I was thinking. Oh, okay, is that right. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, th- th- what's cool about this is this is a USB powered mini LED marquee box, and so you can you can swap out the marquees. You know, you can have this sitting on your desk or hang a bunch of them on the wall, whatever it may be. They're like fifty bucks though, so they're a little spendy for what they are, but they are cool because they're USB powered, and you could like get a whole gaggle of them sit them on your desk and you know uh just you know have a just geek out at you know a bunch of uh, retro you know a bunch of retro marquees but i don't know i i, th- I found these and it's new and i just i just thought it was just a, a very novel and kind of a neat little kind of like a, a little neat product and i just wanted to include it for the show did, so. did you take the, i was thinking this was a kit where you can make a marquee box oh now because i, I had a, i had the marquee off the multi-game yeah from prior shows yeah, and it's it's in my shop now, and and I know that there was there was someone at, at SFGE 2015. That's who, that's at, who we need to talk. That's to. That's who I'm. I need yeah. to contact Blake. Um, gosh, I forget what his name last. Blake. Um, something. Did, I, I'm sorry. Did you happen to go to this site that makes the mini marquee box just to see what their other, I guess, claim to fame is? The site no, itself uh, is called Dumpsty. Dumpsty. Yeah. And Dumpsty.com. And yes. they, it, there's a selection of miniature dumpsters. Oh, really? Yes. Literally. I mean, and, and I did not look at that. Yeah. And it, it, from what I can tell, looking at the, the banner, it, it's, 
I, is it for like storage? And I, like there was a picture of like comic books standing in them. And there, there here's one and next to it is like a uh, a can of like spray paint that shows you it's like <laughs> the height of a can of spray paint and another third oh, or so. Yeah, no, I did not know that. So unpainted in- steel dumpster. That's cool. Dumpsty. Mini dumpster. Well, dumpsty.com. Dude, yeah, if, get you get yeah. you some dumpsters and some mini marquee <laughs> light boxes, man. If I could make money selling mini steel dumpsters, you don't don't think I wouldn't do it. Well, you know what? There must be a market. Dude, they have a whole accessory section. Well, he's not doing it at a loss. They have have multiple colored replacement lids. This is awesome. (laughs) Uh, That's great. But uh, anyway, Brent, uh, that's that's what we've got for this month. I didn't really find a whole lot on on the pinball side other than the color DMD, but I think between everything... I I, I think we talked all the vendors up plenty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think we've done it plenty good. There's going to be a surge of undercabinet LED kits from everybody that's been scratching (laughs) their head. Color should DMDs. I make this? Yeah, should I get it or what? But uh, at this point, Brent, I think uh, it's probably a good time for us to uh, take a quick little break, and through the magic of editing, we come back and uh, wrap the show with some feedback and uh, some quick news. Whitney, before we dip into the feedback and, yeah. and little little news and kind of like show news i wanted to toss a couple shout outs out there oh okay first of all it sounds like we've kind of got a minor following amongst the non-arcade crowd how so well i mentioned last uh last show that a friend of the show by the name of chris and you know i didn't run this passing so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go with the no last name rule yeah okay fair he, enough fair where enough. he works apparently yeah. he is in a position to subject others to our show so so not ask them to listen or play it for as them as in he but has subject them yes to the show. as in he has control of the pa yeah. the stereo whatever the case may be those poor people they need to file workman's comp so while they're working with chris Ugh. they also they listen to us have to listen to us again workman's comp so i'm not sure which is worse um i'd so yeah, I got I, you know like I said I got a little feedback that uh, <laughs> they heard the last shout out and I, I don't know if it was much of a they heard it or it was like a cry for help yeah it's but yeah. it happened yeah it's exactly so for all the folks out there working with our buddy Chris here in Louisville <laughs> yeah props to you guys uh, uh, and gals you know and find the power to the PA cut it <laughs> yeah just be be done with us just straight up <laughs> all right and the second one is I don't know how to put this man uh, apparently. You know, we're kind of a thing. At least something we do is kind of a thing. It, it's ta- you, surely you jazz. No, dude. This is one of our little broken tokenisms has taken on a life of its own and i'm assuming yeah. it kind of it, it almost stands alone because our name isn't necessarily drug along with it for better or for worse but i think everyone understands it yeah okay so so what have you got i'm, I'm all ears on so this. this is from the current as of this recording yeah. episode of the 10 pence arcade oh yeah our Vic, friends Vic, Vic and, and sean, sean. yeah and your face sean holly <laughs> Uh, episode 49 they were talking about a game called Batsugan. Okay. Okay, they cover a lot of not just the classic games but also some more modern games, a lot yeah. of shoot shoot 'em up type games, yeah. a lot of 
you know, a scrolling shooter game. So yeah. they they get the uh, they the, they, they cover the breadth a, yeah they the, cover a wide range, and I, that's what I like about their show because I learn stuff by listening to it. Because those are games that I probably would never play on my own. No, neither. Yeah. There's a couple games that they've mentioned that, like you talked about the Glob earlier. Where yeah. I said, man, I've heard about that. I need to go play a couple games they've talked about that I really just need to go play. Yeah. And I've picked yeah. up some games like that as well from uh, uh, No Quarter. Yeah, one of the things that the Tenpence guys do is they spotlight a game, a show, but they also talk about pickup. They do a format somewhat loosely similar to the maybe kind of sort of what we do at times if yeah. that makes sense they you know they'll talk about what what they've got going on any pickups uh i know sean recently has been doing a lot of like audio diary type things oh okay uh where he'll go to an event and he'll the little like frank you know pictures in time where he'll talk about something so i mean it's there's 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 a lot to be had over there but, yeah and, and it's good because from from all the episodes that i've listened to and i'm i am several episodes behind right now mm-hmm. But I like it simply because it, it's it's just like what you're talking about. Every episode is not the same, you know. There's there there's some variety to it, and and that's that's cool, you know, from a format perspective. Right. Yeah. So episode forty nine, Batsugan, and and this this is pulled from a portion of the show where they were talking about the game okay and they were discussing oh you, you got know, a sound bite i got a sound bite Woo, look at you i'm, I'm Man, high, high tech i'm it high all tech everywhere. over here with yeah. this ancient wow, laptop sweet uh so i pulled this from a section where they were actually talking about the game and they were talking about like level advancement so okay here, here it is okay and there's a shadow that follows under your ship so you know you've got an extra you know you can be hit once ah, okay. you, also, you also get an extra bomb and you can have up to nine bombs they're very useful with smart bombs mm-hmm and obviously, when you level up your weapon, you get extra firepower. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. They sounded just like we do. Firepower. Get some extra firepower. So uh, there is a shout out to our buddies uh, we, over at Ten Pence. Oh, we love you guys. That's awesome. That is that put is a smile great. on my face, man. That's great. I, I was out. Uh, I was trimming. I was out cutting grass. And I was running the, the. I think I was running the trimmer. I was remember it was in the back of the yard. I was running, I think I was running the trimmer, and I heard that. And I like to <laughs> fell out in the woods. That's pretty awesome. Pretty yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, and firepower will live on. So. So Brent, we have got uh, a uh, voicemail this month, and I, I and I'll tell you, I do want to apologize uh, to Dan. Uh, this voicemail is uh, Dan from Minnesota called in. Why you this... apologize to well, Dan? Well, here's the reason we why should I'm apologize to him. For uh, no, what no, no, we've done no. to his ears. <laughs> well, th- that much is true. But uh, Dan left this voicemail um, last. Well, actually about six weeks or so ago but i didn't catch it in enough time to get it into last month's episode so so dan uh like i say apologize for it taking an extra episode to get to the voicemail but uh this this is a real good one and for everybody you know after listening you know our our podcast voicemail line is uh area code 470 and then it's two call bt and that's 470-222- five five two eight we'd love for you know people to call in leave us a voicemail and we'll play it on the air so i, I think it's a I think it's a pretty sweet thing but uh, yeah we got dan from minnesota uh dan's a truck driving man and he called in and he had this to say hey there guys this is dan from minnesota 
just giving you a call to let you guys know how awesome you guys are, and uh, I really do appreciate all that you guys do for the podcast. Uh, started up on iTunes, episode one, all the way to 14 already in just a few weeks here, just listening day by day. I'm a truck driver, so uh, listening to it throughout the day helps to go by a lot quicker. And I really do appreciate you guys keeping it clean, and just everything about it is just awesome. Uh, for the guys like me who don't get a lot of chances to go out to these shows, these live podcasts, um, they really help bring it in, all the John Trudeau, um, just everything. You know, it's just great. Uh, so keep it up. Uh, I hope you guys keep going with it. I'm not going to skip ahead and listen to the next episode until I, until I make it there. So uh, appreciate all that you guys do. You guys have a good one already. Thanks. Bye. Hey, thank you, Dan. That is fantastic. And uh, we promise we'll we'll keep doing it as long as uh, Audacity keeps recording it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, we greatly appreciate that, Dan. Oh, yeah, it's and, awesome. Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, like especially like with the live shows, there is enough setup to do a studio recording not just the the pre-show work yeah uh i mean everyone can tell that we we've got show notes to a degree i mean we pretty we've got an outline as to where we want to go now how close we stay to that that's you know neither here nor there but uh <laughs> well this month our show notes was like three three pair three outline paragraphs and how long we've been talking brent hours uh, hours yeah so yeah so you know we, we've you know, we've got pre-work that goes into show. We've got set up the day of recording, and then we've got post-production, both editing of the show and then uh, the distribution work. Yeah. And the live shows... Just to add to that. <laughs> add, a, add an extreme layer because yeah. we're remote, yeah. and we've still got all that stuff to a degree to deal with. Yeah. And... Uh, it, it's it's great to have that kind of feedback because it's, it's greatly you know, appreciated. Yeah, we 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 really hope to bring like the the color commentary for what's happening at the events we go to, yeah. and it's it's nice to know that that's actually kind of happening. Yeah. So so and so yeah, definitely uh, definitely Dan, we we appreciate you taking the time to call in, and uh, would love to hear from you again, man. So thank you. Uh, so Whitney, what's going on on the Twitter box, man? So, I, I, I made a promise about Twitter last week, and I actually made, I actually tweeted once this week. Once this week, I'll have to go back and catch that, man. So, so. It, yeah, you and I probably need to talk about the logistics of that because I, I know. See, I'm tweeting from my account. Yeah, and um, but, uh, there's just a lot to it. You know, it's, <laughs> it's it, as with most things, it's more complex than it looks. It, you know? And it's it's a matter of like if I'm t- tweeting from my personal account at Broken Token. Yeah, you know you. Uh, if, if you've got the master account for for the Twitter account for the podcast, you have to catch that and then retweet it for and, our followers and then, and then to find it, it back up. Yeah, and it's just it just shouldn't be that difficult. No, it shouldn't. I, I need to look in to see what we can do about you know about getting the the Twitter account shared and all that kind of stuff. So it's that's we'll, that, we'll, we'll add that. to That's the list. one thing that Facebook is is easier about, and that you can have multiple people control yes. the page. Yeah, yeah. It, so it, it, you're definitely right there. But uh, Twitter's been rolling pretty good Brent I mean we're almost uh, I mean we are just shy just a few people a few followers of 500 so and that's just all just really solid good organic growth and so that's greatly appreciated but uh, one of our listeners Ty Laurie he tweeted us about BotCon 2016 and um, he, he he made me aware of this because can I get this, a dumpster there the, yeah oh yeah yeah sure well <laughs> what you get is a transformer that turns into, into a, a dumpster, dumpster. Okay, okay so so here's the thing he pointed this out because this is here in Louisville next April. It's the 7th through the 10th. And Brent, this is a Transformers conference, like old school Transformers oh, conference. Man. So uh, the website is just botcon.com. Okay, here's a okay? quick. 
And go ahead, go ahead, and I'll tell you a quick saddening story. Yeah, Sad okay. Story. And it looks like this conference is all things Transformers uh, right here in Louisville. So uh, Ty had said, man, it would be awesome if you guys go down and do a live podcast and Stern puts uh, the Transformers pins on the floor. Oh, I'm sure it, that place has Transformers pins everywhere. And you would think so, but I tweeted Stern and they didn't respond. So, I, you know, I don't know, maybe. We'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to push through that. But, dude, that's right here in our own backyard. Yard, man, we ought to go and at least you know record some stuff while we're there. So we got plenty of time to plan for. We it could too. try to reach out to them and see if we may have to do that. Yeah, may have to do that, man. So I mean, it's loosely related to what we do. I mean, it's you know it's retro and it's kind of you know new, kind of old stuff. So I just thought that was cool. So Ty, yeah, thanks for thanks for the note on that. I never would have caught that on my own. No, I would not have seen no. that. So yeah, BotCon 2016, man. We may have to throw on our Optimus Prime and go on down there. So sad story. Uh, I had <laughs> date Dateline 26 uh, 2015. Sad story from Brent. Yeah. Um, we all had you know in our age in our age group, you know all the toys that we had are now in vogue. Even yeah. among the younger yeah. group, they're all yeah. trying to go for the Gen One. In this case, the Gen One Transformers, the yeah. first release of first release. Well, yeah. I had mountains of them, and okay. I I'm a very particular person, as a lot of people that know me personally know. So when I played with my toys when I was done, I put them back in the box. Yeah. So case. Oh, so whoa, whoa, whoa! You pack them back into the box. In the box. So like wow. the, the 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 Transformers like uh, um, Optimus Prime and Megatron, they actually had foam in the boxes. Yeah. It wasn't like a modern toy where it's a card and you cut it off yeah. the card. Yeah. They had foam. So I'd play with them and I'd, I'd, fold, I'd put them back in the configuration they were for shipping in the box. I put them in the box. I'd slide them in the box and I'd go put them in my room. Well, wow. That's dude, the way I did stuff. That and explains a lot, man. Does it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> so any, and, I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just there, saying. There were some of them that came with like little cardboard separators that you couldn't kind of reconstruct, but yeah. they still went back in the boxes. Gotcha. And that collection i had a pretty sizable stack of transformers i didn't have that many but i still had the same i I still had the same era that you had the same vintage yeah and that was one of the few capital toys of like you know when you look at like star wars hot wheels transformers yeah i've still got my hot wheels i've still got my star wars transformers are gone oh man and i even got to the point where i had the insecticons you yeah know, oh yeah you'd, yeah you'd hook them all together and make the big thing yeah. and i got to the point where i actually just gave them to somebody did you wow yeah. of course wow. you know back Hans, then hindsight's 20 yeah back man. then you would have known yeah i cry over that <laughs> just not mm-hmm. on the show man just not on the show no not again yeah, yeah. all right twitter so, so, uh, listener Jeff Prescott um, sent us a uh, contact on Twitter, and he said, uh, "Hey, Brent and Whitney, uh, Georgia boy collector and podcaster at your service." So, I've reached out to Jeff, and Jeff is one of the co-hosts of No Quarter. Yes, he is the yes. new co-host. Yes. I, uh, uh, I'm guessing maybe he heard our appeal last show to maybe. know more about Jeff. Yeah, to know more about Jeff. So Jeff reached out, and uh, I have uh, responded back to him, and I carboned you on that as well, Brent. 
print. So uh, if you haven't seen the email, just check it. You'll find it. But nonetheless, we're hoping to hoping to talk with Jeff a little bit more. So I, I just I tossed it out there. I thought it'd be sweet if we could you know do some kind of crossover or what have you. So we'll, we'll see where things go. Check yeah, out. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. Definitely man. check out No Quarter. I mean, we Lo- mentioned love this, the show. Yeah, we love mentioned it. this when uh, uh, when it came back. Uh, again with uh, Mike, Mike McGinnis and the, the current co-host would be Jeff Prescott. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it looks like, you know, we, we kind of covered this a little bit earlier with Iron Man, but I'm going to rub it in some more. It looks like Mike Martin. Yeah. Let you know about it. Was he texting you? Yeah. He, 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 you texted, like, he texted me like minutes. Text, after it was email, announced. smoke signals. Yeah. He's like, dude, uh, this is all you go. And I was like, oh, yeah, sweet. Bought. <laughs> Done. It was like a three minute transaction and it was all said and all, it was it was completed at that point. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, thank you, Mike. I've, <laughs> he definitely was. He was on the hot button for that. Now, I see something in here working on his Super Mario Brothers. Is that Mike working on a Super Mario yeah. Brothers pinball? Yeah, working on a Super Mario Brothers pinball. Yeah, so he posted a, a picture of that where he's uh, installing some of the tunnel, uh, some of the tunnel mods and stuff like that. So that's kind of cool. It, it really is. It very colorful, and so uh, yeah, I, I guess it just goes to show that every every pinball machine has got a mod following to some degree. You know? Yeah, it looks like a couple of the, uh, and I don't know the the, the Nintendo. Uh, Koopas, man. Is that what it is? Because yeah. there's two. Is that what the one on the left it's is? It's what the one on the left now, is. Now, what's the yeah. one on the right that looks like a kind of like a golf it's, ball it's with just teeth? Like a little, it's like a little ghost. And I forget, okay. I forget what his name is. Yeah, but, yeah. I don't I don't know the, the Mario universe. and this, the, I, I, These came in a little later. Yeah. At least the the golf ball with the teeth. Yeah, it, that was more so around like, um, I want to say like Super Mario World. um Getting into the Wii, I, I believe. Oh, was it? Okay. I, I think I'm botching that as well. Again, another broad-reaching statement. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll just, yeah. We'll just paint everything with a... Yeah. We got rid of the fine detail artist brushes. <laughs> and, and we paint with a two-by-four. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to go with just like a three-inch brush, but if yeah. we're going to go to about full-blown two-by-four, why not? Yeah, why not? But yeah, these are the, they're pretty cool. It looks like there's some uh, like tunnel, like pipe mods. Yeah. And then uh, the, the little uh, enemy figures if you will i see wires so i assume that they light up they light up and, and probably uh i don't know if they actuate or anything like that but uh, yeah it looks like they probably have some led they chase the ball like that yeah <laughs> yeah definitely um, who's the sean o'shea character hey, hey oh before we get to sean though oh before we okay. get to sean i uh, want to roll back up and mike uh, coined hashtag should have listened to broken token he said his world cup soccer was resetting he was able to address it by some things that we've covered uh, on the show before he says we rock even though we don't don't like baby Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I just thought that was the best, man. I've kind of... That's uh, I, I, I was like, you raised me up, and then yeah, bring me to the floor. Oh, yeah. Well, dude, he leaves us an iTunes review, and I'm going to read that here in a second. It's fantastic. Is the word suck used in it? No, 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 no. Not at all. Not at all. But he, he I mean, he pegs us to the T, man. It, it, <laughs> Please, was, it was great. What did we say once in one of the outtakes? Please think we don't suck. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah. So anyway, so but yeah, back to Facebook. Sean O'Shea. Oh, I, I've heard of the Sean O'Shea character before. Yeah. Um, suggest Sh- we- Sh- shady at best oh yes 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 <laughs> yes watch your wallets yep uh suggest we set up facebook to twitter cross posting yeah and he, he yeah he posted on that on our page i think just today if i'm not well that doesn't mean much to you know yeah for uh for everybody listening See, but now i Goog- i googled uh with the google box i googled you know 
some way to automatically tie those together and Mm -hmm. it seems like there is and i admit i didn't look very deep into it and i i know that each one is trying to own the you know the the social media space so you know there's there's obviously in my mind i, I think it's obvious that there's different ways to, to slice this yeah depending on do you come at it from the twitter side or the facebook side or which side is your originator and which side is your follower and all yeah. that and it looked like there was a way in facebook to tie into twitter there, there is the problem is that when it, it counts it, yeah the accounts and then also the format of the tweets because what what i try very hard to do uh on twitter is make sure that every time that we tweet it's it's personal it's um it's conversational and and it's and it doesn't look like a robot tweeted it okay when you tie the two together whenever you make a a post on facebook it just scrapes a little bit of the title and then puts in like a a bitly you know like a a shortened uh facebook uh url Mm -hmm. and that's the tweet and that's it and it looks really impersonal and it and it's messy you know and so they're they're trying to crunch down whatever you're doing on facebook and then into 140 characters 140 characters and it it you can spot those tweets a mile yeah. away okay that that's the best that's the best way i know to say it me personally i don't like them okay because when i see them i immediately know that that person didn't tweet anything they just posted something on facebook and then it auto tweeted and, and a lot of times i'll just float right on by it even if i'm interested in seeing it i say bah, bah, i'll go look at that later mm-hmm. you know so i don't i mean sean you've got a good point I, I think there's a way to do it right i just i i just haven't put the cycles in to figure out I what mean, that is i could see using almost to me is it like a notification engine hey they just posted facebook it who knows what the what they use to determine how your wall fills it's as mysterious as uh how google it's the it's kernel's secret recipe and nobody knows it's as mysterious as the as how google takes care of search sets up search results you know their own secret sauce yes and i mean you could almost since Twitter is semi-directed if you're, you know... Depending upon how you format the tweet, yes. Yes. I I could see almost being able to use that as a notification method, but it would require, I mean, kind of require you have you know facebook followers and twitter followers in parody yes and so it's just not i i'd love to do it but it's something we'll have to spend some cycles on to figure out how to do it's it. it's like right. trying to weld an ice cream cone to a cinder block it's not it's going to be messy it's good yeah yeah it, it worked yeah. for about three seconds but yeah. then you're done um in on the so sean appreciate that uh definitely heard you loud and clear i think there's value in it just have to figure out a way to a way to make it work and to make it look good and clean um, on the iTunes uh, side, Brent, we had a uh, we did have uh, someone leave us a, a review, and this is great. Uh, this is from uh, WebDoc90, and he says uh, this is a podcast for the ages. Five stars, buddy. Ha ha! Five stars. I see him. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five. Uh, podcast for the ages and ages. He goes on to say, this podcast is not for the weak heart. <laughs> Whitney and Brent produce a great show. However, sometimes it's like a marathon in length. So if you don't have two to four hours to kill each month, then this is not the show for you. But for me, it's something I listen to several times each month. See, that's awesome. That is awesome. There's just so much goodness in here that you yeah. It's like you've got to watch. The, it's like you've got to watch those Marvel movies several times because there's stuff going on. There's, um, there's, yeah. there's all kinds of stuff in the background you don't even 
never see, see until it. like yeah. the third time. Um, he goes, I listened to, uh, I listened to several times each month. There's always some bit of information I missed the first time around. I met these Southern gentlemen at the 2014 Southern Fried Game Room Expo uh, in Atlanta, and we hit it off quickly. Even though they're not fans of Baby Pac-Man, <laughs> I still love these That's guys. Like, I was like, do we know exactly who this is? And yep, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm yeah. fairly certain we, I know who it is. We got it. That's awesome, though. So, WebDoc90, <laughs> thank you so much. Appreciate you. Appreciate you going out to iTunes. And we would love for people just to go out and give us a quick review on iTunes because it helps us in the search results, and it does make a difference. So, uh, I'm, yeah. So, WebDoc90, thank you for doing that. Yeah, please. If, if you're... Uh, an iTunes user, go out and give us. Uh, yeah. We've mentioned this in the past. It's it it helps get the show out a little a little further, and yeah. you know we appreciate it. Yeah, so. yeah, so very much. Here, here's a here's a dirty little secret. Uh, <laughs> I am terrible with names, and I hate to even say that now because now people will mess with me. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Mike Martin and there was one other person at SFGE. I I would com- I would confuse. Uh, Mike is maybe just a shade taller than me, and then the, it it wasn't. It, they. Th- I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to think who who it taller. Um, the name is on the tip of my tongue because he actually we 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 as we do with a lot of our listeners like Sean and yeah. and Mike we interact with him quite it often. It wasn't Jim Hale, was it? No, it wasn't Jim. But I could never get Mike and. I, I couldn't get them straight, and I kept calling them each other's name, and it just got to the point where they just they, they, they took pity on just you. in conversation. I would say something, go Mike. Yeah, oh, that's hilarious. I'm like, ah, oh. I, mean, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas, man. And, and I do that with Preston. Well, Preston and Patrick, speaking of Southern Fried Game Room Expo, the P and the P make it difficult. Yes, but uh, I am constantly oh you're botching that yeah, left and right i'm at man. least getting the right names but yeah. i'm not applying it to the right person I, i'm gonna get you a sticky a, a sticky pad for christmas and let you write names and then just go stick them onto people's oh, shoulders man my gosh yeah so yeah don't have take the, have the brent pad please don't take offense if i get your name wrong <laughs> i mean you, if you just listen to me during the show uh uh uh, uh yeah. i mean yeah jeez yeah yeah okay all baby, right, baby pack, baby pack. It's so big guns. Yeah, <laughs> that it is. It's so out of here, man. Uh, let's see. We're not on the road for anything this uh, this month or or next. So uh, not really much coming up, I guess, Brent. Until what next March for Louisville Arcade Expo? Then whatever we decide. I'm sure you know Southern Fried Game Room Expo next year. So I guess we've kind of got some downtime. Yeah, I think we do from, from from a travel perspective. Yeah, uh, we're not making any promises. We're going to try to have the Louisville Arcade Expo guys uh, on on the show here right after the first of the year we haven't actually had an opportunity to reach out to them but they're always wonderful uh, folks yeah. to work with so i'm sure that we'll uh, have a good shot at yeah. talking to them again firsthand because he was going on he was good. new yeah yeah that'd be great texas pinball festival in frisco texas that's going to be also in march 18th through the 20th and that's uh texaspinball.com yeah and then uh, as far as uh, upcoming shows we've got the midwest gaming classic uh, it's one show that i would love to go see it's in brookfield uh, wisconsin uh, it's at midwestgamingclassic.com and that's april 9th through the 10th 2016 so right before you uh, do your taxes and pay uncle sam you can go to uh, midwest gaming classic and 
have a much better time. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> uh, pinball at the Zoo, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Uh, Pinballatthezoo.com, April 21st through the 23rd. That would that would be so much fun. I've heard about both Pinball at the Zoo and the next one we're going to mention, Pinagogo. Okay, and that is in Dixon, California at pinagogo.org, uh, the 13th through the 15th of May, 2016. Both of those shows seem to be Eddie reviewed. Cox. Eddie, Eddie Cox. Eddie. I was, oh, I, yes, I was looking yes, at, yes. I was, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm sneaking over to Facebook in between <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is going to drive me crazy. So oh, it was yeah. Mike and Eddie. And okay. Mike is uh, a little taller than me. Yeah. And but, then but Eddie's, Eddie's, Eddie's taller. Eddie's uh, a, a a tall person yes, i mean it's not yes. like you could confuse the two okay you know okay. It, but to me <laughs> so see I, the reason i didn't say eddie is because to me i don't think they look i don't think they're close in appearance <laughs> in at my all mind, it doesn't matter <laughs> okay well right I on i don't know why <laughs> it's, it's kind of a weird thing to wait into show but yeah sure <laughs> at one point at one point i was talking to eddie we just went on with it <laughs> Finally went. Oh, by the way, I'm not Mike. Yeah, by the way, I'm not Mike. I went. Oh my god, <laughs> that, that's a show title. That is so I'm awesome. Terrible. And by the way, I'm not Mike. Oh, that's great. No. Oh me. I'm so terrible. Okay. <laughs> All right, Brett. Well, on that note, man, uh, we're out it, of here. We're out of here. It's been a great show. Uh, we hope that everyone's enjoyed listening. Uh, it's it, you know we hope everybody by the time you hear this has had a great and very uh, peaceful, restful, and uh, just you know fun Thanksgiving. So we hope everybody remembers the reason for the uh, the holiday, and uh, we're certainly thankful. We're thankful for everybody listening. Thankful for the show and the hobby and all the great people that we meet. So it's uh, it's been it's been uh, been a great show. Brent. If you have gatherings for thanksgiving or christmas anything around uh anything around the holidays do you have folks in your game room you know if you snap pictures and post them over to us on facebook oh, or yeah. email them to us i mean we'd love to see them we love have to see it we have uh, uh we have a lot of listeners that participate with us on the facebook page tweet yeah. them to us we will figure out how to connect between the two and sort it all out that's, eventually that's right that's right uh, but you know if something's going on out there you know, share it with us we'd yeah. love to see that kind love, of stuff love to see it so real quick brent we're available on the throwback network at uh, www.throwbacknetwork.net so we're uh, a member that uh, of that great great podcasting network uh, lots of great shows available on there and rob o'hare does such a fine job you know curating and and uh you know creating content for that network it's just a fun a lot of fun shows to listen to make sure you check out rob shows yes commodore, commodore 64 forever yeah <laughs> and you don't know flack just no get, that's not that's yeah, not the name stuff. of one of his shows i'm just gen- oh. generically saying oh, the commodore oh, 64 okay. forever gotcha gotcha yeah, yeah. He's, right. a, he's a big 64 guy went completely over my yeah. head <laughs> um, <laughs> a 64 guy's gotta stick together those <laughs> apple people man Ooh. <laughs> Where's the, the, the yeah the fruit? No, this gives me chills, man. Uh, so iTunes, uh, like I said uh, earlier, please leave us a review and rate the podcast. I certainly appreciate it. We're also available on Stitcher Radio and Xbox Music, and of course the social media sites that we've talked so much about: Facebook, uh, Facebook.com/slash Broken Token, Twitter at Broken Token, and of course the home base for it all, our website. <laughs> 
www.brokentoken.com. Well, Brent, for an episode that was supposed to be kind of short and sweet for the holidays, it didn't we, work. It didn't work out that way. We have, uh, I think, we have birthed uh, something short of epic. From looking at the raw numbers, just as the recording is run, I'm going to gauge this is probably going to come out about three and a half hours. That's maybe pre- a little pre- shy. Of that that's pretty solid. That's pretty solid. We didn't slack off too bad, no. did we? No. Hey, listen, everybody. We thank you all for uh, for being part of the show. We love the interaction. We appreciate the voicemails, the emails, the the tweets, the Facebook interaction. We 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 love it. We love it. So thank thank you everybody for doing what you do. And with that, Brent, I think we can say happy Thanksgiving and what game on. Congratulations, you made it to the end of another episode of the Broken Token Podcast. I promise they'll do better next time. Maybe next episode, they'll actually listen to me for a change. Just go easy on the guys. They don't have a lot to work with, but I know their moms would be so proud. We want to hear your feedback, comments, rants, raves, and otherwise, both good and bad. Drop us a line via email at podcast at brokentoken.com. You can also call us at 470-2-CALL-BT. That's 470-222-5528. And leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you, and we might play your message on air in the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broken Token and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Broken Token. Britt and Whitney are always posting content between the official episodes, and it's a great way to stay involved with the show between the shows. You can find our podcast on the iTunes store and on Stitcher Radio. Just search for Broken Token and subscribe to the show. Like what you hear? Please consider leaving us a review on the iTunes store and on our Stitcher Radio page, as the reviews help out the show. Please visit our website at brokentoken.com for articles, reviews, restoration logs, direct show downloads, and expanded show notes for this and every episode. Once again, thanks for listening. The Broken Token Podcast would like to thank the only person on staff who has actual vocal talent, Miss Christy Letzi. And that's me. <laughs> Music for the Broken Token Podcast, graciously provided by Hayseed Dixie. Head over to their website at www.hayseed-dixie.com for videos, tour dates, merchandise, and to purchase music. So that it can pull... And I muted everything. Oh, am I am I doing that? Sorry. <laughs> you may want to mark that and take that out. There's a cordless drill over there. I'm just going to just pow. <laughs> right across the head. Right across the head. Or I may just take it and shove it in my ear. Fire power. Fire power. <laughs>